to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your hosts, Steve Mathis and Daniel Blair. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pump and Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, Fly Racing. Coming at you. We're back. Two weeks off. It's Monday, May 24th. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships open up this Saturday at Paula. 12-round series, 24 motos. The blood, the beer, the guts, the blood, the guts, the beer, something like that. They're going to sell you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. Looking forward to it, man. It should be a great series. 450 motocross, 250 motocross. Really, really looking forward to it. And uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, recap some Supercross stuff still, some silly season stuff. Thanks for watching and or listening. Really appreciate it. Everybody on RacerX Facebook page. Everybody on the YouTube page for Pulpamex. Sponsor deals on PulpamexShow.com. Gets you all the codes to save. Whether it's folks at Guts, whether it's folks at Get, Works Connection, Vortex. Easy to find the codes. Thanks to those guys. Got a couple people in studio that are good friends of mine in the industry, and I'm looking forward to talking to them about the outdoors and uh, and more. And uh, and you people along for the ride, man. It's fantastic. Pulpamex app should be out any day now. It's coming out on a Friday. Not exactly sure when, but a Friday. So uh, maybe this Friday? Maybe next Friday. We'll see. Uh, Amazon, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, go through the little widget on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com. Takes you right to Amazon. And we get a small slice of that, and we'd really appreciate it. Oh, so. you're so sick. And uh, it really help us out, man. Really great great job, uh, you people, for using it so far. Codes for Karcher and Arma on uh, PulpMexShow.com as well. They're just our, uh, affiliate programs we got with those people, so please check that out. Your 450 motocross defending champion, Zach Osmo, the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team, will be on tonight. Looking forward to Zacho. The legend, multi-time Supercross and motocross champion, Rick Johnson, will be on as well. Looking forward to the bad boy calling in. Great guy, great interview. He's a, he's a super guy and uh, so informative. And so, yeah, looking forward to talking to RJ. Ian Treadle will be on tonight. Uh, maybe you haven't heard that name for a while, but Ian Treadle was a top amateur prospect, uh, very good rider in the class of Barsha and Anderson and those guys. And then, unfortunately, had a career-ending crash in his uh, second Supercross ever. And uh, so we'll talk to Ian about what he's doing, uh, what's going on with him, what the next stage of his life has been like and more. So looking forward to Ian Treadle on. Ryan, the new Flockhart, will be on. Uh, our buddy, the new, sometime co-host here. The folks at Atlas, uh, they have a brand new brace out, the Atlas Vision. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And then a uh, Canadian Moto preview with him because, I'll be honest, I haven't been following that closely. And it looks like there's a bunch of shit that's different now from when they first announced the series. So we'll talk to the Newf about that and, and how much he's going to miss Filthy Phil up there and more tonight on the show. Uh, again, Paula coming up this Saturday and looking forward to talking to Motocross tonight and uh, and help breaking everything down. Thanks to Motorsport.com, OEM Parts, Aftermarket Parts. Great company, great guys. Uh, they'll help you out. Use the banner on PulpMX.com or PulpMXShow.com and uh, we'll get a small slice of that. Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Josh Strang. The toughest series in America may be the GNCC series for vision, for goggles. And our guy Josh Strang just pulled off the win at the John Penton GNCC using X-Brand goggles. 
thereby justifying my if you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win tagline for a week. Thank you, Josh. Mission of Starcross 5, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Folks at Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab, Intense Cycles, all on board with us tonight and as are you people. So 702-586-7857. You give us a call. All right. And we'll talk some moto. My two co-hosts tonight, looking forward to getting into it with them. First up, you know this man from uh, NBC Sports Supercross Series. He's the play-by-play guy. He's the pit reporter. He has a janky podcast. He's got a, a hand cleaner company that's taking over the sport by storm. Daniel Blair, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. Uh, you brought in the outdoor expert. Yeah, I did. Absolutely. No, when I think of outdoors, I think of Daniel Blair. <laughs> that's right. That's Well, you brought me in. I'm ready to discuss everything I learned today on your preview yep. show. You um, combined how many nationals for you over your career? Like that I did? Yeah. 15 or 20. Okay. I mean, Non-Hangtown? Uh, you know, it's weird as I only qualified for Hangtown one time. I had a hard time there for some reason. Yeah, go figure. track. Right. Because I was so used to it when it was smooth and easy. It yeah, got yeah. bumps, and I was like, what the hell? Uh, but, yeah, thanks uh, for having me in. Pump. Noted outdoor expert. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's, right. that's right. If you want some serious analysis right. on the outdoor nationals, you came to the right I, spot. Is this going to cost you your job at Feld, coming on here <laughs> talking about motocross? No. And that'll be it. That's so uh, old school thing. I still get that sometimes. Like, I can't believe you mentioned the outdoors on Race Day Live. That's like way old, Dude, the, old the, stuff. That the, hasn't been a thing for a no, long time. No, because the guy left. The, the guy left. Uh, uh, Hawaiian shirt guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> Prince. I don't Prince, think it was. Michael Prince. It was, it was Michael Prince. Prince. It really was. Not with me anyway. No, 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 but, no, but with the sport and just wanting to, you know, we had the summer series. We had the parking lot jump. You know, we had we had all this stuff. We had we had uh, see you in the Monster Cup. The, the you know? best was we'll see you in January. Right, we'll see you in January. <laughs> like, like, so anyways, no. absolutely agree. Uh, Doug and all the guys over there now, they they embrace it. It's They fun. love it. Yeah, it yeah. It's, it's so different now. Uh, how's Eagle Grit? Everything's good there? It's so good good now to be home and like be just a businessman on that only because for four months it was honestly the most chaotic four months of my life yeah. pulling off what had to happen there yeah. um I, as you know i'm the sole owner now of the company yeah. so uh it's been a it's been a wild year but now that i'm home and settled in it's it's smoothed out and it's very good very uh, happy. do we have a pulp max deal tonight for people yeah we we'll, we'll get into what that we, at some point Oh, we can't get into it now? I you, mean, if you want to, yeah. Because you don't really know? or uh, I haven't thought up what we're going to do okay, yet. Okay, well, let's do it later <laughs> I'm then. on the spot. Let me think about it. All right, we'll do it later then. No problem. Um, uh, also in studio here, uh, longtime sponsor of the show, uh, WUSA. When it comes to wheels, uh, uh, whether it's the Han, whether it's Talon, whether it's the Ed Setter wheels, the, half the teams, three-quarters of the teams in the pits probably use this man for their wheel needs. And uh, whether it's a flat track bike, whether it's a trials bike, whether it's a pit bike, whether it's a... a whatever it is, vintage bike, these guys at WUSA will hand, handle it, and he's back in studio uh, yet again. It's John Anderson. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me in. Thanks for coming in. Do we talk tasers now for 30, 40 minutes, or do we just do that later? Well, I think if you want to keep the listeners, we should wait a little okay, while. Okay, all right, okay, because yeah. you're coming back from Moab. I am. And, and yep. you rode there, and yep. yeah, that, that, that sounds amazing. My yeah. buddy Eric Bernard told me all about it. So. Yeah, it was fantastic. My buddy Tony and I went for a couple days, yep. got to sneak away from work, and yep. So we're and, on our way home, so we popped in. Maybe later on I'll uh, I'll tell Daniel the tale about when the uh, one East four-stroke and the one West four-stroke champions met. Yeah. One wrenched by me and one wrenched by John Anderson. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell that story again, John. Yeah, let's bring it. I mean, it's I can, time you know. to talk it again. We'll get all the details out. <laughs> Maybe Summer Cross, too. I'll, I'll uh, talk about that. Yeah. Well, you have that. Right. Uh, how's biz? How's everything? Everything's really good. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, things are well at W. We're growing yep. uh, like everybody in the industry right now. Um, so we're very fortunate in, in, uh, in, in just enjoying it. Last so, yeah. time we had you on, it was the World Vet Rounds. Yep. Uh, you were a big part of that WSA World Vet Rounds, of course. Um, and at that time, you had brought the edge wheels out. Um, yep. how, how was those doing for you since then? It's doing very well. Yeah, uh, it's good. Almost, almost too good. Okay. Well, don't be, so, don't be thanks, worried. Steve. Don't be worried because a lot of people in the industry uh, can't, can't provide what is needed right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, nuts, yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, our buddies at Michelin, the same thing. You know, they're just like yeah. they're just selling tires left and right. So yeah, I it, think it's with everybody right yeah. now, right? So, yeah. and it's a great position for everybody, you know, to be in. Yep. But at the same time, when you're used to take care of your customers and get things out, yeah, um, that's a little frustrating because right, you right. want to you want to do what you do, right? But right, uh, right. but things are going well, and and uh, can't complain. How's how's wife Kristen? She's great. That's yep, right. Yep. Kiefer says hi. That's right. Yeah, I know he does. So All he's, right. he's he's supposed to come by and, and pay a visit. And oh, I is said, he? Well, okay, yeah. I'll let Kristen know so she can not be there. Oh, yeah, uh, that would break his heart. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know Daniel, but Chris kind of has a thing for my wife. Yeah. I'm I said not that, surprised. I said, that, I said that only happens in Temecula, not in Orange, California. Yeah. Kind of yeah. weird stuff. Um, yeah, closer to the coast, we don't do that, Chris. So yeah. Our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Kiefer. Yeah. Our buddy Kiefer, last show. Was it last show we had? we called him? Uh, or was the show before? Oh, that was that was way too long ago. Okay, so know. our buddy Kiefer took off his knee braces and uh, <laughs> tore his MCL, <laughs> tore his meniscus. I heard that this <laughs> week. <laughs> so so next week he will be in studio oh. to uh, get to the bottom of that. He was pretty on board with the switch. Oh right? yeah, he was oh like, yeah, he felt, was good. Feel, feel yeah, good. felt good. Yeah, felt good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. So so he, he took an impact on the side of his knee, which you would think a brace with a hinge may help. Some sort of t- twisting of so that. So he took a hit, like no, he, no, no, no. Just a, he put he got got it caught, but it pulled back. Oh. You're not or it pulled to the side. Not because I was gonna say if he got hit by something, right. it's like man. No, no. So he actually just put it out he, and it. Grabbed. The way he heard it almost makes it sound like something. If you were wearing something that had hinges on the side that stopped the leg from swaying oh, out, man. it would have been better. So Chris Kiefer will be on uh, next week, everybody, to break that down. So uh, he uh, killed all that momentum. <laughs> he, he really did. <laughs> the really anti did. knee brace momentum oh, is really now did. gone. Uh, so looking forward to that. So John, again, uh, if, if one of our listeners are, are uh, interested, Pulpamex has a discount. Uh, just call there, mention Pulpamex, and uh, you guys will dial them in for any kind of wheel someone could need, whether it's for a vintage bike, uh, a modern bike, whatever. So whatever. Yeah, um, they've been great. All your listeners have been fantastic, and told you before and tell you every year they they're loyal they are they uh, are listeners it, and it, and they always mention pulp it's, so it's fantastic cool. uh directing the cameras over there on uh, facebook and on youtube uh he's back in after two weeks off he was in mexico lounging not doing anything at all with pulp or the app but he's back in this week it's travis marks what's up marks dog hola how are you Muy bien. He picked up the language. This is where we're going to go Good all job, night. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do the whole show in Spanish? No, no, <laughs> I do not. So, Dang. Um, everything good? Yeah. Yeah, you enjoy uh, your I, Mexican I'm, vacation? It was very nice. Your wife it posted on needed. Instagram more yes, during the trip than she did in the previous three years combined. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Right, isn't it? right. Yeah. I don't know where so, she got this wild hair where right. she's all of a sudden going to. Whole big posting. stories and like big oh, things. Dude. You're just like, wow, 
Courtney really into posting on Instagram after basically doing nothing for three years. For like literally not posting a story, <laughs> right. not anything on the feed. She came in nothing. hot on social. She came in very hot. Moser, Moser enjoyed a couple of them. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God. Yeah. It's creepy Moser. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, by the way, speaking of creepy Moser, X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs coming tonight. Motorsport.com. Tweet a talent segment and the Race Tech rant. I have a good one lined up. You're going to side with me on it? Yeah, I'm already. I'm all in. Okay, um, fantastic. I'm full support. Thank it, you. Like, you know, like in... in Congress, when like a someone they they want to push a bill, yeah. and they get co-sponsors. Yeah, yeah. I'm all you're, in. You're in. I don't even need to. I just needed the topic, and I'm in. <laughs> so don't uh, even need to know what you're going to say. I, I I'm with you. Fantastic. Working the phones over there. Uh, he's back in, of course. Uh, Talon Taylor, what's up, bud? How are you? Good. Lone good. Oh, you uh, you want to borrow a taser and break it again soon, or or uh, not? You, you scared me now. Now I don't want to take it out. He took the taser, and broke it, and then I, I fixed that. it. Yeah, then I fixed it, and now it's ready for you to take again and break again. And break it again. Yeah, cool. Anytime. Awesome. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Nate's on one. Nate, what's your question, man? Hey, I, I was just wondering, have you gotten Daniel Blair his art sport yet? Hell yeah, I got it. Yeah, I did, Nate. Oh, it was weird. I got a random text from Steve. It just said address question mark, and I'm like, like, what do you want? What? I gave it to him. The next uh, two days later, it showed up, and I'm officially a, a, an Art of Sport user now. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to get it done. And so da Daniel Blair brought you tonight by Art of Sport. Sport. Uh, let me tell you about Art of Sport, one of the fastest growing new body and skincare brands on the planet. Kenny Roxon's a partner in this thing. Uh, thanks, Nate, for the call, by the way. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deodorant, charcoal body wash you like? I mean, I like it all. Yep. Obviously, it's good stuff, but the body wash is, I would, if I had to pick a favorite, it was my Over favorite. Over 7,000 five-star reviews available at Target and CVS and Walmart. All products under 10 bucks. Charcoal face wash, any dander shampoo, all of it under 10 bucks. Learn more at artisport.com. Go find them at the at retail stores now. They're around, and they're available, and they're going to be doing a subscription service, and we're going to have a discount code uh, for Artisport real soon. So Daniel Blair brought to you by our folks at Artisport. So uh, thank you to those guys. Um, all right, so... Let's talk a little bit motocross. I want to talk to you about your play-by-play -play experience at the end of Salt Lake there. I think it okay. was a popular decision by a lot of people. You didn't get much flack from the listeners, which was good. Just you. Just me? Yep. yep. And uh, and so, But let's talk motocross. So it's here. Motocross is here. Um, I've done some preview shows with Racer X, JT, and Weege and everything else. Paul was the opening round. Paul was the, uh, near the end as well as schedule. Hangtown at the end. Yeah. That should be interesting. Um, which national are you looking forward to most, Daniel? I know this sounds kind of cheap but the first one yeah. i mean i'm just fired up because there's both classes look really really good i mean the 450 class i i, I listened to your preview shows um just so many different storylines kind of wondering about a lot of people and i know zach's coming on i got questions for him I, yeah. i'm just fingers crossed that he's gonna be all right um uh, but the 250 class just I, I'm both classes i'm just excited to see what happens because they're both deep and um i, I think supercross was good i felt like all three series were f pretty fun yep so we're kind of coming off of a, a a good series but i really liked that they gave them a break you know for some yeah, reason three weeks off, and, and, I, yeah. and i for even for me i feel like at the end of supercross i'm exhausted too just not with the whole sport but just being like heavily involved so having like a little bit more time yeah. Gave me a chance to almost reset my interest. So yeah. I, I, I'm stoked. I hope that becomes a thing because I, I really think the riders need it. I even think the fans need it a little bit. They're fired up. I agree. I mean, John, you were around back when we used to go Vegas, and then the next Saturday was Sunday was Glen Helen. And you're like, as a mechanic, as a team, 
you're like, holy shit, these guys have been, you know, they got to get their ready for outdoors, and there's nothing like outdoors. So for sure. Yeah, they need a break, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been talked about a lot, and and like you mentioned, this is the longest break they've ever had, yep. so it gives people a chance to get healthy, re-motivated. And I think, and, too, um, so we're going later in September, and the Disnations is going to only be two weeks after the last national, so maybe that'll keep guys motivated, you know? Yep. So yep. that's yeah, a positive. I think there's some, some timing things that need to be worked out, and it looks like we're trending that way. And yeah. uh, again, just that little bit of a reset, even for like Cooper Webb. Yep. When these guys, I think Tomac last year really felt the effects of the hangover, won that title. And then I don't, it, I think it took him a while to get woken up for the yep. outdoors. Yep. So for Webb, I want to see him motivated this summer and not just coming off of a championship and being like, oh, I got to start over. I, so I feel like giving him the extra time yep. makes him want to be more motivated. I agree. Too. I agree. And also, <laughs> if you're looking at past Supercross champions that did have a bit of a hangover, wow. Webb's already got once. This is his second Supercross title. So now, like, he's one title short of the perfect winning everything we have to win yeah. in the sport. you got to think a, a guy like Cooper Webb will be like, I, I need this for the outdoors for my legacy, quote-unquote, for my you know, my, my, my career. Like, I need to win everything, right, indoors and out, and he's missing one. So, um, you know, you got to hope that, that that's that's the motivation for him. But when you look at Tomac, Marvin, Roxon, Webb, Osborne, AC, and Sexton, that's your that's seven guys. So then it leaves Anderson and Craig and Plessinger and Barsha and Ferrandis. That's already 12 guys. Like, if, if Dylan Ferrandis goes 12-12 at the opening now, he's going to be so angry. He'll be devastated. Right. And he might ride really well. Every one of these guys I just listed figure they're going to be a top five guy. Mm-hmm. And there's just literally not enough spots. So to me, it's a stack field. It's going to be gnarly. But I don't see, I don't see the 450 title coming. I see... Eli, Marv, Roxon, Webb, Osborne, Adam, maybe Sexton taking this home. Do you agree? I'm going to tighten that up a little bit, and here's why. I feel like I take the bait every year, especially in Supercross. I'm more involved where yeah. it's like, he could win it. He could win it. And what does it end up being at the end? Yeah, yeah. It's no, Webb, Roxon, Tomac. four or five guys that win win, win a race. Ra- win races, but it yeah. ends up yeah. being, for me, those same yeah. three the last couple years in a row. So. Yeah. I, as much as I'm in on a couple of those guys, like I think there's intrigue that they could. Right. When it's all said and done, halfway through this thing, it's going to be two or three guys I think that'll break away. Always and, is. And I think it to me, it's Tomac, Roxon, and Webb. I, I think it'll end up being those three halfway through that they okay. separate. But so. let me – Adam got second in the points last year. He made I all know, 24 – second in the points. So that was – you know, how are you going to say he can't be in there or, or whatever? And Marv won a couple of motos last year, and he got caught fire there at the end of Supercross. So, like – I think Marv's a he's straight up beat Eli Tomac when Eli Tomac was the baddest dude, right? Yep. Straight up has beat him. Uh, so how can you not put Marv in that group? Like I know what you're saying, Daniel. I agree with you. We always talk about this and that, and then it ends up being a depleted field. But man, you can make a case for Marvin AC to be right in there with Roxon, Webb, and Tomac, and and Osborne, of course. And yep. then Sexton won the last round last year. Right. Ferrandis is a champion now. I mean, you can make the argument, but it always seems to end up being. The three, yeah, you know, and that's again. Adam was great last year, and I think he's going to be great this summer. But just when when it comes down to winning the actual title, we don't see guys really break from that little end of the group to the yeah. top very often. Zach did it last year. I think JT even said on the preview show he was kind of surprised by that. I was too. So I just feel like when you look at this field and all the depth, I want to take the bait that there's like ten of these guys that could do it. But I just feel that once they kind of get in that pecking order, you know how the first three rounds, everyone's yeah. trying to figure out where they're at, and then they all do, and then they all kind of just settle yeah. there? Yeah. I just think that 
for reasons that I'm sure we'll get into, I think Rox and Tomac and Webb will eventually break from the field, and those will be the three at the end. That's that's you, just how. What I do you think, John? Well, I I guess my question is like with Tomac, you talk about him being a title contender, and he very well should be, right? Yeah. But you know he's going to a new team, so is there going to be a bit of uh, uh, awkwardness within the Kawasaki team from round one? I mean, he's leaving. So, you know, they often talk about giving new parts and all this and testing. Are they going to let him do that? Ultimately, the goal is to win, right? right. Kawasaki yeah. wants to win. But for him, like, he's going to a new team. You know, is he really going to be that motivated? I mean, his job, he's I mean, paid I to be I feel be like it's because of the money. I mean, because you win a lot of money if you yeah. win championships yeah. and races, but, you know? But say he gets behind like he did in Supercross. How yeah. motivated is he going to well, be to uh, really see, push? It. I don't think yeah. there's any doubt after his double DNF at Loretta's 2, he lacked a little bit of yeah. inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, I know you didn't mention they're not necessarily title contenders, but they, they can ride outdoors well, but Plessinger yeah. as well. And, Marcia, Ander- and Anderson. Marcia, Anderson. Oh, absolutely. All, you got a couple just, guys early. I just mentioned, like, I don't think... Uh, okay. I don't think... Uh, Anderson... Plessinger, Craig, Barsha, Ferrandis can win the title. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see a path for those guys winning a championship. Yeah. That's why I put those guys in that second group, but they can certainly podium and, you know what I mean, that kind of stuff. It makes yeah. it up like they, yeah. like they yeah. did in Supercross. Right, like they did in Supercross. But I can see the title coming to Marv, Tomac, Roxon, Webb, Osborne, Adam, and Sexton. You know? What, like with Marv. Yeah. Right? I mean, what's your – I mean – Pretty quiet year. Yeah. Came on at the end, yep. but outdoors. Has he got one more year left? And well, not uh, renew. I mean, is he going to retire? He wants to resign. Yeah, he wants to resign. KTM wants to resign him. So okay. it'll be it'll be AP Webb and Marv. I think back uh, over there. But don't you feel like outdoors? He's riding for a he's riding for a contract. Yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah, a little I bit. Mean, um, or maybe he's riding for more money. You know what I mean? Maybe it's one of those deals where he's got a spot there if he wants it. But maybe you come out in the first couple outdoors and your top five, top three, grab a win or two, then you can go. Because I know, I, from what I understand, he hasn't signed his deal yet, right? right. Or has I, don't, he? I don't think so. No. So for for me, I don't know if Marv's riding for a ride as much as he's maybe riding to add add some dollars onto a contract. That's just my guess. I, yeah. I feel like, okay, so he got his ACL done. He missed all Supercross last year. Came back last summer and won a couple of motos, at least one, I think two. Kind of didn't have fitness at, in some spots, you know what I mean? And that's to be expected. He was kind of coming off that ACL. The guys all tell you it takes a year to feel stability in that knee. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, look, James did it. Came back in four months and sw- got a perfect series. I'm not, you know, most guys who get an ACL done. It takes them a little bit of time before they get back into it. Yeah. If Marv hadn't done what he did at the last two Salt Lakes, oh, yeah. I would be less pumped on him going in the outdoors. You know what I mean? But, but mm-hmm. now he, he had those two weeks of Salt Lake. Three weeks off to work on his outdoor game. I feel like he he could be a guy. I really do. I, th- I feel like him and Ferrandis, the other um, uh, French guy, could be sleepers. I think with Marvin, too, you have to question motivation. And he was obviously very – and I don't question it with him. What I'm saying is he was very motivated late in Supercross to get good results. It wasn't yeah. like, I'll just mail it in and then I'll try again in the outdoors. He really, really wanted to end Supercross strong. And for him to do that with a lot of other guys that were too. I mean, Plessinger was trying really hard. Um, Ferrandis, Anderson, you saw, there was a pack of Sexton. All these riders were trying to end strong. Well, he was the best guy at the last two rounds other than Cooper Webb. They went 1-2-2-1. Right. Two, two, right. So Marvin ended on fire, and that tells me he's pretty motivated, and I think he carries that in. You talk about the hangover and a negative. Yeah. He's got the opposite. I think he comes in probably pretty fired up, yeah. and then the question is just how does he settle in with this field because I it is so deep. I feel like he's an underdog, 
as far as the the guys that people are talking about. I yeah. think because Marv has straight up beat Eli Tomac outdoors. You know what I mean? So not too many guys on this list can say that when Eli was on it. Right. So that that to me says Marv can do this. He can get that. He can get if he can get that back. He's only you know a year and a half removed from that. You know what I mean? So. Um, and then, of course, like I said, Adam Adam finished second overall in the series. He, he was right there to the end. Uh, he got had a great race at Millville, caught fire near the end. So I think Adam is somebody – I was I did a podcast with him that will be out this week, and I was saying, dude, maybe you're just an outdoor guy. Maybe you're just <laughs> an outdoor guy. You're like a lessee. That, 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 he, didn't, he, he didn't really like that. Yeah. Probably but, not. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it's funny you say that because he did win it in 19 in the 250. Yeah. Then gets second as a rookie in the 450 yeah. last year as a rookie. Adam does silly things, right? He definitely sends it pretty hard. But he seems to get away with it a lot more in outdoor. It's like there's more room. There, it's something about outdoor, he can get away with that stuff a lot more. So he's obviously going to give it everything he's got. Yeah. Where I think in outdoor, he can kind of get by on his style where Supercross still bites him. Yeah. And I, I, I think indoors, he's going to have to have a mentality shift to fix what's going on indoors. Outdoors, he doesn't really have to change anything. Just yeah. build off of... Last year, he's really close. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, John Anderson, Daniel Blair here, Paul Pemexio, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works, all great companies. Thanks for the support of those guys. Um, yeah, it's it's you know, and then you got Webb, who's just going to be solid and steady. You feel like you know, I don't know if he'll wow anybody. I think when it comes to Tomac, do you believe like it's two championships in a row now that he hasn't been there at the end? Like he's been good. You know, ninety-eight percent of racers in the world would take what Tomac has done the last two championships, last outdoors in this Supercross, but he hasn't really been there. He hasn't been in the title fight. You know, he's about to be just lurking. Mm-hmm. So, which Eli Tomac comes shows up is what whatever you think is where whatever you think Eli Tomac shows up is where he's going to go. Like I don't know. <laughs> like so you just asked, I, yeah. I don't I don't know which one is it. The one who wants to win really badly, and again, this is winning like the Leafs are right now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I, I, I get a pretty good read on these guys because I talk to them every week trying to get my information, and Eli's the hardest one to crack. Of course, he just, yeah. He'll talk to me, but he won't really open up to where I can kind of see through what he's saying. With the other guys, right. you can really gauge yeah. how they're feeling. So I don't really know. My guess is I don't think he was as motivated the last two series, um, last summer and in Supercross. Not like he wasn't motivated, but he wasn't willing to. To be gnarly, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he, I, I he just wanted to be. I think he's ninety nine percent, but you need that tip of the spear one percent to do what he exactly. did. Exactly. So yeah. the question is, and John, you brought this up. Yeah. Does he want to end this chapter that he's in and just ride it out and be solid, end the chapter, and then go into the next one with his new move and be like, okay, now I'm revigorated. I'm going to go for it again. Or Ooh. does he want to end? <laughs> yeah. Does he want to end? And get that money because it, I mean, it money talks, right? It's a, yeah. it's big bonuses. So that's the question: Does he yeah. want to win? Because if he wants to, I think he can. If he wants to just play it smart, then I then he's kind of just what he's been. So it's, I don't well, know. It, it yep. too, right? Going into you know, he's going to want to have a decent season for confidence going into next year. I mean, you could look at it like, hey, Cowie, look what you just lost. But also going into next year, like keep his confidence up like well, hey i'm still a player i'm still willing to fight and be in yeah. and win a I've, championship or i've try. said this on other shows if he has just a so-so outdoor series this year uh you look at last year's points he was 321 he was 30 back of osborne he got an eight that that one moto that did dnf the other one he got no points at yeah so you know he's if he has another series where he's third in the points fourth in the points i don't think he's ever getting back to where he was. Okay, then let me ask you this. You thing. know what I mean? Like I, he'll be a guy, but never 
back to where he was. Let me ask you guys a hard Even question. Even though Yamaha, of course, hard, will turn his oh, career okay, at yeah, Blue Of course, Coast. I was coming. Let right. me ask you a hard Blue question. Right. So assuming he signed, what, a two-year extension yeah. with Yamaha, whatever. That means, let's just say he's got three more outdoor championships to do in his career. One this summer and then two on Yamaha. Right. Of those three, which one's his best odds? To do it, I would say this one. Yeah, yeah, no. Sex is going to get better. AC is going to get better. He's getting older. He's getting older. So if you want to win another one, I would say odds wise, this is his best shot to do it again. The next two are only going to get tougher. New bike, getting older, guys are getting faster. So I said it. If he doesn't do it this summer, if he's not like he he could lose the title this summer, but say by ten points and he gets a bunch of he gets the most wins and loses by ten points, tight fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then to me, he's back. You know what I mean? I don't. He doesn't need the title necessarily. I just need to see a majority of wins and, and, and right there in the end. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe he can win 2022 Supercross. If he doesn't do it this summer and he's only getting older and Daniel, all those guys are getting better, like you said, he's not going to do it. Right. He's not going to jump to a new bike and take up to a new level where he was. You know, one thing I think going into this is, is I, I feel like the way the series may play out is that you're going to see, you said the field's pretty stacked, right? You might see Roxon win the first race. And you might see the second race, he gets seventh. Same thing with Tomac. Yeah. I think I feel like yeah. guys are going to be all over the place. So, right. you know, you, people always talk and, about consistency and also trying to avoid the big one, mm-hmm. right? DNFs, mechanicals, uh, it's right. out of their control. But, like, the big one where they just throw it away, do something silly, they rush something, well, tear up the bike, whatever, and they lose those 25 points yeah. and you, they can you, never recover you from You look at the points last year. Osborne had that front flyer tr- front flat at Millville. Yep. where he got 15th or 16th, right? Yep. Remember, yep. he was barely hanging on. Adam had the launching off at um, Loretta's 2. Yep. Or was that Loretta's 1? Was 1. It was Loretta's, Loretta's 1. It was muddy, but yeah. it was Loretta's it was, it 1. Yeah. Uh, Eli had his DNF, right? Marvin had uh, one crappy mode along the way. Sexton uh, crashed out at Loretta or de- broke his bike at Loretta's 2? No, Whatever. he weeded at the end of that okay. straightaway in the rut. So everybody had a moto. Yeah. In the 18 that we did last year, everyone had a moto where they're like, shit. Like, you know, I just mm-hmm. gave away a bunch of points. Yeah. So, you know, that'll happen again. And you know, inevitably, out of those guys that list that I just read you, a couple of them are going to, quote unquote, tweak something, call it a summer. That that happens too. That happens to yeah. every all these. They're guys, not going right? to all make it. Yeah. No, no, no. There's no way. So uh, I definitely, I definitely think there'll be uh, some of these guys will drop off and won't even race. Out, out of the guys we just mentioned, they won't race this summer mm-hmm. for whatever reason because it's our sport, right? Yeah. Uh, Star Yamaha uses W. They use Kite that we yeah. were the important yeah. part. Yeah. So you're getting Eli Tomac uh, with, with yeah. Kite and W. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Exciting. Yeah bias better order a lot more product <laughs> yeah sure. yeah so, yeah you know one thing you mentioned about zach yeah. and you know how he gave it had one big one at millville you know one thing about him he's he's a smart racer and yeah. obviously i'm going to be a little biased because he runs our wheels but you know that could have that could have cost him the championship right there yeah, right yeah. he got a flat in the beginning yep. of a moto and he finished a 30-minute yep. moto at Millville with a front flat. Coming down how the hills and everything. How yeah, many yeah, people yeah. could That's, do that yeah. and not blow a wheel out? Well, I, I was mean, thinking it was coming off the rim. I was yeah, like, this thing's going to come it, off the rim. It was, that was dangerous. It's pretty impressive. I, mean, I can't believe he ah. did that and pulled that off. And I think the team, in talking to them, they were, they were I think they were not only impressed with his, his desire to keep going, yeah. but that he was a smart-thinking racer. Yeah, well, I think we know that about Zach. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've always like, he had to adjust to make it to the end. He didn't panic. Yeah, and he just kind of did it. Yep. Yeah, knew, no, knew what he was dealt, and he had to just deal with Speaking it. Speaking of the rock star Husky guys, every two-stroke KTM, Husqvarna, and gas gas comes with a Vertex piston in the engine. Did you know that, Daniel? Yeah, you've told me a few times. 65 years ago, Vertex pistons were found in a small workshop in northern Italy. Today, they're OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and guys like uh, Beta and TM. 
two-stroke, four-stroke pistons, sales at pivotworks.com. If you want a piston kit, you want a wrench rabbit kit, uh, you want a hot cams, uh, uh, whatever it is, uh, hot rod kit, email sales at pivotworks.com. Mention Pulp and Mech Show. Get a deal. Uh, full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons and replica, high-compression and GP-style configurations. Vertexpistons.com. Bringing you our first guest of the night. This man is the defending 450 motocross champion. He's a friend of the show, too. It's Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? Uh, chilling, chilling. What about you? Uh, you know, just uh, doing a little motocross preview. Lots of lots of talk about the motocross series coming in. You know, and you're you're at the front and center of it, bud. Uh oh. How's it gonna feel lining up at Paula with number one on your bike? That's. I mean, look, you got it last year. You got the plate last year. Blah blah blah. It's a fake plate with number one. All that kind of stuff. This one's for real. You're racing with number one. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um. Obviously, I've been riding with it a little bit at home, and um, it's it never <laughs> sort of sinks in right, uh, right. when you walk in the shop every day and it's there. So it's it's pretty unbelievable. Um, you know what I don't I get do is it, like so. Adjustments. You know what I don't get is like so. I'm at Yamaha. Chad wins the title. He's like, no, I want to run twenty two. Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I are mean, you crazy? I told now him you have to, but yeah, man, no, no way, like no way, I'm passing it up. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I don't. I I, I used to be like. Chad, this number one plate is every racer in the world wants. I, I guarantee yeah. you, with a choice, Anderson runs twenty-one in nineteen. If he was oh, given yeah. the choice, I bet he would have yeah. gone all back to twenty-one. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I'm with you though. You got to run number one. It looks so badass on a jersey, on a bike, and all of that. How so. about, hey, maybe Zach, have you uh, have you been riding around here a little bit? I've heard Cooper and Nichols have both been running their red plates, just practicing. Is that have you seen them out there? Uh, I haven't ridden here, but I did hear something about that the other day. Um, I had to do a photo shoot the other day, and my practice mechanic, he was like, oh, oh this this bike, ah, it's got red plates on it. Freaking out about it. I'm like, dude, chill. Like, it's one day. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be fine. Right, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's funny. Those 250 Supercross dudes are just running the red, prepping yeah. for out, out of Paula. Yeah. Red oh, plates. Yeah, that that's a bit bit bold <laughs> it's very bold it's very bold uh zach osborne on shore brought to you by vertexpistons.com uh wacko zacko how's your backo it's good actually um i've had you know about five yep. weeks now where it's been pretty solid and you know i've been able to kind of grind it in a little bit so i'm i'm looking forward to the season and um we have press day tomorrow on a tuesday i don't know really why that is so i'm yep. looking forward to doing a little bit of riding and um you know just getting out there and getting things rolling really it's been a really long time since i raced and it's been a hard little period of recovery and um yeah i'm just looking forward to finally getting going again 702-586-7857 you got a question for the defending 450 motocross champion zach osborne give us a call uh brought to you by vertex pistons yeah it's um it's definitely something that you know kind of sucks for you because it's going to take like a lot of work for you to kind of maintain this injury but you feel like you can you feel like you can control this thing and, and all summer and, and do exactly what you want to be, be as good as you can be? Yeah, I, I do. Um, if I didn't, I would have probably gotten the surgery a couple couple months ago. Okay. Um, but but it's a manageable situation, and I, it's something I believe. You know, barring some something unforeseen, yeah, I, I believe I can sustain it and, right. and you know, ride, ride at a good level and, and be there again. Uh, what would you do for your bike this year? Did you do much changing? Because I, I was just talking to uh... – I don't know who I was talking to. Oh, I was talking to AC. And I asked him about his bike. He's like, yeah, it's pretty different. 
And I said, yeah, uh, just text me when you put on last year's settings, uh, whether it's <laughs> round two, round three. Like, just text me because you got second in the series. He, he had some amazing races where he whooped up on everybody. And then he tells me about how radically better his bike is, which, as you know, Zacho, I'm not on that train. But what about you? Um, well, I did go to a softer fork about three weeks ago, um, just slightly softer, m- mainly for a little bit more comfort on these California hard pack tracks. Um, not not really for when it's wet and loamy, but um, I called Scuba the crew chief earlier, and I was like, hey, um, just uh, covering my bases here. Make sure you have my, my last year's fork there tomorrow so, so okay. in case you need to go back to it. <laughs> so we could be right back at base uh, by noon tomorrow. Uh, that's what I predict, Daniel. Back to the old back faithful. To, back to the Zach, yeah. I, I don't remember when this year. I talked to you about that at some point, and you said you like to keep things – very similar, right? You don't like to make dramatic changes if if it's working. Did I, well, did I remember that correctly? I mean, yeah, coming off a season like I had last year, like, I mean, things do get better, but at the same time, we're never at quite, you know, end of summer speed when we're testing at, at this period of the year. And I just feel like it's easier to build into the bike that I had last season than start over with something new or just something that I'm unfamiliar with. You know, I have hundred hundreds hundred or hundreds of hours on that setting and it's something I'm really familiar with and and I know really well so to me it just doesn't make a lot of sense to really go away from that um, to start a season I I feel like it's so weird because you talk about the hundreds of hours but we're talking about race hours you race your bike all summer by the end you feel pretty good about it then you go into an off season riders do and they make all these crazy changes then they go to the first round and they're all pissed off. It's like, do you not realize that all the changes and testing that you did was not on a racetrack? You can make exactly. anything feel yeah. dramatically rad and new. I don't know why you would and, ever and start like a race season. Pace. There's nothing like race pace. Or even the racetrack's exactly. way to develop. Like single lap pace is just not race pace, you know. And yep. I, I just feel like, especially with you know the, the seasons where I've done this, I started kind of where I left off. It's, it's just really been... Um, a lot less bike chasing and mm-hmm. a lot more able to focus on me and you know yeah, there's I'm, just not to me there's just not a lot of reason to really go away from something that's great um, to start with and also I mean it's just it, it's kind of I think sometimes the suspension and, and chassis guys get a little bit um, off- not offended but you know like yeah. wow, why aren't we testing or whatever I'm like dude this is a credit to what you've already done. Just yeah. Like, yeah. I won the like, title on this bike. happy for three years now. Like, he actually made a change. So. I, I, had a, I talked to a very important team guy this week. No, last week. And uh, he was telling me, and, and it's, it's a team with a very, very elite rider. He was telling me, like, look, if the guy comes in and he's not happy and we know it's not the bike, we still tell him we think it's the bike and we'll, we'll get it better. And I'm like, why would you do that? He's like, because we don't want these guys to have any lack of confidence in themselves. We don't want this guy to, to at all have a single doubt, you know, in his armor that he's not the baddest dude in the world. And it's our fault. And I'm like, that seems insane to me. Because as a guy that's been on many teams, I, I feel like you're like, look, dude, you're not riding the way you want to. Calm down. We'll work on the track. This bike you know can win. You've won on bike this bike before. Like, blah, blah, blah. That would be my tact as a manager. This yeah, manager see, was I'm more comfortable yeah. with that, like okay. taking it on, taking it on my shoulders, than like throwing something at the bike that I don't know or right. don't have that many hours on, or yeah. you know, I'm just not sure that direction. I would rather just kind of shoulder it 
um, myself and kind of just, you know, take, take the horse by the reins, I guess you would say. Um, and, and with something, with a situation like this, I know that that's doable, you know, whereas yeah. otherwise I may be ch- chasing a little bit or yeah, I, I start to use that as a crutch or an excuse. I didn't quite get this manager's theory on that, but I mean, I got it, but I didn't agree with it. Where, it just depends on the rider, too. I like, guess, yeah. Plessinger told me this year that when he tells him the bike's soft, they just do the opposite of whatever he says, and it's always better. So it just depends on the rider. He, he literally like, oh, it's doing this, and they do the ex- opposite of what he says, yeah. and it's better every but, time. But AP so, will admit he's a terrible tester. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, he's he, a terrible tester. He said, right. and I told him, I said, why don't you just go and like tell him the opposite of what you're feeling? He's like, no, it's, what's, yep. it's working if I just tell them what I think, and they I, think I'm wrong. I had a guy that used to work there in the chassis side of things and tell me that he's never seen a rider as bad at testing as Aaron Plessinger. <laughs> awesome guy. He says he's a great, great kid. He says he cannot believe how terrible he is with what the bike is doing underneath him. <laughs> it's awesome, I think, <laughs> because it simplifies probably the biggest problem, Zach. I, I'm sure you'll right. agree. If you get in the habit of always tinkering and then, oh, that works, then the next day it doesn't. You, you get in this habit of always trying to find something that satisfies you for like a minute, and now it's just a circle you live in forever. And, I, again, I'm with you, Zach, all the way. Yeah. If it works and you know you can race on it, don't stray. Like, right. make adjustments. You're talented enough to adjust but, yourself. But don't, don't you feel like we're talking? Don't you feel, oh, Daniel, we're talking to the maybe the most normal rider? Yes, he is. That's, that's why, right. That's why that's I like, love Zach, right, because right. he's just not <laughs> right. a knucklehead about right, these right. things. And they're always like, oh, I, the bike, I wasn't feeling it was off. And it's like, you just kicked everyone's ass on the same bike yeah. in your heat race. But now in the main event, all of a sudden, it don't work. Yeah, like, yeah. I just... Zach's a little OCD. A Zach's a little OCD for sure, but other than that, he's on other OCD. things though, right? Yeah. On other things though, yeah, on other things. He's pretty. You still, Zach, you still get pukey before the races. Is that still a no, thing? No, I haven't done that in a while. Okay, man. like <laughs> all of outdoors last year, uh, all of Salt Lake last year, previous pre- prior to Salt Lake. Yeah, we're still in that stage. Okay, right now, I'm sure a little bit. <laughs> I knew you had a little nausea issues hey, before but that. Rear, it's ugly head at any time. So yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Zach, I haven't heard you. Uh, I haven't heard much about you as far as next year goes. I'm, I'm assuming you re-signed with the Rockstar Husky guys. Can we, yes, can, we, sir, can, we yep. can we break that news now? Um, yeah, it's been done for quite some time. Right. So, so two years. Uh, one year. Oh, okay. Is that something yeah. you wanted, or they wanted, or? Yeah, we kind of agreed we'll go one year at a time from okay. here on out. Right. And uh, just see, yeah, and, see and, where we're at, and slide into the Dakar team right after that. That's we'll gonna say he, he ain't done. He'll be negotiating uh, terms to his deal for the next year, making sure he gets to do those There's, things. <laughs> GNCC, dude, do not do the Dakar stuff. Shorty is, is absolutely out of his out of his mind. I, I will say, like, actually when Shorty and I did the podcast, I, like, I've I always ask him a million yeah. questions. He's probably like, man, this guy is annoying. But um, I get I get a sense of almost him discouraging me from it because <laughs> It's just it is that gnarly, and it's it's hard to learn something that different. You know, yeah. people are like, "Oh, it's just like sending it across a desert with a GPS." And I'm like, "That is the farthest thing from the truth. Like, that's not even close." So, um, I, I don't know. It 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 was a dream at one point. Maybe <laughs> it's like dwindling a little bit or a lot of it. But I, I do want to do some rally. Um, I was actually talking to Ricky um, Brabeck about the Sonora Rally the other day because. It seems super mellow, kind of mm-hmm. safe in air quotes, if you will. Um, and I was like, "Hey, dude, like, is this a good rally? Like, where I could go and kind of get my feet wet and see what it's like?" And he yep. was like, "Yeah, this is the perfect one because 
um, assistance is always close. If your bike breaks, you can restart the next day, blah, blah, blah. So maybe maybe we'll start there and, and, go, <laughs> see, and goes, right. see what happens. Right. Uh, John, you got a question for Zacho? Yeah, so Zach, uh, John with W here. You know, yes, with, with all the talk about, you know, maybe people, riders moving around, namely Jason, and not asking you to confirm or deny that, um, going into next year, if the team is just two riders, you and, say, Dean, does that change anything for you as far as more pressure, more what you feel, you know, to to lead the charge for Husqvarna uh, next year, or or what do you, no, what do you think? No, it doesn't at all. I mean, I kind of feel that responsibility now. Um, I'm the like the old guy on the team, obviously, and um, it, you know, I just kind of feel like that's my responsibility. That's where I'm at in my career, and um, to be a leader. So uh, for me, it doesn't really matter if it's two or three or who it is, you know, I think it's just part of the deal Um, to be, to be a good team player and to be part of, part of the team is um, something that I enjoy, you know, Um, getting to know people and, you know, just kind of bounce ideas off of people. And um, I, I think it'll be, I think as a fan of the sport, you know, I think it's really cool to see some, some big moves potentially. And, um, what's going on you know we haven't had any any sort of moves like that since i guess like kenny but kenny was on rch so the honda thing made sense and then yeah maybe coop but at, at that time coop wasn't really uh, yeah. It, so yeah yeah it was, to have yeah. guys like this making moves like that is you know pretty pretty crazy um were you were you did you shop around or did you they come to you and you want or you go to them and like i feel like you know, you you were never you've never been hotter as far as when you're doing your deal. So, did you come close to leaving or talk to anybody else? No, I did talk to some other people, but was never really close to leaving. Right. Um, we finished the deal, well, most of the deal in Dallas, so that was pretty early, right? Um, before the rest of the stuff came out, but I, I didn't really have any intentions of leaving. I mean, I love where I'm at. I, I enjoy the team I'm on, and um, I think it just it only makes makes sense for me to kind of finish things up there. Um, over the next couple of years, and, and um, we've talked about kind of things afterwards, so it, it just really made sense for me to stay. Uh, you go ahead, John. Yeah, and one more thing, Zach. So last time I was in, it was right as you were preparing for the donations last year. So okay. obviously you haven't even started the outdoors right now. You're coming off an injury. I mean, um, is that something that you consider, you think about, see how you feel, how the year goes, if, if, if we're going to have a team, and if we do? Are you are you on board if you're you know chosen? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm on board um, if I'm chosen. And there's actually a couple of GPs that I would really like to do. Oh wow! Um, around around the nation. Here we go. So, Jack Osborne racing GPs. Everybody after the after the last round. Confirmed. No, confirmed. I, I would I would enjoy it though. Like you know, <laughs> if I can get get the ball rolling here on the outdoors and um, get picked for the team, um, right. I would I would love to do a couple of GPs. Like every other time, it's never really lined up. I think when we went to ass and they were in China or something. And right. um, so, but this year we have, they have the, I think it's Riola Sardo, which is in Sardinia um, before the nations. Mm-hmm. And then after there's push and tall and then um, the French GP, but I don't know quite where it's going to be. So maybe those three, um, if I get right. picked, but you know, I've missed some racing this year. So I'd enjoy to kind of make up some racing and, um, go there and, and ride so we'll see steve if he if he does do uh some gps does he stay in a tent 
Yeah, or, or yeah, is I think life he gets a better old times? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just yeah. just for that feel, he, or things better these days, like think, maybe a hotel. I think Holiday Zach's, Express. Zach's over that tent story. I'm not. I'll never be over. <laughs> I, I just it, think it's funny to bring up because it is because it's right. freaking funny. Right, right. Why? But uh, which round do I am I staying in the motorhome, Zacho? This this summer? Any one. Just just pick one. The kids aren't coming to any races. Really. Um, yeah, because the flying and everything with okay. the masks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, just pick one. I one? Mean, this would be great. I mean, well, I think Steve would then, probably like to stay well, with you the whole no, time. AC's oh, got one now, too. AC oh, bought one, so I could uh, kind of so go. So you're going to cheat on Zach and yeah, go yeah, to AC? Yeah, yeah. Well, float around a little bit. I think well, if I track I mean, snack, what a, no, no, no. Yeah, what a track snack, skis ball. <laughs> no, I think if I stay with, I think I, I wore out my welcome, so I got to leave soon. You know, with these guys, but so yeah, I might, I might just end up doing Depends that. Depends on how the results of the rider. Right. Like who? if you do, if you stay with Zach and he wins, you'll yeah. be like, Steve, where are you staying next weekend? Right, right. Yeah. Who would have ever thought Steve is being a track snack? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a, for real, I'm good, I'm a good looking. Uh, uh, Zachos, so two Loretta's last year. <laughs> Two red buds. We all know your championship has an asterisk on it. But anyways, moving on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. What are you looking forward to uh, this summer with 12 rounds? Like, is there a race you're looking forward to that we didn't get to last year? Like, what, what are you most looking forward to this summer? Uh, Southwick, probably. Yeah. Um, I'm most bummed about WW. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love yeah. that track, and just, just the conditions really suit me. Dude, that um, was a good I, ride by you last year. Oh my God, WW was yeah. really good for you. Jesus. Red Bud one was better, but I know you. <laughs> no, it was not. WWE. No, it was not. Um, but I, I'm actually bummed that we're not going back to Loretta's. Like that place raced so good for us, and I, I just really thought that after the success that they had with it, it would kind of become a staple. But um, I, I'm definitely looking forward to Southwick. Um, let's see what else. How about how about Hangtown being the last one? I, I'm all in on Hangtown. I you can ask Steve. We have this yeah. uh, this argument every now and then in our text group where JT's like um, he's on the Bradshaw page, which was uh, yeah, what put, was a, it? put a close sign on it, yeah, or whatever. The, the, no, they asked them. They asked Bradshaw back in the day. The true story. One of the dirt diggers who owns the place who works there said at the test session, "What can we do to improve this place, Damon?" <laughs> he said, "Put a close sign on it." And the <laughs> guy's face, I guess, was just like. So anyways, it's just, yeah. I mean, I was there yesterday. I was out at Prairie yeah. City, and it is by far, at least visually for me, it looks like the most obnoxious track for you guys to ride. You just don't get it going. You're constantly fighting, and I'm thinking that's a good first round, kind of get it out of the way, but to go through a whole title and then have to end there, I feel like that's going to be a mm. tough one to Zach end Zach goes at. in. Zach it's going to be hot I, there, I like that it. type and of year. It's going to be hot as crap. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one thing is like, September up there is gnarly. So yeah, and they um, there's no rain at that. I mean, because that one gets rain every once in a while yeah. when it's early. It does not rain in September, right. so oh, you're, yeah. you're you're clear there. Yeah, the last time we were there it was a full on mutter yeah. at 19. Yeah, uh, and my first race there in 06 was a mutter too. No, last time we were there was a full mutter. Was I there? 19. Yeah, huh. um, I don't 19. The second mutter. Kenny Ford. did Kenny Ford, win? Ford. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kenny won. Yep. Um, I, don't, I don't remember. I was there, but I do not remember this. Um, I don't remember who got second. I, I am also looking forward to Southwick. Uh, I think that place is like the, the Fenway Park. Zach doesn't know what I'm talking about, but it's a Fenway Park of moto. It's small. It's in the side of a town. It's historic. You mean the Wrigley Field. Or Wrigley Field, either one. Yeah. It's uh oh yeah you know Wrigley Field uh, Osborne because yeah. we, we've, yeah, we've yeah. talked about this. Um, it's it's historic. It's it's right in the middle of a town. The greats of what the first one was seventy six or something at Southwick, whatever it was. Like I love that history of that place, Southwick and Keith Johnson. Yeah, and everybody's Unadilla got it going. Too. I'm pumped to go go to Unadilla. Like it, I just I mean, 
Dude, you got to have Unadilla on the schedule, right? No, not for me. No, Unadilla. Can, really? Yeah, Unadilla can burn down. I don't care. <laughs> what? Yeah, I feel like, like, okay, it's not the grass. The grass used to be, like, in the radiators when the guys used to head out there. That's what made it so special. Yeah. The loamy dirt. That dirt is gone. That dirt is hammered now, you know? so I wish they would just leave it grass one year. Like, yep. just let it be grass. I, I, I'm with you. They really should. But I'm looking forward to Southwick, too. That's that's the right answer for that. Um Zacco brought to you by uh, Vertex Pistons. Uh, please check it out. Sales at PivotalWorks.com for more information on that. Two-stroke pistons, four-stroke pistons. I just got a, three, pistons. a 300 two-stroke. I might need a piston. Oh, let me know. I'll dial you in. It's got, it's got a Vertex yeah. piston in it already, though, from the factory. Okay, then I already have a Vertex piston. Um, what are you going to do with that thing? So right in the woods, dude. Croom. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, Zach's so core. Right. He <laughs> is. He is. Uh, I actually got a Supermoto as well. That's something I'm looking forward to trying. And you get, these, you get these for free, right? These bikes from Husky? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay. I mean, they're demos, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad. He doesn't get the title. Right. Hey, has, uh, hey Zach, has uh, Caleb started to ride again, and is he training with you down there in Florida, or...? Um, he's not training with us. Um, I'm not sure if he's riding again. I think he is. Um, I I had talked to him maybe two weeks ago, and he was like, "I was like, hey, when are you gonna ride again?" And he was like, "Man, if I can, uh, if I can get my helmet on," he said, "I'm gonna ride this corner track tomorrow." So, I, so that deals. Uh, I heard done. his. I heard his crash was bad. Like lucky. I, I mean, yeah. Just knowing, like that that section and that jump yep. and how far it is from that jump to the fence and how high that jump is. Yep. He had to be so high in the air Dude, uh, to get to where he got, like, yep. crazy. Um, all right, so MXGP's kicking off soon. I think I'm going to Sweden, by the way, Zacho. I'm going to go to Sweden. The GP. The yeah, GP. The GP, yep. Uh, and uh, so who do you – so is Hurlings – if Hurlings doesn't crash, does anybody just beat him in this title? Oh. Like, can Gumby, can Gumby Geyser actually just beat him? I actually think sometimes, yeah. I mean, okay. to me, to me, that's that's a fifty-fifty, like mm-hmm. or or a forty-forty, and then you've got Tyroli at ten, and then like the rest. Sewer, Sewer, or Fabra, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I I watched obviously the British over the weekend. Yeah. Like Watson was good, but I mean that track kind of. I wouldn't say it really favors Jeffrey, but it's not out of his wheelhouse for sure. You know, it's it's quite sandy. Um, and for him to get beat there, I was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, who, who beat but, him? Ben Watson. Okay, Watson. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But there was an issue. Something happened with his chain or something, and he had to stop. So it, no, he had a, rear, a rock in his rear brake. Oh, rear brake. Okay, that's what my hurling so, super fans have told me. I didn't. I just. I just got the report I, from. I think the... it was chain. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, I okay. don't. I don't know. I mean, but you think Geyser there's a way that you think there's a way Geyser can just beat him for the title? Like head to head, if they do the, all the races, they can Gumby can beat them. Ooh, like no one has any injuries and yeah. they just go head to head. Right. Oh, uh, I would say it's still forty forty. So, okay, all right, okay. So yeah, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, I also, dude, see where on Instagram looks unreal right now. Um, I don't think I follow big him. Fan, big yeah. fan of him because he's super short like me. And, um, I like we're both him, too, man. Yeah, like that. Blair likes him, too. I man. didn't know anything about him, but I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, like, it's cool to see because when I was there, origi- like, very first got there, he was maybe 14 or 15. Um, 
riding uh, a Suzuki 125, which is like, you know, against those factory KTMs there. Right. Was, you know, and he was barely, barely qualifying, sometimes didn't qualify for uh, for uh, the 125, European 125. So, like, to see the progression and, yeah. and everything that he's made is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. And I like how, too, like, Febra can just b- come out of nowhere and win once in a while. Febra just, if yeah. he's on fire, Febra can do it. And you're like, wait, what? Is that a track thing? Certain guys on certain tracks just have that extra? I think he's going to be really good in Russia. I, th- I have a right. feeling. Like, it's ultra hard pack. He's French. That's kind of their wheelhouse. And... I think he may he may be like uh, uh, I I believe he'll be on the podium. Maybe he can win there. Oh well, we'll have to see. What about uh, what about Phil? Uh, you have um, you've absolutely like destroyed Phil's yeah, confidence. You almost made him quit, right? You almost made him quit. Why? Because you beat him bad, so him. bad at club. Like this is all the no, stuff. This is all the reports I'm true. getting. So if he has a shitty start to the Nationals, I kind of blame you, Zacho, because you just destroyed him practicing at club. What? Yes. I, I don't I don't recall this, but, yeah, I guess. That's what my sources tell me out there. I mean, yeah. Maybe Phil could drive his motor home if it doesn't yeah, work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That might not go over well, but You're right, right. why not? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Zacho? Where's Phil at? Is Phil top ten? Uh, I think so. I mean, geez, the dude can start, so that's half the battle, right? But listen to um, this, Zacho. Listen to this. You got you, Tomac, Marv, Kenny, Webb. Don't do this, Zacho. You're gonna get them all nauseous. Sexton. No, no, no. We got five days before. <laughs> Anderson. Don't, don't give them the list. Barsha, Ferrandez, Craig, and Plessinger. That's twelve guys. Those guys are all faster than Phil, Zacho. They are all faster than it Phil. Doesn't matter. They can't. Not all of them can outstart him, and that's okay. That's a lot of right. it. Because he told and me he's if he's not he's top ten, he's shape. quitting. He said he's quitting. God bless. So top ten overall, like in the points. Or uh, I think he just means in the, around the top ten. He's quitting. Yeah. Oh so. no, he'll be around the top ten. For okay. Sure. Hey, right. even with that big list, who's running the big fat number one? Right, Zach. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. It's me. It's me. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't given to you. So uh, listen, I had a number one on my bike too as a mechanic at the four stroke nationals, East Coast four stroke nationals. So was, I know the was pressure. Was Zach born then? Wait, or... Kelly Smith. Yeah, I, I raced those yeah. on a fifty. Zach was there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I told this story a bunch. When I was at KTM, everyone at KTM was telling me about this kid, drag racer's kid. Yeah. He's coming. He's going to save the factory. He's our guy. Like, Zach Osborne, everyone was waiting for Zach Osborne when I was at KTM. And it was the biggest deal ever until Zach turned pro. Because, Zach, I don't know when you started on KTM, like with, with uh, the guy at Al there. Um, 98. Right. So they were waiting for you, Zacho. Well, it all came to fruition a lot later and you know, kind of a different <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we got yeah. there eventually. Right, but I remember Alan Brown was like, this kid is so fast, and, blah, blah, and I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. I'm hey, Kelly's Wait, Facebook who guy. were you there with um, um, hmm? at the Four Stroke Nationals, number one? Kelly Smith. What who? year was that, 97 or 98? No, 2000 and 2001. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was there. Yeah, sure. I know. I but know I you were there because I. I being number one. Who's the guy? There that, you go. Who's the guy who helped you? Al. Al. I, I talked to Al about you around that time. Um, Spud Walters and then Paul Carpenter. Oh my gosh! Spud. So happened to both be White Brother yeah, riders. So John, was, John was their mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, well, oh, really? one of them. 
I was, Spuds. Oh, Spuds mechanic, John yep. was. And Alan Olson was, worked there too, right? He was Paul Carpenter's Carpenter. guy, you're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well, we may as well get into this right now then. Yeah. Uh, Zacho, so in 2001, Spud Walters and John Anderson took their number one plate from the west, traveled east out to, uh, was it Boone? Kentucky? I think so. Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone? Yeah. yeah. You guys, so John and Spud came out to the East Coast, thought they wanted some of uh, Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis. The two number ones battled, and uh, yeah, Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis coming out on top of John and, and Spud. Wow. And, and you know what? You did, but Zach, yes, get this. I did. But I don't recall Steve and Kelly coming to the West Coast. Yeah, so what were you at? Gorman oh. or Little Honey Lake. Lake. You guys would have got your ass whooped at Honey yeah. Lake listen, by Spud. Well, listen, you want to play with? I don't with, give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The Mathis Smith yeah. Super Team taking down John Anderson yeah. and, and Spud. Yeah. So, yeah. Home take turf, that. Home turf advantage. Home turf. Yeah, we like we were. Hey, really. Kelly was quadding that Daniel Boone thing, and it was a big deal. I remember people yeah. were freaking yeah. out. Like, yeah. Whatever that Where? was. What part? Up by top by the announcer's tower. I think there was a two and two or, or two. Was there a five oh, pack? The super six. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Kel- it would have been like quad double probably. Quad double. It was like people were losing their minds. I, I, yeah. I hate to bring this full circle, but we're okay. talking again about the riders being with their bikes and changes. Yeah. I would love to see all the nowadays riders go back and ride those early KTMs and see if they have any complaints. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. Those things yeah. were what, like not great. Yeah, like, the PDF. Yeah, dude, they were things. not great. No, the 520 wasn't bad though. Oh, the KTM. They 520. were fast. Yeah, they were fast. They had no problems getting started. Brown starts. and I were talking the other day about, um, like, you know, those jumps at Daniel Boone. For me, I, I only raced there like on 60s and a little bit on 80s. Right. But dude, like, there there was the table for two, which was right before the Super Six, mm-hmm. and. uh, uh like those jumps in my mind still today are like massive right. like, jumps, <laughs> and then I see videos of people riding there, and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not what it was like when I raced. Like, Zach would show up on his 450 right now and take like four or five laps rolling them yeah, before yeah. he would do yeah, them, right? Just from um, old school vibes. But it's just how you remember it, you know, like when you're totally. a little kid, it's it's crazy. No, I totally. Yeah, I think Kelly was going quad. Like it was like, whatever he was doing, it was big, and I was like, oh shit, look at Kelly. Kelly was yeah. fast, and he, was, he wasn't afraid to jump. No, he wasn't. So uh, yeah, sometimes down, that bit him in the butt. Taking down Spud Walters, the guy at at Daniel. Boone. Who? Ben Riddle. Oh, ben Riddle. Riddle. Yeah, yeah. Riddle was I good. remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, No, Riddle was was really, really good rider for sure. Yeah. Uh, Zacho, thanks for your time. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, good luck this weekend at Paula. Um, get that motor home clean for me. Get get me uh, get it ready to go. Um, yeah, let me know. Uh, I will. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, food and be ready. And uh, maybe I'll do a vlog that weekend about staying with Zacho. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Zach, just, just imagine these parting words from Steve at the end of the weekend. Shitter's full. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. See you later. Uh, thanks, Zacho. You wouldn't do that to my mom, I don't think. I would. No, your mom's a saint. She's a hell of a woman. Uh, thanks, Zacho. Appreciate it, man. Uh, see ya. Later, Zach. Thanks. That's Zach Osborne brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good one, John, actually. <laughs> Uh, Firepowerparts.com. Uh, over 50 years of experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. Firepower offers chains made in Japan, featherlight lithium batteries, and oils to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. The all new uh, or the all new uh, stuff from Firepower is great. Firepowerparts.com. Wide variety of chains from heavy duty roller to O and X ring. Firepower featherweight lithium batteries are all backed by two year warranty. You know who uses Firepower parts? Chiz. Chiz does. A Ray. A-Ray. Oh, John, A-Ray. Have you, A-Ray. Have you anything to say about A-Ray? He's a good dude, man. I ordered one of his shirts. <laughs> Sketchy. Hey, one thing Kay I want to Clayson, bring up. Kay Clayson, also firepowerparts.com. Yep. yep. Okay. 
you know, we're sitting here talking, good conversation, and I cannot help but look at, at Ronnie Lachine and that mustache. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Is that creepy or what? It's, it's, yeah, you know. and they brought it back, uh, back this year. Anderson had one for a little. Marv yeah. had one, and I – Yeah. I don't, I don't know. If that, you're, not if they, a, you're not on board with that? I think they should have left. I mean, if you're going to run like a stank dog or an AP where yes, like you're yeah. trying to look like Captain Hook, yep. that's cool. But right. that one's creepy. Yeah. So, if, that, if that came anywhere near my daughter who's in high school, <laughs> like, I'd call oh, the cops. That, that guy came around a lot of daughters <laughs> yeah. in high school. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, that, think, man, yeah, that man right yeah, there. Yeah. El Cajon High. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, hey, uh, the, our next guest on the show. So uh, for people who don't know, Ian Treadle. Uh, he was a very, very good amateur rider. Loretta Lynn's titles and uh, turned pro with the Rockstar Suzuki team. Um, finished fifth at the opening round in Supercross. The next week, he had a, a crash that had a career-ending uh, effect on him. Um, this man had raced three uh, nationals, uh, three pro races before he was called uh, before he was forced to call it quits. Uh, it's a real, really uh, tragic story. And but Ian uh, is on the show, and we're looking forward to talking to him about that, what he's doing now, and much more. So please uh, give him a follow on Instagram as well. Really stoked to catch up with Ian Treadle. What's up, Ian? How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? So glad to come on, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, I don't. I've never t- spoken to you before. Obviously, in the pro pits, uh, you know, your career didn't last that long. I didn't go to the amateurs, but I certainly, Ian, heard of you coming up and uh, and your great amateur yeah. career. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, yeah, like I've always, I've always followed your stuff too, man. So I've, I've definitely seen you around before. But I mean, yeah, I was um, I kind of was with um a lot of a lot of the a lot of the guys that are kind of dominating right now coming through the amateur ring. So I kind of had a presence in my during my amateur career. Yeah, uh, Justin Barsha, Jason Anderson, those are all guys you raced with and beat at, yeah. at beat beat at times, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, me and me and Jason both um both raced our first rookie race together. So I mean, we we raced each other pretty much our entire career from '80s all the way through big bikes. Right, uh, Ian Treadle on the show yeah. tonight, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez, AP, and everybody at Star Yamaha using the Vortex Racing sprockets. They got the V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. If you want a deal on sprockets or bars from the folks at Vortex, email Kyle at vortexracing.com. Please check them out. Mention Pulp MX. You can save with those guys. Thanks to the folks at Vortex Racing for coming on. So, Ian, what what are you doing nowadays? How's life? Man, life is great, man. So, like, I'm just I'm just making the best of a of a bad situation, man. So, like, all the, all the stuff I went through, right? Like, I had this incredible amateur career. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, it's incredible subjective. Like, I mean, like, I felt like it was a success. But I did I did very well as an amateur. My and as going to my pro pro career, I did. I did. I did okay. I, I thought I could have done better had I had more time to get dialed in. But right. I mean, I top ten my first pro outdoor national, and um, I top five my first Supercross. And so, like, right. I was definitely moving in the right direction. It was just a matter of time before I could figure it out. Then I had this tragic injury that kind of took me out. But you know, I've been able to. I've been able to. You know, kind of use. It's all. It almost feels like you know, like going through something as bad as I went through. Like, I was almost built for it at the same time. You know, like. When I was 13, I was getting these injuries, and I was flying to see Dr. Ting out in Fremont, and I was living in Northern California doing rehab and working with some of, like, the baddest dudes in therapy and learning all about, like, the anatomy of the body. So, like, mm-hmm. I was prepared for all this stuff, man. So, like, when this all went down, like, I just had to put my head down and work through this this crazy injury. That, like, you know, it, obviously I couldn't ride anymore, but I just kind of, like, looked at it like I did motocross and just kind of, like, powered through it with a positive attitude. And, you know, like, it – it took me a solid like two and a half, three years before I was able to kind of get back to start doing something again, like to kind of restart again. But that was really tough to kind of restart mm-hmm. and get going again. But it was just like, in my mind, you know, what I did with motocross was just something that I kind of stuck with. And that's more of a, 
I kind of felt it was more of a mindset in the way that I succeeded in motocross. So I was like, I'm just going to take that and do it something, do it with something else. So I've just been kind of trying to find that next niche. And right. so I've been having a lot of fun with, um, I learned all these crazy things going through what I went through with, with a head injury, man. Like I worked with all the, you know, rehabbing the brain, you're pretty much making new connections and it's like you're building new skills every time you make a new brain connection. And so I started thinking about the way that I was training racing versus like what, like with this injury. And I was like, Oh shit, dude. Like there's all these cool tricks. But like, I immediately started thinking about riding mm-hmm. when I was going through this stuff. And so I'm going to, so when I started getting back out on the track, I started kind of training guys and I started focusing more on just like, just like meant the mindset and kind of like how to approach kind of racing. And I was like, dude, honestly, everyone starts in the same place. It's just a matter of like, who can kind of like, and we see this too in the pro ranks, like, you know, guys who are just better at losing than others, like people who just are, they're just, they're just warriors. And so I was like, I always tell guys, I'm like, if you can learn how to lose, you want like, that's the best way to get better because you're going to, you're not going to win when you first start out. You're just going to have right. to get, learn how to lose. And so I started like, figuring all these weird just kind of mindset hacks and I started applying them and like I would I would teach these guys and they would get better just you know through like weird sports psychology and I think this stuff's already being done in, in football and basketball like on a high level so it's just like I've just been kind of playing around with that and that's kind of been fun to as a like as a passion project of mine just I, I enjoy helping people in that sort of way like it's a different kind of training like I don't of course there's like the your practical like you know, technique and stuff. Yeah. But I'm doing stuff that's way different, but I think it's really cool. That is, that is cool, absolutely. And and you know, yeah. and Daniel knows, it's such a mental game. This sport is such a mental game yeah. at times. I mean, I was a mechanic for a long yeah. time. Some of these guys, yeah. you know, I mean, I you know, Chad, someone like Chad Reed, I, I watched him have shitty practices over and over at, at a race day. And then when the lights came on, the dude found two seconds, right? You, you just – that's how these guys work, some of these guys. And and the reverse is true, where someone's blazing fast and they just can't put it together. It is such a mental game. I mean, look at it. I mean, look at the pros right now. I mean, like, any of you guys can see, like, you can you guys can see this for yourself. I mean, like, look at the guys who are having the most fun. Like, most of those are most of the guys who are doing the best, man. Like, people, it's like you got to kind of find that even. you got to find that natural. Like, if you go too hard, it's going to burn out. And, like, you, you remember these – You've seen these horror stories of people that went pro and got burned out too quick. Yeah. And the parents got involved, and it just was a bad story. I'm just like, you got to keep it fun. And, like, I, I think if, if you're having fun, that's, you're going to be the best you're going to be anyways, right? But it just seems like some of these guys who are kind of having that right combination of fun and training hard are doing better than others, man. So physically, where are you at now? How, how, how's your motor functions? How are you, able, how are you getting around? Like, how, is everything fine? So, like, man, like, I, when I crashed at Daytona, I – I endoed in the second practice and yep. it was basically like a back concussion. And it, like I, I injured something called the right basal ganglia, which affected mostly all of my left side motor skills. Okay. So like primarily my left, my left hand, like my, my finger dexterity, my left hand is not there or where it was. I, I still can use it, but it's just like, it's not as functional as it was before. My right. left leg out, like I have a limp, but I can, I get around and like, I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, I, I'm not, I still can do anything. I still can road bike, and I can do stuff. It just okay. I'm limited. I'm limited. Obviously, I'm injured, so it's just you know, it's it's whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I'm getting around, so I'm I'm okay, man. It's no big deal. Do you do? Have you seen any progress in the years, or has progress kind of stopped oh, for you? You know? No, no, no. I'm I know I'm progressing all the time. Okay, it's just, it's yeah. just slow, dude. It's yep. just very slow. It's just like it's more of like a skill. So like I'm working out. You know, my my little brother Gavin. I don't know if you heard of him before, but he also was like he was also um, a great racer as well, and he won some championships. But like, 
he's a, he's he's really into fitness too, and so he me and him and I work out a lot. So I, I continue my therapy on my own, just kind of doing my own research and stuff. Right, right. And where are you living so these days? Point, it's a oh, of screening. Where are you living? I live days? in Elon. I live in Elon, North Carolina. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. What do you remember from the crash? Do you do you remember much? Do you do you, how bad re- was it? I remember. So like, dude, it gets, I mean, it gets, it gets super fuzzy. So like these memories kind of, they kind of feel like dreams you had like two nights ago. Okay, so yeah, right. I remember, like, I remember, like, I remember going to the airport with Johnny Louch, who I was training with at the time and me and him flew. And I remember like, we seen dirt shark on the plane and we, we, he was sad with that. So I remember, I remember flying, my mom picked us up. It was like Easter. We, it was around Easter. So my mom had some Easter candy with there making fun of me. I went to, went to the hotel. We get next morning. We go to, we go down to practice here. We get our, I got picked up some passes for some friends. I seen Lickle there. I remember like doing the first practice. I remember getting in. I remember like I remember. I simply remember getting behind the bag at Wilson and Barsha because I remember them being good there the previous year. So I wanted to yeah. follow their line. So I remember getting behind them, and I remember like down the. I was actually riding really well that day. I I, I was already qualified fifth before I even crashed. And I remember like the track being super sketchy, just because it was just like weird. I never rode an uh, you know, su- outdoor supercross track before, so yeah, I remember yeah. my bike handling like shit. And so that was weird. And then at some point, I just like it was just I was in Georgia, and I was freaking people. Were, I knew something bad happened. So that's about it, dude. Like, wow. yeah, it's just it just like it just it just kind of merges through, man. It's right. like really slow. There's no there's no like cut to oh shit, I'm in Georgia. Did it just like you kind of slowly wake up and realize what's going on, but it took several months before I kind of realized what happened, dude. Yeah, I bet. I bet it was some scary moments for you, right, early on, for sure. It, yeah, I mean, it's it, it just confusing, man. I mean, it. it I mean, it, it was because there was no, like, initial shock, man. Like, I always knew I'd be – I mean, I always – like, just the way, I, my, the way my mind works. Like, I've always been an optimistic person, so, mm-hmm. like, I've never been hurt someone to give up because I've, I've had a lot – I had a lot of injuries over my amateur career, too. And so I've always used to like kind of just taking, taking losses sometimes and just figuring it out. So I was like, I never literally really went into panic, but I kind of just said, I'm, I'll figure it out. Like it'll be all, it'll be good. I just like kind of assume things will be fine until they're not. Right. It's kind of been my approach. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean like, why stress about it, dude? Like imagine knowing that was going to happen 20 years ago. Like right. you'd be freaking out every single day. Like you might as well just like live in the moment when it happens, figure it out, dude. Like, yeah. like keep your body and mind in good shape and the rest will come like, You'll figure it out if you're good enough, man. You still keep in touch with like Bobby Hewitt or other people that you you raced with back I then? I do, man. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I still, um, I still talk to, um, I still talk to Tickle and, um, like Wes Williams from Verb every once yep. in a while. And like, if I go to a track, I'll stop and see all my guys. But just like as far as like day to day conversations, yeah, um, every once in a while I hit someone up. But right, it just when I go to when I go to race, I normally reconnect with everybody. But I've been kind of trying to resurface lately. I don't know if you've seen some of what I've been posting. I've been trying to do some like different type of like i've been trying to bring in some more like like kind of like you ever watch like unboxing videos on like tech products on what on what on like a tech product like oh, just like a, yeah. like, some, like, yeah. like 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 a really clean, you know what i'm talking about like a, yeah. like a clean like tech review yes like, yes but, yeah. with mo- but like with motocross i kind of want to break down some like really technical things that, that are going on that people may not see yeah. kind of like science of supercross but like Yes. in a nerdier way where guys can like learn stuff and also be like, Oh shit, I didn't even see that. Where like someone who didn't even watch motocross can understand it, but someone who does ride might be able to figure it out on their own too. If they tried it. Right. No, that's cool. Yeah. I watched a couple of the videos, uh, you're on Instagram. You're, it looks like you, you, you're pretty good social follow. You know what I mean? Like you put a lot of work into it. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to just kind of re- you know how motocross is. You got to resurface dude. Like yeah. 
I'm not the same as I was anymore. Like, you know, so you got you got to resurface and kind of get get out there again. So I've been trying. I've been trying to put out some content and do some do have some fun with it. You know. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Ian Treadle here, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, email Kyle at vortexracing.com. Uh, Ian, this is Daniel Blair. I just actually got a text from Jacob Hayes. He says you're an effing legend, and he used to watch you slap Tomac, Anderson, and Barsha around. Well, there we go. <laughs> so I think he was a little younger than you, but he he said he looked up to you. So. Oh, dude. Yeah, me and Jake, me yeah, me and Jacob raced all the time here, like locally in North Carolina. Yeah, so I, I've known Jacob for a while, dude. So, no, that, that, uh, that's awesome. That's, um, that's great. Yeah, that's good stuff. Have you ridden a dirt bike since your accident? Like even putted around? Have you have you able to get on I've, one at all? I rode a pit bike, dude. But honestly, it scares me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds I know that sounds lame, but dude, I'm telling you, like, yeah. there's nothing you can do. But I think it's just like your brain just like puts you in defense mode, and so I just like I don't even like going fast anymore. In the car. Like, <laughs> it's just I mean, but what do you expect, dude? Like that whole thing was so traumatic, and like everyone that I put through, I'm just like, dude, I'm so over it, man. It's hard to put into words, guys. But like, it's just it's 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 a weird thing, man. Yeah, absolutely. Ian Treadle here on the show uh, again. So, who was your so Anderson? Would you say was like your best rival, or was it Tomac? Like, did you have a guy? No, it, was, it was to, it was Tomac and Barsha. Yeah, yep. I watched yeah, you Tomac, uh, Barsha and Baggett. I watched Barsha you. I think at Oak Hill, maybe B class. Yeah, and you were always Anderson a Suzuki guy, a year, right? Anderson was a, yeah. Anderson yep. was year below us, but he was still like he was kind of there every once in a while. Then. And then by the end of the amateurs, we were all together. But it was kind of like us four bouncing around, you know. Uh, at I Treadle, I T R E T T E L on Instagram. So, yeah, follow That's Ian, right, everybody, yeah. and check it out. Hey, Ian, since you're talking about the mental side of things and just that approach, well, I mean, what do you think of Cooper Webb just seeing the way he kind of handles things late race, late championship? I mean, obviously, another a North Carolina guy, so I'm sure there's some connection there, but. On the mental side of things, what's your kind of thoughts on the way he approaches things? Because obviously, it's where he's at his strongest. Dude, I think Cooper is a he's a, he's a, he's a warrior, man. And like I think like I think the way like if you look at his like I watched Cooper and Adam race my entire career. There were there were a few classes below me, and and Cooper got beat all the time, dude. Like, and I think that just created a, I think that made him so strong. So when you see him in the back of the pack, like you just know. He, like he has no problem being being around guys. He's used to it, so I think that's his strong. So I think he's used to losing, so he's not scared to like he's he's not scared to mix it up. So he's super strong mentally. I think it's one of his. That's why he's such a great racer, dude. Is that kind of what you're saying then when you talk about learning how to lose and like learning yeah, how to take of, it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, it makes sense because again, he uh, he did. I mean, Steve, we know the story. Adam was kind of more the guy. Cooper was good too. Yeah, yeah. but it. At, Cooper, like, really learn, And from what I understand, Ian, tell me if this is true. I, I learned that Cooper would – he has great racecraft. He had to pass a lot. So he was really coming through the field, and he kind of learned the art of passing where he wasn't out front checked out all the time. Is, is that kind of true? Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Cooper – I never seen Cooper beat Adam ever. He always was, he always was like, second yep. and third. He always was sort of like he – was, he was always, like, coming up, but he never was – like, he never got a good start. So he was always in the back kind of, like, working his way up. And he was always – he always had this people just never kind of was up front. He was always working his way through. Uh, Ian Treadle on the show tonight. Are you follow? Do you follow the races? Do you watch them all? Are you right into it? Do oh yeah, you, of course, yeah. man. I'm, I'm watching every single oh, one. Oh, that's dude. cool. Okay, so yeah, you're into it. Yeah. So that leads to my my next yeah. question, and and I think I know the answer to this based on kind of what you're doing and what you're working with. But 
I mean, I, do you have those nights where you're kind of bitter, you're 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 upset, you're pissed? Uh, well, what could have been? What what should have been? I mean, literally your second Supercross ever. You know, uh, you go down after getting a fifth. Like uh, for sure, I don't blame you if you had some late nights where you just were like mad at the world. I mean, yeah, of course, but I mean, who doesn't? And I mean, like if it's, it's like on that same card though. Things could have been a lot better, and they also could have been a lot worse, man. So it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you got to kind of you got to look at both sides. Like, I mean, just think about like, I mean, I said I hurt the right side of my brain, which affected my left side. I'm right-handed, dude. So that's pretty yeah, lucky. Right, and the other right. side, I'd be, I'd be so screwed, dude. Like having no dominant hand, that would suck so bad. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You look at so the, like, look at the I right mean, side. On, yeah. right, right off the bat, like you're already lucky. So it's like you're already winning. You know, like if you look at things like that way, that's how I choose to look at it. Right. So, uh, Ian, this is John with W. Are you so you're from North Carolina? I am. Yeah, I grew up here. So, do you have memories of Zach Osborne growing up, watching him uh, race? Yeah, or? man. Yes, dude. We, me, and I raced Zach all the time at um at camp at like at Sand Hill, which is now um like known as Club MX. But uh, yeah, I I raced with Zach all the time. I watched him race super mini class with like Austin Troop and um Brock Tickle. Nice, a lot. nice. So, yeah. so who's the guy that you kind of look at today that you enjoy watching race, or somebody you might pull for? I really like watching. Um, I, I like a lot of the European riders too. I think like some of like I, um, but like someone that we're watching now, like I, I, I really like the way Sexton rides, and I like the way that um, I, I like the way I, I like the way Fernandez rides. So I think he's going to come through at some point. Right. Yeah, he's fun to watch. You know, talk about the mental side of things. It's funny because in Supercross, he's great to watch. He's aggressive and and he's he's really aggressive, but he he's had some amazing rides. Ian, when he's out of the race, when he crashes early or he's way back, he's had some amazing rides. And then other times, he'll be up front and he'll make a mistake or get shuffled back quickly. And mentally, I think when he has no pressure on him. We see what he can do in Supercross. Now he'll learn from this. He'll get better. I have no doubt. But that's a guy that I think, you know, mentally, when he gets up front, he's like he locks up a little bit and doesn't ride like we've seen him. He can from the back. So well, I think like I'm looking more at like the person as a rider and not just the results. Like you know, like when I'm looking at Fernandez ride, like he knows how to ride. I think he's gonna be. I think he just it's a new. It's a new team. It's a new bike. It's mm-hmm. a new freaking country. Like it. It took Purcell a while to get dialed in too. Like right. and Rockson. Like remember, like it. Remember Rockson's first year. Like he struggled real bad, dude. Even like as an amateur, he was doing terrible. Yeah. So like, don't count him out just yet. Like he could, he could easily turn around and be like super dominant. I think within the next few years, if he just like if he gets things kind of in the right flow, I think. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, I agree. Uh, certainly, you know, these double championships and everything else uh, were pretty damn good. Yeah. So. Uh, well, man, hey, thanks for for calling in. Thanks for checking in. Uh, glad you're doing well. It sounds like you're, yeah, you're you're doing as well as anybody can. You know, like for what you're doing and what you're putting out there. So, man, it's good to hear your voice, and and I'm glad to glad to get you on and update our listeners on on Ian Treadle, who, like I said, for some people they're just like, man, I hope Ian Treadle's doing well, and and yeah, it sounds like you are. So that's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Like, I'd love love to come back on any other time you find a relative. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it down the road a little bit, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Maybe if you're ever in Vegas, you can come in and uh, co-host the show. Oh, that'd be awesome, guys. Okay, cool. Let's talk soon. Yeah, sounds good, Ian. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. All right, take care, guys. Thank hey, man. You. Take care. That's Ian Treadle, everybody. Brought to you by the folks at VortexRacing.com. Yeah, it sounds like he's doing good. So that's awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, Especially because the injury happened so young. Yeah. You know, if you're older – 
yep. and you've already been through some things, I feel like the maturity can handle it. But for him to be as young as he was when it happened yeah. and be able to handle it and have the attitude yeah. he has, that's kind of yeah. remarkable to me because I think at that age – you're probably more fragile to those kind of things, and he seems to have been able to come through it pretty good. And that's, again, for yep. being that young when it happened, that's... Right. Uh, something I forgot to do when Zach Osborne was on the phone was give away two pairs of his FMF goggle that he runs. Zach Osborne switched to the new FMF goggles this uh, this year, and uh, obviously if they're good enough for Zach, oh, they're good enough for you jerkies out there. So thanks to the folks at FMF who's on board the show as a sponsor. I mean, we have the X-Brand guys, but FMF asked us to, to give away some pair of goggles, so let's do that. Um, you blew it! Third caller. Third caller gets a pair of FMF goggles. And then the other guys, let's do uh, people for, who can't listen live. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Put goggles or FMF in the subject line. And uh, some uh, random emailer will, uh, at the end of this week, will we'll pick one of you guys. And you'll win the other set of FMF goggles. So add FMF Vision on Instagram. So please check that out. Third caller right now wins a pair of goggles from those guys. Uh, decal works. Uh, you deal with decal works at all? We do actually. Yeah. And, and Ron and that whole team there, they've done yeah. a lot of, they make all our stickers for our hubs. Oh, and, they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. They're awesome. Awesome. Well, to the work code with. pulp MX saves you 20% off at decalmx.com for over 30 years. Decal works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics out there. Officially licensed with Honda, Yamaha, Cowie, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Uh, their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality service and knowledgeable. Uh, thanks to the guys at Decal Works, their proud sponsor, of course, of the Supercross champ, Coop Webb, Paul Webb. Paul. 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 Running run Decal Works. And the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road team, which would also um, uh, benefit Zach Osborne when he retires. So, Think about uh, all those Paul-Michael battles in amateurs. So many Paul-Michael battles. Gosh. Insane. We got a winner? Uh, Talon? Got a winner? Yeah, we got a winner. All right, so everybody stop calling. Third caller's already done in, so you <laughs> give you're, up. You're already out. Uh, John Anderson from WUSA on here, as well as uh, Daniel Blair from Eagle Grit. Do we have the Eagle Grit thing figured out yet? I'm going to need Chipotle and a commercial break to figure out what we're going to okay, do. Okay, well, that's so coming I, right up. I, I hate to put I, that on you. I mean, I, I just you know. did, wasn't ready for that. So. You know, the, the NBC superstar yeah. killing it. Yeah. You know, that's Apparently the way they roll in the big time. Up, well, you would think the NBC superstar can think on his feet, but I guess not. I yeah. guess not. I guess all that stuff you said all year was really just in front just, of you on a cue card. It was. It was a, a teleprompter. Teleprompter, yeah. yeah all of it. Every uh, word of it. Hey, thanks to the folks at Works Connection. Use the code PulpMX20 to save 20% off your uh, order. Works Connection, uh, they offer uh, products like the, the TAC Hour Meter, the Elite Axle Blocks, the Elite Perch Line, um, and the Pro Launch Start Device, of course, for over 30 years. Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products, man. WorksConnection.com, great guys. Uh, fantastic to have them on board. PulpMX code will save. And if you're in the market for wheels for your shit, any kind of motorcycle, John, I was going to start laming off motorcycles, yep. but yep. literally any type of motorcycle. Yeah, Royal Enfield, Harleys, Triumphs. Anything. Anything. Uh, WUSA mentioned PulpMX to get a discount from there. A lot of guys, uh, the vintage market's been booming, right, since yeah. the pandemic and yep. everything. So a lot yep. of guys, their wheels are hammered. Sure. Uh, you guys will take your stock hub uh, from your bike. That's probably still pretty good. Yep. Uh, put new spokes, put a new rim on, freshen up that wheel. That's probably been a big yep. big thing for you guys. Yep. Cerakoted or powder coated. Yeah. You know, That's what um, you did to my Project 500 wheels. Yep. They look fantastic. Yep. Thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is, is that is that getting more and more popular? It is. Yeah. Actually, we do a lot of it. It's it's almost become its own separate little business. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You know, a lot of people just aren't. Maybe they're not into racing, but they, they have bikes. I mean, look, you've got one in the studio, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yep. it's kind of a... Um, What's the word for it? Just sentimental thing. Right, right. right? So, and they put them in their office garage, whatever. 
Uh, Bedroom Rick, if the wife will let him. That's a little weird, but yeah. So Rick Johnson, Rick Johnson coming up here. Yep. Uh, Ryan, the new Flockhart as well. Jason Thomas will come on. We're going to break down the 250 class. I just think the 250 class comes down to J-Mart. Is he re- is he healthy? Like if he, if J-Mart races 24 motos, he wins the championship. I just I just got to think that. But we're going to break that down and more coming up here later on the show. But I mean, when you look at the Lawrence brothers and Cooper and Forkner, Forkner's a wild card. Totally, right? So lots to talk talk about when it comes to the 250 class as well um, coming up here. But let's uh, let's go to commercial break, shall we? Let's do that right now. Uh, we'll go to commercial break. We'll have some Chipotle. Mm-hmm. You'll uh, think about what mm-hmm. uh, you need to do for Eagle Grit. We'll come back. We'll have RJ on. And a special guest, I hope, with RJ. We met with RJ? With RJ. I'm working on that right now. Oh, oh. So, uh, you know, we'll try to get that. Not, not the guest I teased on Instagram. That's not happening, <laughs> no, right? That guest, uh, that guest never replied again. So that's weird. I wonder who it would be that would just not reply. I don't know. I wonder who, it's, it's, I wonder who does that. Was he from Texas? No, Florida. No. Okay, Florida. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's really sad. I love how I teased it on Instagram. Yeah, I know. I, and I, you I, were like right away with the reply. You're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so I was excited bummed. though. I thought it was so gonna. Was I. I thought it was gonna go down. Hey, I really, buddy. I really did. It's the only reason right. why I came. We'll go to commercial break here. We'll come back with Rick fucking Johnson and uh, JT and more coming up here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. 
You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandez and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation. Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires 
feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Radio, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. 
Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Those who love motocross know, motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Metro, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Thanks for listening. Rick Johnson coming up. Ryan the Newf Lockhart as well coming up here. Got a couple guys in the studio here. John Anderson from WUSA and uh, Daniel Blair from Eagle Grit. So you had your Chipotle. Yep. You thought about it. What kind of special can we get from Eagle Grit? Hand cleaner. You got the, I've been using the wipes uh -huh. in the garage. They work fantastic. So thank you for that. You're welcome. 
Um, so what kind of deal can we have for our listeners? Um, all right, so here's what we'll do. Um, we're going to do this in kind of two different ways. We have our moto bundle that we call it. Cause we're, and I know this sounds crazy, but we're not like a moto company. Um, I'd say 90 to 95% of what we do is businesses, you know, yeah. car dealerships, right. manufacturing plants. Right. I mean, that's maybe our, WUSA could use Eagle Grit to clean. No, probably. You know, I, shop. And that's the, uh, guys who build the wheels. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the, our main business is like these shops and manufacturing plants that have a lot of employees and we do their hand cleaner for them. Uh, but we have a lot of other products that we've built along the way. So for the moto industry, though, we created a moto bundle. It's a gallon of our bike wash. It's a tub of the hand wipes. It's a bottle of the hand cleaner. Uh, our penetrant lube, which is also, I use it as a chain lube personally. Uh, glass cleaner, which is like for lenses, helmet, plastic, and then brake cleaner. So I made this bundle on the website. And um, so we'll do kind of two things, Steve. We have your discount code still, yeah. which I still get all the time. You I do get, get people all, using all, it? All the time. Okay. And I mean, yeah, I haven't yeah. been on the show and talked about it in right. half a year. So right. um, you can use Pulpamex to get 20% off. But let's do a deal. If you buy the Moto Bundle without the discount... Don't use a discount code, but if you just buy it generally okay. and in the comments, put your T-shirt size, and we'll just—I'll give you a free T-shirt. Okay. Uh, and then I have two. I have a like a logoed one, our regular logo, and then I have like an American flag kind of cool one. So, just put in the comment All box right. the size and which one you want. All and if right. anybody that buys the Moto Bundle, uh, I'd say—I mean, you got to. Some people might buy it and they might not be listening to this. But anyone that's listening to this, you know to put your shirt size in. Right. So okay. put that in, and there I'll throw go. a shirt in that free T-shirt for you guys. And Sweet. um yeah, go to EagleGrit.com and then go to the Moto Bundle and go from there. Awesome. Sounds, uh, good. sounds good. Yeah, EagleGritAgain.com, so please check that out. Um, all right, lots to get into still on the show. Um, but uh, first up, I want to talk about the folks at Maxima USA. Maxima USA, Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima USA when it comes to Dogger uh, that we looked at that photo. The man running Maxima over there, Maxima USA, whether it's the uh, FFT, whether it's the MPPL, whether it's the contact cleaner, uh, brake clean. Uh, SC1, of course. I get so many SC1 social media mentions. People are just like, yeah, math is in a can. Thanks, guys. I think that's kind of an insult, you know? But anyways, <laughs> Maxima USA. <laughs> Means uh, you're sweet, man. The 927. Good. The 927 two-stroke stuff is the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. Uh, also, too, their four-stroke engine oil used by Eli Tomac and Adam Cincerillo, Mitch Payton, and everybody down there. It's got the uh, Peak system in it that's unique and exclusive to Maxima. Peak means performance-enhancing additive chemistry. The best part of this deal is MaximaUSA.com. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. And also to uh, ProFilter as well. If you haven't heard of ProFilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. Uh, side-by-sides, dirt bikes, uh, uh, UTVs. I guess that's a side-by-side. Uh, quads. Uh, they make uh, pre-oiled um, air filters for the, lots of these brands, as well as oil filters, of course. So I have these for my Blue Crew. Uh, I just get oil filters from ProFilter, and I throw the other ones away. And I put a brand-new filter in my bike. It's amazing. It's like a tear-off. Yeah, pretty much. Pulp 20 is the code to save with ProFilter, so thanks to those guys for coming on board. Uh, they, uh, they've they been active in the industry for a long time, and street bikes as well. I forgot to mention the street bikes for those guys. John Anderson brought to you by Mad Skills Motocross 3, which is available for download across the world tomorrow. It's May 25th on the App Store and Google Play. The game features even better physics than its predecessor, including killer whips that are super fun to pull off. And there's hundreds of expertly designed tracks and a ton of real-life riding gear options. And the dirt bikes actually sound like dirt bikes as they were recorded on a real track. When you wake up tomorrow, or if you listen to this on the archive, download Mount Skills Motocross from the App Store or Google Play for free. Everyone else in motocross will. Um, Matt Skills, M- Marks, you're a Matt Skills guy? Yeah, big fan. And? I'm excited for the new one. Uh, you know. 
It's I, like anytime a new video game comes out and this is on the phone, yeah. it's still it's still very exciting. Um, it's like Christmas for us. I, I'm not that good at it. I'm terrible at it. I just I can't get it. I, I watch those guys that are good at it and I'm like, holy smokes. It is a it is an art. Yeah. You know who's actually one of the best in the world at it? Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper. Right. Incredible. Like you go on the leaderboard and you see his times. Yeah. And you're just like what? Have you ever played? Daniel? No. Have you, you've seen it? Though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah, kid yeah, plays yeah, it. Yeah. So. John, have you seen it? No, no my son yeah. plays. I'm uh, with you. I, I'm not good. So Talon, I you play it? Yeah, yeah, I quit. play. Almost daily. Who's better than both of you guys? Who's better with you and Marks? Do we have a challenge? Probably yet? Talon right now. Probably me. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like I'm good, but I'm not like Justin Cooper good. Right, right. But yeah. but yeah, dude, yeah, it's uh it looks pretty cool. It's easy on your phone, right? It's it's easy way to kill time. Um, I see guys doing it all the time at the airports and stuff like it's that. Addictive. It's, yeah, totally right. Um, so yeah, tomorrow, download Mad Skills Motocross 3 uh, on the App Store, or if you um, listen to the archive, you can get it. Now, John Anderson brought to you by the folks at Mad Skills because John Anderson has Mad Skills on his taser. That's why I did that. Nice tie-in. Thank you. Clean. Sometimes. Pulpum X10 to save it in 10 cycles, by the way. You, li- you like your taser still? You enjoy it? I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. Still, you can work it's, hard, as you know. Yep. A lot of people think, oh, you're just riding around full boost, but you know, it's yeah. as hard as you want to make it. Yep. And I know it's gotten me I, motivated to ride and get back in shape. I, and I haven't really talked enjoy to it. anybody who's like, uh, who's like, I don't like e-bikes. Like, yeah. even if you're a hardcore bicycle guy, you ride one, you're like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, like and if you're... Like you might not go all in, but you'll accept the fact that it's rad. I think anybody who says they don't like them hasn't ridden one. Right. You know what I mean? I just don't think... I think they think that... You don't get a workout, or it's just too easy, or whatever. You know? And you still hear a little bit from people, you know, under yeah. their breath, they'll say something, and <laughs> you just kind of like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah. I'm just out here enjoying bike riding, like yeah. you are. And so, how was Moab? Good. It was awesome, man. Great weather. We had a good time. Uh, a friend, um, and you know Bob, Bob at sixty. Yeah. He came out, got a chance to get away for the yep. weekend, and he was doing some new product testing. And 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 as a matter of fact, he took a taser. Oh yeah, first time. Nice. He sold. Did he like it? Yeah, he loved he was, it. He's on board. He loved it. Is he uh, first time on an e-bike or first, first time, time on, on an taser? e-bike? Okay, yeah, yeah. On an e-bike, right? And he told me that he already was calling his wife, saying, "How do we make this happen?" So. Daniel, uh, Daniel, I took Daniel out on one. <laughs> he was he was on board. One and done. I had a good time, but it was still tiring. And even, <laughs> I mean, and even Steve, you didn't even catch this, but when I originally planned, yep, to come here, my flight was way earlier. And you didn't notice that I changed it to later. Oh, I no. snuck that by you. You oh, never said anything. Because you were gonna go. We were gonna. Oh, we were ride? gonna go early. I was uh, when I when we first talked yeah, about yeah. doing the show. I was motivated right. to. I was like, yeah. I, I want to do it again. And then um, I just just decided I don't want to because I don't <laughs> like doing anything physical, really. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I, I got to get up to uh, Park City again. Yep. Um, I'm trying to work on that. Maybe get up there for a few days because when I was there, all the trails I could. All the trails I rode last year were snowed under, so uh, I'd like to go back. Did you still so. get a good trip out of that trip, though? I mean, did oh, you yeah. get it? You still got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys are still at it. I know Doug and Sean, everybody from Feld, they yeah, all went with you, yeah. so... But the problem was, was I was I was driving further away from when I was... Like, <laughs> I, when I was staying there before, the place that's close, I was driving to Park City more, which is far away, so now I was... In Park, Park City, City and but now now I was, back I was to- going back to the place <laughs> where I was that was close to my hotel last year. So, but uh, no, I had a, a blast. I, I went on one ride that, like, I was on top of a mountain and uh, in Park City or south of Park City, and I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I started thinking about mountain lions and eating me, and then I got a little freaked out because it was just R- I, it got rural. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just got in my own head yeah. about that. But anyway, up until then, it was it was great. So, um, 
All right, uh, Rick Johnson coming up, and John, you got a funny Rick Johnson story. Hopefully, we can share when, when he comes. Yeah, up. and I just found out my wife's listening, so she's just gonna. Oh boy, I am in trouble, but oh I'm boy. gonna let her. Wow, fly. I so, love that. But listen, on the way on our trip, we went to Gooseberry Mesa. Okay, you ever been there? No, by Hurricane. No. So just just okay. past St. George. Yep. And you met my buddy Tony. Yeah. Great guy. He's like a monster. A big guy, but he's a stud, right? Yeah. We had some of the funniest, most epic things happen that involved him in trees and him stuck. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We've laughed about it all weekend nice. long. That's yeah. good. Yeah, uh, yeah. good uh, times. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That, that's You know, I got a, I got a regular <laughs> primer now, too, a regular bike. I've yeah, been we a, talked a little. Been on it three times. Yeah. So, uh, it's a lot of work. It's, but you know what? I will say yeah. this. Fuck that yeah. thing. But I will say this. Uh, it's the the last two times have been easier than the very first time. You know what I mean? Like I don't know yeah. what it yeah, is. You're but warming up to. Yeah, it. I think so. I think so a little bit. So yeah. I'm getting, getting my head wrapped around it. But uh, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Like I said, Rick Johnson coming up here. FMF goggles. Uh, we're gonna give some away. Contest at popamexshow.com at that. So email us and uh, and tell us, and we will uh, uh, give some away. We are to give one pair away on the uh, on the phone. So. 250 motocross. We've got about uh, 25 minutes here before RJ comes on. 250 motocross. J-Mart, healthy, heavy favorite, right? Yeah. John? How can he not be right, if right. he's 100% healthy? Yeah. Well, I think he's battling a couple of things, and that could be interesting. If, if he's not able to practice during the week, not able to stay sharp, now we're going to start looking into um, uh, other guys, you know? Well, I, my thought on that is if he's nursing something – then he won't ride like J-Mart. Because you know how he rides. I mean, he's like yeah. a pit bull out yeah. there, dude. Just the way he throws the bike around, he rides with a lot of strength. So if he's nursing and having to think about it subconsciously, well, I'm going to burn my tongue when I ate the Chipotle. Sorry. <laughs> All right. uh, I just, I, I'm worried that he won't be him. And him, at, at his full strength is, I mean, that's a hard guy to beat. But if yep. he's starting to think about other things and nursing things here and there, and he just takes that edge off, then really is he, right. you know, what is he then? And, that, and that's what I'm wondering because there's a pack of guys right. that are right there, not far off. I trust him deep in a 35-minute moto for 24 motos, but yeah. if he's kind of nursing, right. I'm a little nervous about that. So let's say he's not the – okay, if he's, if he's ready to go, he's going to win this thing. But if he's not, like I kind of thought Justin Cooper would be my next guy. But, I mean, I don't know. Hunter Lawrence, the last time we saw Hunter healthy, he was winning motos, leading motos, winning some motos against AC – and, and Ferrandis and those guys, um, you know, he had a great Supercross season, so I know he's ready to go. The Jet was pretty consistent last year outside of that DNF from his bike. Um, Forkner's a wild card. Who do you like out of that next group if J-Mark can't get it done? Is there a second – is there a clear second guy for you? I, I wouldn't go clear, yeah, but I would go Hunter a little bit over the rest okay. just because he's back in his world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. think about him a couple of years ago at the Donations, his rookie year. You're like, wow, this guy's got yeah. it. Yep. Then he goes in Supercross, and for me, I'm a big – I kind of gauge things off of how they do in Supercross, and I felt like he – I wouldn't say overachieved, but he definitely – I mean, he rose to the occasion where I didn't think it would t take that quick. So yeah. now he's going back to his world, yep. and I just think mentally he's probably like, oh, now I'm back where I already know I've been good for a long time. Yeah. So for me, I'll give him a little bit of an edge, um, but Jet, Justin Cooper, Forkner, Colton Nichols, I think surprisingly – to some, I, I think we'll all be a little surprised with how good he's going to be. I think right. he's going to be in that mix, too. So I would put that whole pack almost together as one, but I'll give Hunter just just a little bit of a kick over the rest. What do you think, John? Well, it, didn't it seem like it last year played out to be Star Racing Yamaha versus Pro Circuit Kawasaki? Yeah. Right? 
Well, as we know, Star's got a big team, as does PC. Well, the cool thing is Daniel mentioned now with Hunter and Jet, Honda's done a heck of a yeah. job, right? Getting those bikes competitive. Yep. But I think but, that but really... But J-Mart was on a Geico. Well, on he a, yeah. was, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think the thing I'm really, as a fan, mm -hmm. looking forward to, we see what, what, what uh, Jet can do in Supercross. I can't wait to see what he can do in outdoor. And I want to see if he's fit to go for 30 yeah. minutes in the heat. Yeah. yeah. Because you know Hunter is, right? Yeah. So yep, and, yep. and I think it's going to be some so, great racing. But do you guys not feel like Faulkner could come out and oh, start I, stealing wins? I, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since we saw him. but you know. he's, he's, to me, the most confusing. Because yes. he didn't race in 20. He didn't race in 19. He hasn't ridden out there in a long time. So does he come out as the Faulkner that we all know, that the guy who could on any given day be the baddest 250 rider on the planet? Or does it take a while? Or is he crashing all over the place? That's a new model for them outdoors, too. So, to me, he could either win the opener or be all over the place. And I probably wouldn't be surprised. Right. But I think if he is all together and bottled up together, it's almost like silly that we're talking about him like not being elite. Because he is pretty elite in that class. It's just been too long. So, I, I don't know. But yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's really uh, damn good. But I also think there's going to be some messy stuff right. along the way. He kind of... I feel like we know we're going to get with Cooper, and we know we're going to get with the Lawrence brothers, and, and we know J-Mart, barring injury. But yeah, if you had told me anything from Forkner, like, hey, he's going to win four nationals but then crash out with an injury, I'd be like, okay. Hey, he's going to be like fourth or fifth because he's not going to be on his outdoor game all year? I'd be like, okay. You know? and I, but I actually would be most surprised by that. Okay. If he's just, just – if up. he goes five, six, four, five at the first four motos, yeah, that would almost be the more confusing thing for me because I feel like he's going to either be – Really? The man or on the ground. I, I would. I could see him going nine one before I could see him going four four. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's just going to be one click off wow. the podium. But, but I just don't see wouldn't he, that. Wouldn't he be like, hey man, I I keep getting hurt. I haven't raced outdoors for a while. Let me ease into this thing. You know no? what? Yeah, that's what he should do. Yeah, but, but they don't. Do. None of them do right, that. Right, they don't. Right. They don't. Because they just want to lay the wood. They just want to lay the wood. I mean. Yeah. AC, Sexton, the 450 have proven that. Yeah, but they don't know shit. They are not playing the calendar right. very well, in my opinion. It's like, yeah. you guys are young. You have a lot of time. Yeah. Go and stack some decent finishes, but they want to win everything. And I don't see Forkner being the type that's going to be like, let me ease into this thing, and by round four, I'm going to be on. I, I feel like he's going to try to light the world on fire, right, right. which could yeah. work or not, or maybe, yeah, we'll again, two motos. We'll get there. Two we'll motos? Get time. Probably yeah. one of each. Right. <laughs> that's my guess. And I think even discussions like this on your podcast, a lot of people follow you as well as Daniel's. Nobody listens it, to Daniel's. It, well, but, but I think that that's what puts that fire and that, you know, for Austin wanting to lay the wood. He wants mm -hmm. to prove everybody wrong right? and just be, you know, make himself the man. But I think that yeah. no matter who wins, I think the first round, it doesn't mean necessarily even if they win handily, I think the second round can come and it'll be totally different. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think everybody needs to temper uh, yeah. their emotions on what happens at round one. It's oh, at always. Paula yeah, yeah, yeah. where they all are, well, most are riding nonstop. To me, whatever happens there, it, yeah. It's like Anaheim 1 always is. It's like the weirdest race ever. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be, yeah. uh, I think, a shit show. And then you get, I think by the third round, we know what's going on. Right. But this first one, whatever happens, do not bank on that being again. Yeah, I'm with you it's on that. It's going to be the weirdest first round ever. It's at Paula. It's like Glen Helen always was. Right. Or Hangtown. It's, well, not Hangtown, but. No, remember Dungeon Hangtown coming out with the Supercross title, and he went like 7-9? Couldn't even ride, and then right. won. Right. So right. I, 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 I. I'm with you on that. I think the first round is a wash. It's more for fun than yeah. for uh, reality. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's get the phone calls here. We got BJ on one. BJ, what's up, man? 
Hey, Steve. Hey, thanks for my call. Hey, on your preview pod for the, the 250 class, you were talking about Jet Lawrence making so much money. Are we talking like Hanny KTM 05 money? You know, mm-hmm. JG money? Yeah. Are we back at those levels? Yeah, for Jet we are. I think Jet's uh, close to a million dollars a year. Wow. Yeah, Jet's Jet's doing well. Red Bull deal and Honda. He got his own gear money, right? I think north, um, I think north of that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's crushing it. For sure. Oh, killer. All right, yep. man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks no for worries. Time. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jet, Jet's doing well. Let's put it that way. He's doing okay. We don't need to go fund me for Jet Lawrence. No. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, so anyway, getting back to that, um, I think Nichols is a sleeper. Mm-hmm. He's my friend. Ferrandis is a sleeper for me in 450s. I think Ferrandis can do some damage uh, that we may not think about. I'm not calling for a title or anything, but you know what I mean? Or Nichols either, but if yeah. we get halfway in and they're there, you're going to be like, Kind of thought that was a guy that maybe could be there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, I, I think I think Nichols, when he's been healthy, has outdoor speed. You don't think of him as an outdoor guy? He's got did it. Did he get top five a couple years ago in the points? I think he did, yeah. Like two or three years ago. Ran, like, yeah. Randomly sounds or, rude, but it was kind of like, wow. Yeah. It was like right. two or three years ago. Well, also, too, like, and look, Colt's a great rider, too, but those damn bikes, they can get you starts, and you can get the start, you can go, right? Yeah. Like, think about, like, you talk to any of these guys. If you can get a start on a national and put in – 10 minutes of, you know, heaters, you can separate yourself for that last 20. And then you can lock yeah, in. And, and lock in and, and maintain that, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part, right? Uh, so the bikes are such a huge advantage outdoors, more so than than indoors. But I also think that fitness will definitely play in, right? So even if it's they go out and it's a cold event, whatever, and, and uh, they're pretty close, I think once they go into a hot race, and then the real guys that show that they're trainers and they're willing to suffer, then even if they go to another race that's cold, those guys will know, like, hey, this guy is an yeah. animal even yeah. when yeah. it's hot. Yeah. Like, Again, that's after yeah. a couple rounds. They all start to realize for sure. who's for real. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Maybe it is that first hot one where you go, okay, that dude is ready for right. the year. Yeah, right. And then maybe some are not. So yeah. I, yeah. And that's why these first two for me, are, I mean, I think Lakewood's always a pretty good one. It's underrated in my opinion. I think it's a really yeah, good Lakewood's round. Yeah, Lakewood's good. Lakewood's good. Um, but I think – Paula will be a little Lakewood, silly. Lakewood hot elevation too. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a test on guys. It, uh, than, than yeah, about, it is right? a big test. So you get through those two. You get is Mount Morris the third one? Oh uh, yeah, still. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, pecking order sets in. Yep. Everybody now knows where they belong, and then right. they all start just getting there all right. the time. It's so weird how that works. By round three, that's when we finally know who's legit. Uh, yep. Rick Johnson coming up here. Uh, I don't know about you, John. You're a little bit older than I am, but yes. uh, but no, no, yeah. RJ was the man for me as a kid. Same here. And I don't know how he was. Like, you talk Life's about. Beach, right, Bad Boy like, Club. Like, dude, there was nobody fucking Those cooler. ads they did. See, you're younger than me, so maybe it was Jeremy I was for at the you. very, for me, it was Brad. 90, uh, 1990 is where it all started for me yeah. as, like, an obsession. Right. So I was at the tail end of Wardy, RJ. Right. Guy Cooper I always yeah. loved. And then 90 was Bradshaw Chicken, and that was, dude, that was it. Dude, RJ was, like. There was warty people in our. I've already said that you couldn't like yep. both. You had to like one or the other. And if you, RJ had more of the fans, and he was the coolest dude. He had the great looking gear. He won all the time. It seemed like, and uh, he was super cool in interviews and everything else. Right. So personality yeah. was way more. Yeah. Willing. He so was jo- willing to play the so game. So John, for cool. you, you Southern California guy. Yep. Like, did you run into RJ when you were younger? Like, would you have seen him somewhere? So like, I grew up going to Saddleback, yeah. you know, and, and certainly I'd see him there, even though he's from yeah. El Cajon. Um, so I never really ran into him. I really got to know him later okay. on. Um, like racing? Or, no, not no, racing. Okay, yeah, just yeah, done racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but, later on afterwards. But, but I, that's funny that you never, like, as a kid, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, whatever. I'm not, I don't know yeah. how old you would be. 
you wouldn't have run into him at a saddleback and got his autograph no, or anything like that. You know like what's that. funny? My my favorite guy of all time mm-hmm. is Mark Barnett. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I just think that guy was a right. stud, and I was yeah. always fascinated by him, and yeah. I was a big fan of, of the bomber. Right. I was. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Suzuki's. I like the bomber and rollerball, right? Because yeah, rollerball yeah. was a Suzuki guy. Yeah. But it's funny, though. When you talk to Johnny O and Wardy and Hannah and RJ, they'll tell you, how badass Bomber was. And even Bomber doesn't have that many championships compared to those guys. Yep. But they were like, that guy was an animal. I remember reading yeah. stories in Cycle News about him riding, I believe it is Grandma's Farm in yeah. Illinois, I think. Uh, Alabama. And running the bike out of gas yeah. and then running Sand Hills till he threw up, yeah. listening yep. to Van Halen, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I remember that part of it. Yeah. yeah. And no, he, I always thought that was pretty badass. No, I got, I talked to somebody that told me that they went down to Bomber, Barnett's place, Grandma's Farm there, and there was just like work Suzuki's leaning up against trees. Yeah. Because they just broke and he would lean against a tree and grab another one and just go keep doing moto so yeah. uh but rj i mean you look at rj with the, all the blue on one red on the other uh yeah. fox stuff and just you know you know what's just, funny about rj's remember how personable he was yes. with the fans and yeah. he, it was like he was speaking to each and every one of them yeah what i've noticed over this last year is i feel like jet has taken that next level. Remember what oh, the race Dan- was where Daniel knows he got the, the fan. Feld, Feld guys love them. Yeah, but jet, do you remember that? Ones. I felt like that he just, like, there's right. some coaching going on, but he's a, a young guy, and he's personable, and it's like he was speaking to the crowd. And, yeah. and It's funny yeah. you say that because he does always recognize the fans when they cheer from the podium. Thank you, guy. Like, yeah. He doesn't just stick to the interview and let the noise happen behind him. He almost, I feel like, probably being a kid yeah. he hears the crowd and he gets all excited and he like waves to him and points to him and thank you guys so i don't know if that is coaching or if he's just getting kind of hyped up in the moment because he does seem to say the right thing on the podium yeah. almost yeah. every time I, and i don't think uh, some of it's coaching john you're right but i think you gotta you're born that way or you're not yeah. right like i you can't make tomac be that way like you just can't right like no matter how much coaching yeah, yeah. like, you could be coached into being yeah. the best of who you are who are you are yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. that's it but yeah. i think i think there's two two description of, of of coaching coaching when they read 35 sponsors mm-hmm. and coaching yeah. on how to be more personable be friendly right, right. my daughter's in high school right she doesn't she's not really into moto yeah obviously you know he's a, a nice looking young guy but that whole thing with the donut yeah, and his yeah. Merch, she was in oh she was in <laughs> had to have a sweatshirt right 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 it's like well, really but okay we can get you cool. we can get you a deal on one if you it's want. all cool yeah we can get you a deal yep, on one yep. if you want um uh I've got some socks, some jet socks. Yeah, I'm on the program. You're wearing for that. Them at Salt Lake. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was on the program I was for that. With so, that. Um, yeah. So looking up RJ coming up here shortly, and then maybe a special guest mm-hmm. when we get RJ on the phone. How how, how is this maybe close to being confirmed? Because you kind of during the break felt like we were getting there. Is this maybe guest coming on with RJ? Is this? Are you feeling this? He happen? said he should be around. Okay. So what? Whatever. Take it. Take it. Take it like that. Okay. Uh, com. Do you use them for all for anything at W? We have used. You have them. used them. Okay. We have. Yeah. Did, did I posted a job? You did. For you. Yeah. Did, did anything yeah. come of that? Did that help? Um, at all? You know, I, I we know. talked at the beginning of the show about we're all business good. Yeah. And we're all growing. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, W, we're a little company. Uh, we just celebrated yeah. a ten year anniversary. Nice. Um, as of today, we have our nineteenth employee. Nice. Little company, yeah, and it's yeah. like, awesome. when did that happen? Right. You're like, wow, and I know shit, we yeah. reached out to 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 them. Uh, good uh, for some help, and they they were they were good. The number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. It's the first and only job board built first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. <laughs> job of the week this week. You ready? Eagle grit. <laughs> Service manager. No. Uh, Blue crew. 
district sales manager uh, for a full-time job, Blue Crew. So this is in the... Uh, yeah, where? I'm ashamed to say this, but the state, it says AL. Is that Alabama? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Alberta. It's not Alberta. <laughs> uh, Tennessee or Al- Alabama and Tennessee. Oh, it is Alabama. Okay, good to know. Uh, Yamaha has an excellent opportunity for a district sales manager to join the team in the Alabama and Tennessee territory. You got to represent Yamaha in a professional manner. That's me. To a de- dealer network <laughs> within a defined territory. Uh, so please check that out. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Yamaha looking for a district sales manager in Alabama and Tennessee. That's a good job. That's uh, a good gig. Yeah, go around and uh, especially the way motorcycle sales are going right now. Yeah, they, uh, they're absolutely doing. Problem is just getting bikes. I know, right? Totally. Yeah. Man, totally. The industry right now is wild. I've been yeah. taking my kid the last couple of weeks to some local races. It is out of control. Yeah. The turnouts. I mean, the promoters are like. The- we as an industry just got to keep these kids on it, right? Well, you know, and yeah. that's the key because yeah. it is the young classes. Yeah. The, I mean, my son's 85 open class this last weekend at Riverfront. Uh, Zeb Armstrong, one of his races, 40 kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, he almost had to do divisions at a local race, and then you go to the 50 class, and it's a full gate. <laughs> and and you, we got to, like, capture this youth and just keep them yep. involved all the way through because you see it kind of fade off in the super minis and then into the 125s and then into 250c if we can keep this mini generation these five-year-olds to 13-year-olds and just keep them yeah we'll be looking really yep. good i think in the next like five to ten years so it, it it's good now but it could be great over the next decade yep. if we can just find a way to keep everybody um, involved and keep them riding Travis, you said the wheel builder on W site. You're impressed by that? You were just checking it out? Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, I know that's come up before, uh, but I'm looking at it right now. The wheel builder where you can go on, you can pick your bike. It'll show you like what the, the wheel looks like on that particular bike. You can change all the colors oh, I didn't, of I, the I, hub I, I, and the spokes. Got and like the wheel. A, yeah, Cade should have looked into that first. Yeah, Cade really, really should have looked into that, those colors. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's mightily impressive, I must say, uh, just from a, a user experience standpoint, because you can look and see exactly what Keep you're Keep in getting. mind, he's a computer nerd, so... Yeah. And I know nerd. from a technical right. standpoint what goes into something like that, so it is. It's very cool and very impressive. So. Well, thank you. Can we- you say that in Spanish now? Este, para las llantas ahí... Well, we brought, a, we brought on a marketing director no? this year. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a dirty word? I don't know. It might have been. I wouldn't know. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Tony would know. What the fuck? Yahweh. Um, yeah, we brought on a marketing director, oh, okay. and he did that. A whole oh, new good. site, new yeah. logo, you know, 10-year thing, upgrade, to update right. the logo. And nice. So, yeah, right. so Ben gets all the credit for that. But no, thank not, you, Travis. Not you. Not me. <laughs> I don't get credit for anything, but right, that's right. right. Everyone else does everything. Uh, Daniel, before we, come up, before we come up with um, RJ, um, so big news for you. Second last round at Salt Lake City, you put in a booth play-by-play situation um and obviously you did a good job everybody seemed to like it that's a huge step for you from going hey uh ricky and uh, and todd uh, these ruts here i mean they're, they're you got to watch <laughs> out for these ruts that's where you went you went from that into carrying it in and out of uh transitions and everything like how was that it was uh it was intense man yeah. i gotta be honest i everyone's like was it fun it was fun after like reliving that it happened, yeah. but it was not that fun <laughs> during it. And the main reason why is I wanted to do good. Right. I, I really wanted to do good, and I had responsibilities that were new to me. You know, because all the other things I do, I'm I'm kind of hybrid in every other role. Race day yeah. live, I'm the host, but I'm also popcorn, popcorn, sweeping a stadium, uh, COVID test. COVID uh, I mean, I've, right. I've, I'm spread pretty thin. Right. Um, and then on the floor, I'm kind of like an analyst. I'm a track analyst, so I'm kind of in this weird hybrid role because I'm not the I'm not Ricky. I'm not the analyst, but I kind of 
do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So this was cool because it was a chance to do something new, but it was very challenging just handling those types of things, those responsibilities, which I'm not used to. On Race Day Live, I kind of control the tempo a little bit. Like when they tell me, hey, time to go to break, whatever, yeah. I get to break when I want to get to break. This was <laughs> – I mean, I'll be talking, and all of a sudden Bondo's 10, 9, yeah. 8, and I'm like – Okay, time to make something up as I'm seeing things on screen that yeah. I, they have ready. Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. coming. So the responsibilities were very intense, but I felt like when the gate went down, it w- it was not intense. It yeah. was not yeah. hard. It was yeah. not. It was just me and Ricky talking. So that was cool. But everything outside of the racing was very weird. Yeah, and um, I liked it. it you, was yeah, great. would you do it again? Yeah, I mean, oh, they, yeah. yeah, like if they. I could see they doing it for you. I mean, look, I, Todd Harris and those guys are busy, right? They're doing a lot of other stuff. You've proven to be good at it. I could see that. I I don't know how it all works. I, that's one thing about me in this this job. I, I don't have an agent. I don't play that game. And if you notice, I don't do a lot of other things. I pretty much work with the people that I work with I, yeah. that I like. Supercross and then Glenn Seelig, of course. I do Arena Cross and Duro Cross because mostly because of him. Um, I, I I would love to do it. I, yeah. I mean, I would love to do it long term. I really would. But I don't know. I mean, it was a fill in, so everyone knows because people are like thinking like. They were surprised I wasn't at the next one. It was a one-race yeah. fill-in. Todd got double-booked. Right. He was in Bermuda. He couldn't get out of it. So And Lee was wherever. And Lee yeah. was at IndyCar, yeah. which is obviously his priority. Right. So it was cool. It was a fill-in. I want to do it. But at the same time, I, I don't know how all that works. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I watched it. I thought you did a great job. Did you screw up at all? Like, was there something you Yeah, yeah? I did, I didn't actually, notice anything. But, but. My, my TV coach, we have a coach, yeah. and um, I have a pretty good relationship. He's a Cowboys fan, so me and him have a bigger bond oh, yeah, than yeah. the rest of the team does. Right. Um, I did make one big mistake, and he actually said it was probably the my best moment. Um, I screwed up on the points. Roxton went down, and it was like, okay, hold on. Now it's no longer Kenny's catching Cooper in points. Yeah. Can Cooper clinch it? Yeah. And I was off by a point in my math. I said, 26. if he wins, he could get it. And I was off just in my own head. Because inexplicably, inexplicably Supercross decided to change your point structure like two years ago. Right. And now make it 26 points for a win. But it wasn't that. It was oh. where Kenny was in six. I didn't know where the two and the one started. gap started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was off, and he said it was the best thing I did because I owned it. I said, oh, bad math. And that's the word I said. Yeah. Bad math. And I moved on, and I forgot about it. And he said that is huge because with that kind of pressure on you yeah. to make a mistake, and we're talking about a championship. I just screwed up the points. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, for you to just move on, own it, don't even act, don't blame, just, oops, my bad, yeah. bad math, and move on and go. Yeah, yeah. He said, that told me you can do the job. Because that's, those are the things that break most people's when you mess up, yeah. and then you realize no, it, and then you're screwed then you the rest rap, of the show. Takes you, yeah, it takes you out of your rhythm and everything and else. I, yeah, and and yeah. me, generally as a person, I'm a, I'm a self-owner. When I mess up, I, oops, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I don't, does it hurt my feelings when right. I screw up? Yeah. So for me, I see, just moved see, on and forgot. When, when Marks and Talon screw up, they just play drops to try to cover their mistakes <laughs> over and over and over. They don't that ever, might be true if I ever screwed up. If they ever own it. If right. I ever screwed up. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, it was, and, and it was I was really impressed cool. you didn't bring up your arena cross titles. You didn't bring up, you know what I mean. You didn't say, "Wow, listen, Ricky. I mean, me and Brandis were out at uh, at Sacramento one time." You know, like you didn't bring any of that up. I, I mean, I, I feel like I don't have the career that needs to be brought up on the broadcast. I did talk about the number one twenty five, mm-hmm. which was cool because that two fifty LCQ right. was a little brutal. Yeah, I mean, there was only like a handful of guys on the gate. Yeah, so it was like, how can I draw the attention away from? what we saw that yeah. there was not a full gate. Yeah. So we got into some funny stories. We talked about Mason Kerr and then the number got brought up and I told Ricky that number 125 has been in a lot of last chance qualifiers. Yeah. So I tried to make it humorous yeah. and kind of make it fun. And that was another thing that I felt 
that was yeah. proud about exactly. that I was able to make a race that kind of had a weird look on the gate feel kind of normal. Right, so. yeah. yeah. At one point, there's five guys out there, and the fifth place guy was uh, 40 seconds back. I think of, he uh, fell, and we might have got fourth. it on camera, right, too. Right, right. It, was, uh, it was, wasn't great. That and way. then I also, again, this is personally my favorite moment, is I dropped the lyrics of one of my favorite bands at the end of the show, and the DMs came in, and they're like, you cheese ball. Because <laughs> it was like really cool lyric. Uh, Data remembers one of my favorite bands. Yep. And um, I dropped this line from the, a song, keep your hopes up high and your head down low, it'll be a day to remember. And um, the coolest thing ever is the lead singer DM me and now follows me on Instagram. Really? And I'm like, oh, wow. I don't give a shit about anything yeah, else that yeah, happened. Yeah. I don't okay. care. Yeah. I don't even care if it ever happens again. Right. Data Remember lead singer follows uh, me. I, I, I won. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, won. I mean, listen, a Bono or Sammy Hagar followed me. That'd be, uh, it'd, it'd be it'd game be over, it. right? Yeah, like, game I over. don't even know if it could get any better. No, it it's over. No, I wouldn't even ride my taser anymore. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I wouldn't need to. It would oh, take all my happiness in my life. So, um, so yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, good. No, you after did, did once a good I realized, job. Right. and then got to be in a suit, and I think I broke the record, cheapest suit to ever be on live television. There's <laughs> no one that could top. Why? How much was that? I think it was. A, I thought it was 160. My mom says about 120 bucks. Everything. We're talking <laughs> shoes, pants, belt, shirt, suit, everything. Hundred like a tear off. Like right. literally, I, I don't need to ever wear it again. Oh, that's but funny. my mom was like fired up. Oh my god, I'm gonna get you a suit. And I said, don't do something dumb and get me a night. Like this is yeah. just a fill in deal. Right. And so she she yeah, yeah. kept to the kept, game kept, and kept, kept it the, real nice. cheap. Good, and good to so, good yeah, to hear. Broke um, the record. We had Zach Osborne on earlier, of course, and uh, he told me a little while ago that he loves to use the Skosh Boom Bottle. Uh, the folks at Skosh are on board with the show. Pulpamex 21 is a code to save with Skosh.com, whether it's charging uh, cables, whether it's mounts for your bicycle or your street bike or your car, any kind of phone, any kind of thing you need. The folks at Skosh.com will dial you in. And um, we really want to thank those guys. And the discount code works as well. The Boom Bottles are terrific. They're magnetic. they got a bottle opener. They connect via Bluetooth, and they can blast out your tunes. And we have one. To give away here on the show in honor of our next guest. So you simply have to email contest at pulpamexshow.com, put Skosh in the subject line, and I've got an autographed by the Rockstar Energy Husky team boom bottle from the folks at Skosh to give away. So you got Zacho, Dino, Anderson, Hampshire is in one of those things. I don't know. Um, so it's signed and it works, and uh, we're going to give it away in honor of Skosh bringing you our next guest. He is multi-time Supercross champion, uh, motocross champion. He's just a legend in the sport. Always look forward to getting this man on the show. It's Rick Johnson. What's up, RJ? How are you, man? What's happening, Mathis? Just doing my thing in SoCal. It's going to be hot this weekend for Paula, buddy. Is it really? Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah. one. It's the what's well, already over ninety today. So yeah, it's yeah. been cold like all right. for the past couple of weeks, and then today it jumped up. So the boys better be in shape. Yeah, really, right? I bet. I mean, Paula. I had somebody DM me and tell me how smooth Paula was, and I'm like, you haven't been there for a national, man. That it still gets plenty rough. Like it's maybe not Glen Helen rough. Maybe it's hard to beat that, but it's damn rough. Well, it's a different kind of rough. It's the same kind of stuff. It's got that gravel. It used to be a gravel pit. I remember when Ryan Willett actually started it. I was with the, with part of the negotiations with the with the Poly, uh, Indian tribe mm-hmm. uh, regarding that place and when how it all transformed into what it is now. But they brought in other dirt and. Um, but it's fa- it, it's wicked. It's a wicked track because it's really fast, and it gets those real square edge, similar to to uh, Glen Helen. Right. Uh, that that just some of the crashes are unbelievable. I mean, the guys are just they get high sided and things yep. like that. So really fast. It's going to be an exciting race. It will be. Hey, what uh, what's going on with you these days? I see you and Mike Webb are are busy guys. Uh, what's going on with Rick Johnson? 
Well, yeah. So, so here's what what's happened with Rick Johnson. So I got to go in third person. Well, Rick, what Rick Johnson is doing. <laughs> well, Rick Johnson is. Um, <laughs> no, so. Obviously, a lot of people know that I've been training military for mm-hmm. a few years. And so I take these guys who are unbelievable athletes, unbelievable, smart, just, and they're killers. I mean, they're they're the best of the best of the best. So we've worked with the Allied Special Forces, the American Special Forces, um, across the board. And for a long time, I had a motorcycle class with them. And I just saw how much these guys who have seen so many dark things in their life what riding a motorcycle does for them, you know, and you, you hear them, you hear them, they're like little kids like me when I was 10, yeah, going, yeah. man, did you see me jump? I was like, I had to be this high, and, <laughs> and I'm going, you know, so I'm not just a freak in thinking that motorcycles transform you. There's something special about riding a motorcycle, and so with my hand, with the, you know, jumped, you know, with my, all my injuries and shit like that, I, I don't. I really don't enjoy going to the track just mm-hmm. because it gets rougher and rougher, and the goal is to go faster and faster and faster. But when you go on trail ride or if you go on an adventure bike, it's more just about the whole thing. And so when I rode across the country with my dad's ashes to Daytona last year, yep. I really learned something that that when you're on a motorcycle, life is different. Like if I drove a, a car across there, I would be falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I'd just be ah. But I never even came close to falling asleep, even though I had a 14-hour day the second day from El Paso to past Houston, because I I had to think. Yep. And every time you go through a, a, a weather zone, it gets a little hotter, a little colder, or rain, or a smell, or you go through an orange grove, you smell the, the, the trees, or mm-hmm. whatever it is, yep. you feel the senses keep you alive. And so in doing that, I want to give all these things that I've learned over the years, not just to pros to go faster, but for the average guy to go ride. So we've started a dual sport and adventure bike school because everyone's doing it, and I think it's awesome. I, 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 what Stan's doing up in mm-hmm. Michigan, badass. I want to go. I want to go through the hills of, of Michigan with him. I talked to Davey Coobs today, said how much he loved it. Right. Um, you know, the different things that, that, that people do, um, I think it's good that they go to all of them. But what I want to do is do something along the lines of, education more than more than the experience so that when you leave you leave a better rider and that's <clears throat> some of the guys that I know that have ridden for years but when I get behind them on on the highway they scare the shit out of me because they don't know where the apex is they come in too early they're you know they're missing the apex they're pushing their way out they're almost getting hit by cars and stuff like that so it's a combination of taking the road racing skills that i've learned the the on-road driving schools that i've learned and then also the motorcycle stuff along with it and giving it back to the average guy nice that's cool yeah and mike webb helps you promote it and that kind of stuff well so my i, I love mike i love mike and tom and mm-hmm. and and the the whole family. I mean, I just yeah. so I've I've known them since I was like twelve years old. They were in the cool part of of Saddleback. They parked down at the bottom with Rick <laughs> Mackey and Jody Weisel and, yeah, and all yeah. the L.A. crew. And I was up in the San Diego crew, but I've always known Mike, and I've always had a great respect for him when he would do the stories about me when I was racing motocross and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the way he handled me coming to Suzuki to work with Blake Baggett, I had nothing but respect. He just called me up and said, "Hey, R.J., right. I just I have a favor." You know, because Blake didn't qualify for the first Supercross round because he was terrible at starts and blah, blah, blah. He says, can you come out and maybe give Blake a couple tips on that? And I'm like, sure. It wasn't, hey, can I can I hire you? Can I do this? Hey, as a friend, can you come out and maybe help this guy out? Right. So when I went out there, I said, 
can I give him a couple? I was watching him ride. Can I give him a couple thoughts? And I looked at his mom because, you know, parents are very involved nowadays. I said, are you okay with me talking to your son? And she's like, sure. So I talked about, you know, the clutch and this Mm -hmm. and that. It worked out great. And then that worked into my relationship with Blake Baggett. But working with Mike, he's just got a great temperament and he's a very giving person. So I've hired him over the past couple of years when he left Suzuki as one of my instructors with the Special Forces guys. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. We, we get along great, role reversal, but when we're around each other, it's not like who's the boss and who's doing this. It was really great. And just the other day, we were doing a school for the California Rangers, you know, the guys that are out there and Ark T. Wells and yep. Gorman and all the different Chasing places. people, yeah, chasing people around. <laughs> yeah, and we also have the guys that are in part of the weed weed, uh, weed enforcement. So, you okay. know, the guys that put up random shit out in down yeah. the hills and stuff like that. So just teaching these guys how to be better. And and I I enjoy it. Some people don't. I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to train people that don't listen and don't try. And it's really rewarding when people do. But for me, I like the problem child. You know, I'll figure <laughs> out what you do. You know, if you if you're used to this, you know, if you're surfing or skateboarding or if you've done nothing, you know, I'll, I'll try to figure out how to teach you. And I I enjoy that. So I don't mind if I'm right. taking the slowest guy in the class. And how can people get hold of you for this? DM you on Instagram? or, or how, what's Yeah, the, DM me on Instagram okay. or you can go to rickyjohnson.com. Okay. I'm actually, I know it's, it's hard. I'm like 128 years old right now. <laughs> At least that's how I feel physically. Um, but, but I'm like, okay, I'm tackling, I'm reading this book called Unfuck Yourself. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and so what it talks about is just that what you're avoiding and stuff like that. And I'm like, so I got to go and I got to learn how to build myself a website. So I have a website, you know, Max Valisakos, who started supercross.com, set it up for me, but I got it. There's nothing there. It's basically you go to rickyjohnson.com yeah. and it's blank. So I'm in the process of doing everything from a YouTube channel okay. um, and all that different stuff. But I want to create, I want to create more just because I, I dig it to teach people. Yeah. Yeah. You've done it for a long time, like you said. So yeah, that, that's right up your alley, right? Uh, for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, Hey, getting into this into this motocross season a little bit, like it's a different deal now than when you raced because you had Gainesville smack dab in the middle of Supercross and stuff. So I don't even know, like if you're coming in as Cooper Webb or Zach Osborne, the defending champion, and and relating it to you a little bit, how important was it to get? It's a long series, as we know. Uh, how important was it to get off to a great start right away? Or for you, was it like, ah, Gainesville's in the middle of Supercross, I just want to kind of survive that, and I'll put my national push on later? Or, or were you like, no, brand new series, brand new deal, I got I to gotta put the smack down on these guys right away? How important was it to you? It was very important. Well, for one, I, I, I didn't want to lose anywhere. Like Paris Supercross, you know, you were guaranteed your prize money and, yep. and this and that. But I didn't want to give someone the opportunity to say they beat me. So mm-hmm. I, I would crush myself and, and I remember Erica Boers used to get so frustrated he's like why do you try so hard you 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 already got your pay your start money I'm like I'm not giving you the opportunity to run around and tell your friends you you whip my ass no it ain't happening so so for me you had to be the alpha male all the time yeah. and you had to, you had to establish that you're not playing but if you came out and you were off that day what I learned early is that Having that alpha male also cost me some championships. Yeah, you know, trying yep. to trying to be too. Uh, I am, you know, I am woman. Hear me roar, bullshit. You know, sometimes you, you have to go. You know what? You're having a bad day. 
a top five is a win. Yeah. Don't walk don't walk away with tenth or eleventh or whatever. So if yeah. you were sick, overtrained, or your bike setup was off, because here's the thing is that you go out and you do all your testing and you're riding and you think, I got it. But you always seem to go another five percent faster. And never failed supercross or outdoors. I was always like, you know, one setting off, yeah. too soft. Well, it just that's the way it was. Yeah, you're. I mean, eighty-two. Your famous eighty-two championship, right? I mean, that was that was as a result of you pushing too hard, right? So the famous eighty-two championship that I knew, the Don yeah. Hansen got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it was it was yours, and that was kind of one of those deals where if you had been a bit smarter you'd be one more championship uh in your in your legendary career you know so absolutely but you know what though that that race and that failure is what made me was was a part of what made me who i am and and being smarter and because honestly i think if i would have won that championship at the age that i was and Mm -hmm. the arrogance that i had (laughs) and all the different stuff i would have i would have it would have been bad. Um, I, I would have either. I would have either killed myself, or or gone some. I, who knows what would have happened? <laughs> but but I, I I truly look at that failure as a blessing, yeah. even though it does hurt. Yeah, it hurts a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, um, to let everybody down the way I did, and it was just me. Um, but you know, yeah. it it made, it made me smarter and better. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We got a couple lines open. If you want to talk to Rick Johnson, give us a call. Uh, and we got a few people on hold already, RJ, that want to talk to you. Yeah, I mean Bradshaw's been in this studio and told the famous story of when he beat you at Osaka, and you said you you, you fucked up now, and he was like, "What?" You're like, you, you, everyone's going to expect you to win every time out. And he was like, it's still stuck with him to this day. You know, like you, you scared the hell out of this kid when he beat you. Well, no. So the funny thing was on that race, and he won it. He won it fair and square. The kid was riding phenomenal. Right. But but so I literally, like the first couple laps, because Damon, my dad, used to paint his helmets. I would stay at his house in North Carolina. And, I mean, I just, I've known him the whole time. And so I'm like, I'm following him. I'm going, yeah, let's just, you know, let, let's let him get into the groove and yeah. stuff like that. And then I'll pass him. Then I'll pass him. I'll beat him. Then all of a sudden, it started rotting up. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I can't find a way around him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, there's nowhere to go to, to get a run on him because he was hauling ass. You know, I would have had to move him out of the way, but I couldn't get to the inside to move him out of the way. So I tried to hit him one time. Yep. From the just straight from the back to bam, <laughs> try to knock him out of the rut. Well, that tucked my front wheel, and I went down. I caught him again, and then then he beat me. And I'm yeah. like, I go. That's what I said to him. You know, I, I probably shouldn't have been such a dick. I probably right. should have said, Hey, congratulations, <laughs> no, good no. job. You did a great He's, job. But my ego had to jump in there and, and you, be an asshole. You scarred him. Yeah, you scarred scarred him life. <laughs> he, he's told the story over and over. He's just like, Yeah, the whole, the whole time from when I was 16. Everybody's like, you so beat, I won. You know? Yeah, so yeah, won, yeah, really. you did. It worked. Um, uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, look, look, I, I'm in the uh, in motocross media. Obviously, RJ, I talk about this shit. I write about this shit all the time. Um, Eli Tomac, like, look, he he's one of the greatest all times. You know, um, he's he's creeping up on a lot of uh, passing you in some record books lately. And but look, the last two series, uh, last outdoors and this Supercross series, he hasn't been as dominant. He's been uh, not in the title fight when it comes to the last race. He's, you know, won some races, which is awesome, but he's not the same guy. Um, I just have a theory like, hey, he's 28. He's a, a new dad, going to be a, a second second kid on the way. And you have, and you, RJ, as you know, you got to be on the tip of that spear 105% every single day if you want to be the best. And my whole theory is like, look, maybe he's just not doing as much as he used to do. He's 28. He's got his records, right? He's got his money, all of that stuff. He's certainly very, very good, but he's not as good 
as he used to be. And I, and I, what do you think about my theory? And what do you think uh, could be going on with him? Oh man, that that's a wow! You throw me <laughs> throw me right in there. Huh? Well, I mean, so, you know, so you you were in that I, spot. I think, yeah, I think a couple things. One is, I think he's. And, and you know what? I wish I was as close to my dad as he was to him. Mm-hmm. But my dad, fortunately for me, was a prick. You know, and <laughs> and so I had to get away from him at a young age. Yep. I just, you know, I would I would call my dad after a race, and I would get second. I would get second to David Bailey at Axton. All mm-hmm. right, yep. at Axton yeah. at his home track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you know how much fucking money you just lost? I'm like, he goes, what happened? Did your bike break? I'm like, no, Dad, I couldn't pass him. He's like, why not? Did Honda screw with your bike? I'm like, no. He was, he's, he was <laughs> he's David flawed. Bailey at his home track. Yeah. Right. He never he's made a mistake. Good. I said, I'm, ble- I'm bleeding from my toes to my nipples from eating roost. And he right. was. Like, he goes, but you realize, and he would read down the thing, you lost this, 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 this. Oh, and I would wow. just go, Jeez. I go, you know what, I'm done with this. I, so that's when I That's when I pulled out, and I'm like, you're not doing my money anymore, you're yep. not doing this. I, I got to be my own man. Yep. And I said, I, I need my family to to be that. And, and don't get me wrong, to have John Tomac in your corner, he's just such a badass. Right. But, but on the other hand, it looks – Here's what I think. So I had a similar problem with, with, with Sebastian Tortelli. But, and I think Eli is very similar. Mm-hmm. They are the best soldiers you could ever ask for, ever ask for. If you say to Sebastian, go run, in, go run your face into that wall, it's going to make you a second faster. Boom, he's going to run his face into the wall. Yeah. And I think Eli's the same way. But the problem that you have is I had the same thing with Sebastian. After a Millville National, he's out in front. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going, oh, my God, he's riding his practice lines. And they're, they're getting rougher and rougher. And I'm watching Kevin Windham catch him and then Ricky catch him. And he comes in and he goes, you need to find me lines. I said, I'll make it fucking simple, bro. I go, do you remember where you went? He goes, yeah. yeah. I go, go any place but where you went. <laughs> if you went inside, go outside. If you went outside, go inside. If you went middle, go inside or outside. Yeah. But don't go where you went. And that's where I see Tomac is that he gets frustrated and he doesn't think for himself. Mm-hmm. He's been co- he's been so coached. I coached him a little bit when he was on 80s, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You tell you tell him, he does it. And right. he just boom, just like it's, it's, no, it's, there's no question. Put your put your knee behind your ankle a bit. Boom, does it. Yep. Yep. Start this, do this, boom, does it. But when he gets frustrated and the track changes, he doesn't have an answer until after the race, and it's too late. And the thing that 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 Cooper Webb did this year over everybody is, even though he wasn't really, I don't think he was ultimately super trying to adapt, but he adapted to the situation, you know, mm-hmm. and was like, okay, well, I need to change maybe a little bit more throttle, maybe a little less throttle, maybe I'll wheelie, wheel tap these, yeah. maybe I'll skip these, maybe I'll, I'll jump, 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 double, triple, triple, whatever it is. And he was able to adapt to the situation and, and come out on top where you saw Roxon completely fold. He had, one, he had one game plan, and when it didn't work, he shit the bed. And, and same thing, I feel the same thing happened with Eli. And, um, but as far as, as far as talent, these guys are so phenomenal. In fact, and I got you know, even though I'm, I'm bagging on, on, we're bagging on uh, Eli right now, the fact that he's brought riding with not putting your foot down in the corners mm-hmm. blows my mind. I watch these guys do this. I'm like, you're not putting your foot out. Holy shit. Right, right, yeah. 
Yeah. But I understand I understand it because it, it adds more traction to the bike. It does mm-hmm. all these different things. But I'm like, that's that's some that's some next level shit right there. Yeah. Hey, Rick, do you when you talk about Eli and maybe not having that adaptability late, if you look in years past, it's like he used to be able to do that more. He was always gnarly in the last five minutes. And I that's that is what doesn't exist really anymore. I don't remember seeing any of those over the last probably twelve months where he just finds that extra gear. Like you talk about Cooper having the ability to adapt and find those things. Eli seems to have kind of locked in, like you said, on whatever he's doing. He just does that. But he used to kind of do that. Do you think that's just a change in him? Like, again, with the age, with the kid? Because it seemed like he used to be able to kind of pull the trigger late in motos and do some gnarly stuff and some gnarly lines where he doesn't really do that anymore. Is this Daniel? Yep. Uh, Hey, Daniel. By the way, you're doing a great fucking job, bro. (laughs) I love love listening to your shit. Thank you. Um, I just want to know who I was answering. I agree, yes, but the level of competition has stepped up. Um, uh, Roxon used to be checkers or wreckers. There was no in between. He was either he was either really fast or launched himself, and that was part of the Honda. But the Honda's more rideable bike. It's smoother. It's better. I think the level of competition has raised a lot. I think a lot of the guys, Sexton, who's I, I love that kid. I yeah. think he's going to be a, he's going to be a threat next year. Huge if he gets his cardio down and he gets a little stronger. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Webb's going anywhere. So to answer your question, I agree. But there's only so many tools that you can do, and where Eli was just stronger, and that's where I, that's where I was. It was it was hard against Ward and, and Bailey, but it was easy against guys like Lachine. Is to be stronger the last five, just to to, to be able to to hammer hammer it down, and that's the thing that I, I feel Eli had over everybody, yep. because through all the different through his dad through through Rhino through all the different people that he worked with, that guy, and then he would get up on the podium. I'm watching him; he's nose breathing and barely sweating. I'm like, wow, the dude, yeah, yeah. The, the you're right about that shape. Yep. Yep. But there's only so many tricks to the trade when it comes to how fast they're going now. So, so I agree with what you're saying, but I, I think the level, the level of, of, of rider has changed. Like that, that, that ability that he had over everybody has just been minimized because everyone else started to figure out how to get to the checkered flag the same way, so now he can't kind of pull what he used to pull. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Well, you watch, you watch. So let's just take his. Let's just take a technique that he does with that, keeping his feet on the page of the corner. Cooper's awesome at it. A bunch of these other guys are good at it. But if you look at the the guys that are, are up there, the speeds and the hole shots and all the different stuff, he just if he's not there, if he's not top five off the start, which that's what if I was his coach. I would say, do not think about the whole shot. I don't care about the whole shot. I want you coming out of the in the of the first turn in the top five because right. that that's the attitude that I had. Because if I go well, if I start here on the inside, if I get a good jump, I'll get the whole shot. Or if I start all the way on the outside and get a great jump, I can get the whole shot. But on both of those scenarios, I'm just using far yeah. inside and outside as right. an example. If I miss by a little bit, I'm completely screwed. And it's also kind of the same way with the middle now. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So Ricky, Ricky took my my term condition before position, you know. At the, on the last, it's completely different for the main event whole shot versus the heat race. In the heat race, there's four guys that want the whole shot, maybe, right. maybe four, you know. In the main event, there's fifteen, 
you know, that, ju- that are just they're ready to die for it. And so where you line up for a heat race is different for the main event. And then the what's on the other side of the gate where the rut starts and all the different stuff, you need to think about that versus, you know, versus the other. So I'm agreeing with you, Daniel, that in the past he was he, he would just pull it out. He would just he would will himself to the front. But now he's not. You, he's not close enough. Yeah, he can he can maybe go two seconds a lap faster, but if you're freaking ten seconds back, who gives a shit? Right, you know. Um, so yeah, good points. No, you're absolutely right. Sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have John Anderson here uh, from WUSA RJ in studio, and John, you were saying before we got RJ on, Jet Lawrence personality kind of reminds you of Rick back in the day, huh? Yeah, for sure. Do you see that as well, <laughs> Rick? So you want to hear a great story about Jet Lawrence? Yeah. So I'm, I was out at Paula, and I'm watching him. And I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. But I became and – I, and I had this talk with Davey, Davey Coombs today. So he's over there. And, I'm, and you know what? I respect the kid because he's got balls. He, yeah. he runs hard. But it, here's what I like about him is that you have a, two different styles. You have the hardcore, like the hammer guy, more like me. You know, more of just strength and determination. Then you got the style of Bailey. So I'm going back to the 80s, so mm-hmm. a lot of your listeners won't understand this. Go to YouTube yeah. and watch that <laughs> yeah, shit. Just watch it, right, yeah. <laughs> so so you, had two, you had two conflicting styles, and as Bailey said, you had a boxer and, and a slugger. I was a slugger, slugger, Bailey was a boxer. But I think that Jet has the right amount of BMX technique like Christian Craig and also enough of the hammer like the other guys. Mm-hmm. So I think he used the both. And so I walked up to him. This is my Jet Lawrence story. I walk up and I go, hi, Jet Lawrence. Hey, Jet. I'm, I'm Ricky Johnson. I said, I just want to tell you I have nothing but respect for you. I appreciate your technique, your style. And, and that he's like, thanks, mate. You know, and then he just starts talking. He doesn't know who the hell I am. <laughs> no, there's no chance. Yeah, there's, there's no, no way. He has no idea. And Omera's over there, and and so is uh, Trey Kennard. They go, hey, RJ, and, yeah. he, and and the kid like doesn't give a shit. You know, right. his dad was his dad was a kid when I was racing. Yeah. So uh, so. I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was kind of hoping he would go, hey, man, I watched your <laughs> shit on VHS or whatever, you know, or my dad told me about it yeah, or something. right, something, right. But then, then he started to talk, and, he, and so he, uh, he said, I, so I said, you know, about his, his ability, and he says, yeah, you know, Trey, because Trey's the, the, Trey Kennard's the test rider for Honda. Right. He goes, I tried Trey's forks on the outdoors, he goes, they're a little too stiff, and I can't quite feel the ground through the middle, and so I wanted to change a little bit and do this and do that. And I was blown away because the the terms that he's using, mm-hmm. talking about the feel of the front wheel through the middle of the corner and all these different things, at 17, I wasn't there until, you know, until I, I had won four championships. Right, right. I mean, his his ability and all the different stuff. So kudos to Johnny O'Mara. Kudos to the to who, his dad. And, and, because, and, and here's what I also like about him is that, you know, he's talking to me about this and that. I said, dude, just keep doing what you're doing. He goes, yeah, you know, they're telling me. I'm not going to do an Australian accent. <laughs> just know that this is him talking. He says, yeah, he says, I was at the last race, and everyone's saying, do this, do that. And he, and he says, you know what, just just let me let me do me. I, I got this. Let me do yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what, that's smart because Ricky was that way. You know, just get it close. 
I got this. Right. And I had a couple of situations with Roger where, where I was like off in practice, and he's like, what do we got to do? We got to change the bike. I'm like, the bike's perfect. He's like, but you're three seconds off. I'm like, but I'll go eight seconds faster in the race. He's like, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got it. You know, Carlsbad GP, I know this place better than anybody. Right, right. So, so I think he he could definitely be one of the next great ones. I mean, for him at his age, yep. and and but as far as as far as the crowd and stuff, he just he's he's a kid that digs riding bikes, and so I, I love watching him. Hey, Rick, you know one more question. So you know the opposite talked about or talk about the sport being so mental, right? With these riders just getting over that extra little edge to to say become a champion. In today's era, racer, 450, say, right? Is there any riders out there that you feel like that, and I realize we're all getting older, right? You could sit down with them for an hour and just talk to them a little bit about, you know, like mental, like a mental coach, right? There, there are mental coaches out there to where you could just talk to them. And if so, who do you think that rider, who do you think could use the most help or that you could help? I think I think I could help ninety percent of them for this fact only is that you have no idea how dark it's going to be at the end of this tunnel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I heard a, I heard a disturbing thing that so a, a kid that I used to train back when he was really young, Nick Forrest, and he stayed at the Millsaps Academy and did all the different stuff. He told me the other day that the three of his friends that he stayed with there committed suicide, and that's the thing is that motorcycle racers. Do not lack commitment. You know, I mean, look yeah. at Marty Motes. I mean, we, we've lost too many people to suicide on this, and I'm not trying to go down. A, I don't want to. I don't want to. I just want to touch on this. But you know, kids that that will bust their ass, break a bone, and still race. Well, look what Cameron McAdoo. How how bad he was hurt, and then get up and then race the way he did. Yeah. So. So who who would I go who would I go after I go after the one kid that I used to work with as a as a mini bike kid is uh, Jason Anderson mm-hmm. you know he he's gone back and forth of over he goes he goes from over aggressive to under aggressive over and under and he was that way on mini bikes I'm like you don't have to pay past 15 guys on one lap yeah. you know just know know when the finish line comes and win by by five bike lengths and you get the same bonus so you don't don't have to go more yeah. um, the 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 other thing is is that I think these guys are overtrained. I think there's a bunch of these trainers here that just, if I can show you that I can take you to failure, that makes me a good trainer. Bullshit. You know, I think I think we need to do more relaxing with the guys, more uh, yoga, not hot yoga, and, and crushing yourself. I mean, actually chilling out and relaxing and going to the beach for a day and going surfing, doing something different. You know, I just I see how many motos that these riders do, and and it just blows my mind because there's only there's there's very few Ricky Carmichael's that can just burn lap after lap after lap and and is going to find success from that. You have to find what makes that rider tick, and if it's having more fun, or if it's pushing more, or if it's negative pressure, or if it's positive pressure. Not all riders are the same. I mean, when you had Bailey, O'Mara, and I under the same tent, we were all completely different animals. Completely, how our how our mechanics talk to us, how the how the managers talk to us, how our girlfriends talk to us, how our, everything. We we're completely different people, and that's the thing that I I feel that we're a little too well. This is what success is, right. so you got to do it. And I think we need to move away from that. 
Uh, we got Sam on one. He's been waiting a long time to uh, talk to Rick Johnson. Let's get him on the line. Sam, welcome to the show. What's your question for RJ? Uh, hi, what's up, guys? Uh, Rick, uh, Ricky Johnson. Um, I, I don't know if you remember a track in Oklahoma. I don't know what part of Oklahoma you grew up in or whatever, but um, I knew every square there was a track in Oklahoma. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, there was a track right next to the airport. I want to say around. I, I used to ride there when I was a kid. I'm only 26, but uh, I would say back in like '03, '04, there was a track right next to the airport, Gillespie Field. I don't know if you know if, what happened to it or why it shut down i don't know i mean i was just uh, kind of a long shot maybe just wanted to ask if you know all right so that was at the end of my career i did do a school there but here's a little history buff for you that was at cajon speedway not el cajon speedway but cajon speedway where i won my first nascar sportsman championship actually my first and only i got i'm looking at the helmet right now um in 1995 and so that went so they it was in the parking lot of the roundy round track that did everything from tt to uh, demolition derby to, to then later stock car uh, Winston West stuff, um, and then they sold the property. So it, it was a weird undertaking. Is that the the owner, um, someone we don't know what happened. We don't know. I'm not going to speculate. You know, maybe some dirty pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. But someone showed up at his house. He he answered the door and, and he was assassinated at his house. And then that property went into whatever, and it's been sold and wow. turned yeah. into buildings. I rode there. I, I rode there when I worked at KTM. I, I rode that track a few times. Yeah. It is flat. Oh, really? it, it was flat as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was for sure. No, absolutely. Uh, one more thing, one more thing real quick, if you have a chance. Sure, go ahead, Sam. Um, 1989 Re-Raceable, awesome uh, podcast, by the way. Thank you. Uh, that uh, that guy Cooper crashed. I don't know. I just want to see what Rick thought of that. That was insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we, we did a we did a podcast RJ with uh, myself and Wygant called up Stanton about his first ever win in '89 Atlanta that uh, you know you were a yep. big part of. Remember, yep. remember the Cooper crash in the rhythm section oh, when he went flying into the. So I'll never forget it. Is after the, the whoops where I where I fell down and crashed. <laughs> And then right yeah, after that, right after you, that. Had, you, had to, you had to you had to step up, and then you, then like a seat hop, long double, and all of a sudden I just see guy just Superman off like yeah. he, <laughs> he seat hopped and he was back about fifteen inches too far, and his hands were on, but the commitment to the hands Dude, on the bars unbelievable. was unbelievable. It was and I'm rad. Just like, I'm, and I, like for a moment, I became a fan. I'm like, holy shit. I'm looking off, as, as I'm doing right now, I'm looking off to the left going, that's going to freaking hurt. Oh, and he got up. We, that's what we were laughing about. Popped he right got, up. he popped right up, got back <laughs> on the bike. <laughs> but did you see the way he walked? Like he broke oh, both of his heels. Oh, no. He's like, ouch, 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 ouch. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Thanks, Sam, for listening to the podcast. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thanks, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, it was, it, yeah. We were laughing, and, and Stanton was just saying like he was a little bit scared to ride around Coop at times because you just he wasn't he was going to take you out. You just didn't know if where he was going to go. Right? It, it, it was so there was Cooper, Magoo, you know, guys like that. You you really had to think about what you were doing, you know, because <laughs> because they their commitment was no matter no matter how deep you went into the corner, right. they're going to go two bike lengths further. Right. And if you if you give them two inches on the inside, they're coming in. They don't they don't mean to be that big of a dick, but yep. oh my god, they would hit you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before you came on, we were talking about your impact in the sport and the Supercross and, and how you know your personality and how uh, you really you know. 
um, kind of started the, the, the start of Supercross and how he became such a great champion. And then I was speaking to this guy about something else, so I wanted to get him to call in and talk about meeting you and looking at you, uh, looking up to you when you were, uh, you know, ruling the sport. So let's welcome on uh, seven-time Supercross champion uh, Jeremy McGrath. What's up, MC? How are you? I'm good. What's up, guys? What's Not up, RJ? What up, MC? So, How you doing? MC, like we all know the story. Rick Rick helped you get the ride with Honda at the end of 89 or at the end of 90 to get on Mitch's team and all that. And we know that. But also, Jeremy, when I've been doing these stories and going through old cycle news, is I see like you, you race, you know, C-class and B-class at Paris and all these places. When do you first meet the Rick Johnson, Jeremy? Like when do you first meet him? Because he was the man, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because my my career, I, like I didn't, like I wasn't as, you know, some awesome amateur rider. I didn't even start until I was 14, so I started kind of late. But, um, and then not really riding, let's say, Ponca City and Loretta Lynn's, which are the big races where you sort of, if you do well, you become popular and then you kind of can meet like your, your you yeah. know, heroes like, like Rick and other guys. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it was more... I'm not, I'm not even sure. I think the very first time I ever really met Rick, it was even before I was No Fear sponsored. It was probably around, maybe it was 89. Uh, I was riding for Raceway Honda. Like, I had a little support deal. I was still, yep. just, I was still just graduating from high school. And uh, it high was point around gear. the GFI. Yeah, high point gear. Yeah, high, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was around the high point. It was kind of around the high point, uh, high point gear, and then right around the year in 1989 when we did the gfi series race at paris okay rick rick, rick was oh, wait a minute Let, let's back it up let's back it up we did <laughs> oh wait a, wait wait we, hold on I, I i'm having a flashback we did a commercial at mammoth <laughs> yes we did an ad at mammoth at the last yes, turn right. and you're on the inside that was like you take me out yeah and that was that was 87 i remember that I'm, i just had a flashback yeah so you're on yamaha in 87 jeremy I was, I was, and I like I was an extra in a in a commercial for Rick oh. at the time. But there was several of us, right? Yeah, and I think you, I think you even had one twenty five on your bike. I did, I uh, did, yeah, so, I did. For so, sure. so it's like it's like I'm coming around the last turn at Mammoth. Yeah, it was a Honda ad, and here's Jeremy mm-hmm. on the inside of me, you know. Because of course he's on the Yamaha, he has to be one step behind me. It's a Honda ad, and that's <laughs> yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so how how that this all came down was, so where I I'm not going to say I discovered but where I saw Jeremy where he really caught my eye. I'm at the Supercross in San Diego, and I'm watching because I'd always watched. I mean, all the way back when when Chicken was running, I always watched the 125 races to go. Are they coming up with any creative lines? Because not a lot of the guys I watched, but there was some that I had. And so, Ty, I think Ty Davis was in front. He was winning, and I'm watching this. This kid on Team Green with the number one twenty-five, and he's just constantly just boom, boom, like just like clockwork, just smashing guys, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. And that was after that I, you know, I, I made the recommendation for for Honda for Stanton. So they're like, "Hey, who do you think might be? <laughs> you, you might have something here. You know, maybe Lightning can strike twice." And I said, "Watch this McGrath kid. He's phenomenal." And so, so then we went to we went to Loretta Lynn's. And so they're like, well, we're going to do a factory team. Well, we're not going to do a factory right. team. And so it's going back and forth and back and forth. And so I'm like, well, screw it. I'm going to find their number. I'm going to call them. And so I called I called Jack and Ann, talked to them, and they said, well, here's Jeremy's number. Call him. So I called him in his hotel, and I go, 
hello, Jeremy? And he goes, yeah. And I go, it's Ricky Johnson. He's like, bullshit, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> am I, am well, I lying, Jeremy? Funny, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're dead right. I thought it was a joke. And the funniest <laughs> thing about that was that was when Ponca City was before Loretta's. Yeah. And I rode like – I always rode so bad at Loretta's. I rode like shit there. I just – like being from California, I would never experience – Soft, <laughs> right. ruddy tracks like that, and it was just like, what? Where? I was fish out of water. But anyways, the the previous week at Ponca City, I, I I had a man, I had a great week. Even in the mud, I just I won two championships in the A class, and I got the overall Grand National Championship that year for Team Green. And and uh, then we were at Loretta's. I wasn't having a great week, and then and then I figured someone was playing a bad joke on me, right. and and it was Rick on the phone, and that was kind of a uh, yeah, that was that was the day that changed everything for me. Now originally, Jeremy, you thought it was a factory Honda ride. And I think so did you, right, Rick? Like it was supposed to be factory Honda before Mitch. It was supposed to be yeah, yeah it right, was supposed right. to be a full on factory right. Honda deal. So then that's when when I talked to Jeremy yeah. that day, and I played softball with Jack and Ann, and. Um, we, we, you know, yeah. we went through this whole deal, and then all of a sudden it changed. And let me just tell you, you want to see Jack McGrath pissed off. <laughs> change, it, change, it from, yeah. change it from a full factory Honda deal to a pro circuit deal. Right. Jack's like, bullshit, we're not signing a deal for that. I'm like, Jack, it's going to be a factory-supported deal. I think this is a great movie. Bullshit, we said, you said factory team, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. It's out of my we control, want our Jack. Own, we want our own box fan. Yeah. yeah. And then Mitch, yeah, Mitch tells a story about Jack just being like, we don't, we're not riding for you. Like, we're riding for Factory Honda. And then Mitch was like, no, I don't think so. I think it's a done deal. And Jack was well, like, no. you guys, you, you guys also know the famous story before that when I was riding for Honda. I was riding Hondas out of that shop in mm-hmm. Paris when I was in high school. And I rode for Pro Circuit on one of those, like, gold rides, you know, where you yeah. get, you know, 70% off or 50% right. off on, on stuff. And then that was the year, you know, I was, like, 16 years old. And I was really having a hard time getting my bike set up. And, and I was like, man, Dad, I think we need to quit Pro Circuit. So that famous story of me going into Mitch's office and my dad made me go by myself. And, like, you know, he goes, all right, well, you want to be a man and quit Pro Circuit? Well, then you go tell Mitch yourself. And I was like, okay. So yeah. he made me drive down there, and I got in Mitch's office. And, and the, the funny story about that, and Rick knows this story, is yeah. when I got in there and I told him I was quitting, he's like, who do you think you are, Rick Johnson? <laughs> and I was like, wow. I mean, look, when I, you guys know the stories about Mitch. When I left Mitch's yeah. office, one of the things that stuck with me in my head was that comment right there, and the other comment was this. He said, if you leave Pro Circuit, you'll never ride for Pro Circuit again. Yeah. And I, I stuck to my guns, quit riding for him, left his office crying. Yeah. And I went home and I and I was like, oh shit, man, what did I do? <laughs> and uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. Now, now, fast forward to the stories that we're talking about now. Right. You know, this was this was you know ten months later, and here we are. And and that that was probably why me and my dad were like, yeah, forget uh, it, Rick. You <laughs> said it was a factory ride, and now we're going back to pro circuit. So. Uh. Um, um, but One yeah, of those things, you know, you never say never. No, so. that's funny. When you were a kid, Jeremy, going to the stadium, going to Anaheim, going to San Diego, I mean, it, it didn't we, – we were talking about this on the show before we got Rick on. It didn't get any fucking cooler than Rick Johnson in Fox gear just dominating Supercross, did it? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, the years of, of you know, again, I start, I was racing BMX pretty, yep. pretty steady in all of the country for a lot of time, but I was – you know, when I was – I went to the 1981 Super Bowl of motocross at L.A. Coliseum, 
and I think Barnett won that night. And I was a little kid, and you know, smelling a two-stroke mix, and you know, all those bikes, and um, and then you know, a little bit later, seeing Rick riding in, in like you know, seeing these guys in the magazines and then following, yeah. starting to really follow it when, when Ricky was number 17 on the Yamaha and then starting to get on factory Honda. And, and then when he just, you know, in the 86 series, uh, I mean, yeah. that was just incredible. 86, 87 years. I mean, it was like, there's nothing cooler than that. No way. No, I agree. I agree. And, and there's a photo of RJ. I always thought to myself, the coolest thing, RJ's photo, whole shot at the 500 USGP in 86 Carlsbad. Mm-hmm. Just coming yeah. around, coming around flat track in the corner in that gear, RJ, that uh, Pete had made for you that weekend or whatever. That was that was amazing. Well, that that so I would always say I had two perfect hole shots out of my every <laughs> for racing for a hundred thousand years or whatever. I had two what I would consider perfect hole shots. Where in MC knows this when you take off and you throw a knuckleball at least halfway down the front straightaway. Right, you know right. what I mean. Where yeah. you're just going, you're just hitting the gears, hitting the clutch, everything yeah. perfect, and it just gets quiet. You're just like. Did the gate not fall for everybody else? Or, you know what I mean. You have those yeah, moments, yeah. and I'll never, I'll never forget. I came around, and all I could hear was the crowd. It was, it, it was yeah. surreal. It was a surreal moment, yeah, was, and and, yeah. and kind of, a, kind of a cool thing was, is that I'm going to be the. I, I, I'm working with Carson City Motorsports up in Carson City, Nevada, and they're the title sponsor for the Hangtown National. So I'm going to throw this invitation to you, Mathis, and to MC. Is that I'm the Grand Marshal for the the Hangtown National this year, and I'm going to do an adventure bike ride on Friday, just a chill couple-hour ride from Carson City to there, and I want to invite both of you guys to go on it. And today, I, I sent a text to Jeff Fox, Pete, Pete and Greg Fox's dad, yep. and said, hey, I would be honored to have you there, because he did so much for Northern California Moto, and, and, and Jeff, you know, the old man, always just treated me with great respect you know pete and greg got a little full of themselves later on in life but that's a different story <laughs> you know because they, they they turn it from whatever one million into a hundred million dollar company but but their dad <laughs> yeah, always treated me with respect yeah. yeah oh that's cool no that's awesome yeah uh well that, that's uh that well be... i'm with you mathis i i think like the images of like as cool as it was to see you number one rick on a honda that those years that year when you were number five with the all blue Fox gear, uh, you know, racing yep. supercross with your, your original, like bad boy helmet. Like there's pretty much nothing cooler than that. <laughs> nothing, I mean, not much. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Maybe we're showing yeah, our age yeah. here, MC, but I'm with you on that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and, and to, to say, I, I appreciate it. It's an understatement. You know, I mean, uh, obviously I, I was a fan of Jeremy's from the moment I watched him ride. And this isn't a, a see who can blow more smoke up each other's ass but but just for what jeremy did with the sport is that he and this is what i've always said about jimmy johnson is that you know i was pivotal in jimmy's life but it was awesome to see him take the legacy that i had and build on it you know what i mean to make it better and what jeremy did with his fashion and style and bringing in 1-800 collect and and commercials and bud light and the the lit you know that i was a stuntman on the bud light commercial no, <laughs> people don't know that. So I was so so turnabouts for a play. So when Jeremy was was a, was an extra in my commercial, I was an extra in his, his commercial, commercial when he was a, when he was a Bud Light. So it it feels good to you know to say, well, you know, maybe I raised the bar a little bit. But if you're not a dick and you're not super egotistical, it makes you feel good to see when somebody takes 
takes what yeah. takes your level and then elevates it. And that that to me, that that to me was cool to watch what Jeremy did because he was just he was beyond cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I felt like Jeremy was you, but yeah, like on steroids, right? Like a a, a cooler. Uh, not cooler, but you know what I mean. Like he took it to the next level. Like he was on, he was on Tonight Show. He was on, he was on Tonight Show. He was on uh, Jay Leno. It was on uh, Jimmy Fallon or whatever, right? And I'm, and he's in movies, and I'm just like, this is the the best best thing ever for our sport, right? Uh, well, this is the epitome of it. So we're in Vegas. We're getting ready to go party, and uh, we come out, and MC looks at me and goes, RJ, you can't wear that shirt. Come with me. Takes me upstairs. <laughs> Takes me upstairs and goes, yeah. throw that. Throw that fucking cardigan or whatever you got in the trash, <laughs> and, and put this on. So he put me in this casino wear, and so I was smooth as could be. We go over to we go over to um, what's that uh, House of Blues over? Oh yeah, yeah. And we just we knocked oh. it out. Next, you know, we're dancing, we're having a blast. I'm on the dance floor. Who's next to me? Ice tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like. These guys know how to do it right, man. I mean, they 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 race hard, they play hard. Right. I I, I love it. And so, as I said, you're you're absolutely right. I'm not offended by saying Jeremy was cooler than me because, I mean, he's got balls and pierces nipples and <laughs> purple hair, <laughs> blue hair. He shows up in a supercross with blue hair, like Jesus. Hey, but if you're if you're winning every friggin' race, <laughs> who cares? I know. What color yeah. your hair is? Uh, was was RJ wearing his uh, bomb? Bomb uh, suit, uh, MC, or was he wearing Jetsons? Is that what the problem was? What he was wearing when he came out? <laughs> I'm saying I, I remember. I, I, I remember my friend Ryan uh, Krupe was the one that did the casino wear, and he was a BMX dude. But okay, um, remember how those shirts, all the buttons had cards on them. And when we were in Vegas, like yeah. Rick said, we did it up good. We there was no one. At least we thought no one was doing it better. So um, <laughs> at least we, we thought we had a good time. We danced our asses off, and we, yeah. we met a lot of cool people and. You know, uh, to just to, to be able to be in a sporting life, but then to have someone to look up to like Rick, especially as an athlete, a friend, and someone that you could look to as a mentor. I mean, I remember the days when I first got to ride with Rick down in El Cajon at his track down there, which was, by the way, one of the gnarliest supercross tracks you could ever ride on. Um, you know, I was just like, man, this is, I mean, to be able to just get the invite, I remember, I still remember the feeling today. Right. So, um, you know, just to be able to, uh, look to a guy that just did it so well and set the bar for kind of choosing his own way to do it. Uh, you know, it kind of allowed all of us. I mean, there was plenty of guys in my era that were, were having a great time and, and really enjoying riding. And that was a lot, a lot of that was due to Rick. I mean, yeah. because we, it just proved that, look, we could do things our own way and still have fun and still be good at racing and uh yeah do you, you remember know, the uh for, forever forever it's not gonna you know the 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 mid 80s to the end of the 90s it's I, I, there's no there's not going to be any of course i'm biased but there's not going to be any better era of the sport that we love so much no way i'm with you it was it was pretty cool and you, <clears throat> i'm sure you like me mc watched that profile of a champion palm avenue video Till it was worn uh, out, right? <laughs> so. uh, pros, pros at practice and play. Yeah, yeah. It was a video that was on a loop system at my yeah, house. for sure. Uh, yeah. MC, thanks, uh, thanks for calling. I didn't want to take too much of your time, but thank you, man. I appreciate you. No, no worries. It's always good to talk to you guys, Rick. Good to hear your voice, buddy. Um, MC, love you, guys, you, brother. Yeah, yeah, love you too. Have have a good rest of the show. Thank you. And uh, we'll we'll catch up later. All Sounds right, guys. Good. Thanks, Jeremy. All right, that's Jeremy McGrath, everybody. Uh, yeah, I was just texting with him, RJ, and I was like, hey, we're gonna have Rick on. Why don't you jump on? So. <laughs> 
Very cool. Thank you. Uh, make, make, yeah, make no, you no worries. We'll wrap up with you here. Brought to you by Skosh.com. Rick Johnson, everybody. Uh, we got a boom bottle uh, given away, signed by the Rockstar Energy Husky guys. So simply email us at contest at com, and uh, we'll put your entry in for a Skosh boom bottle from those guys. Uh, a couple things, RJ. I love this question to a lot of the guys. I just talked to Stanton a little while ago about this and asked him. And So when you meet fans uh, of yourself uh, uh, over the years, what do they want to talk to you about? Like, what comes up? Is it is it the wrist? Is it uh, the 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 USGP? Is it uh, the Rodeal Cup? The speech? Like, what what come? What do people want to talk to Rick Johnson about? What what stories are you just like? Well, here we go again. You know. Uh, if I'm in Anaheim or anywhere around there, it's 1986 Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. You remember right. that, bro? Yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I was there. Right. Um, got, sec- got second. Got my ass kicked. Was right. out of shape. Um, needed to make some changes. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but here's the way I feel about it is that two ways. One is that if if you admired me for what I did or if you hated me for what I did, I respect you. You know what I mean? I, I've been punched in the face when I tried to do a, a, a parade lap with Bob Hanna as, out of respect. <laughs> and one of, his fans, one of his fans smashed me in the face. Um, <laughs> no, the, I'm dead serious, man. I, yeah. I kicked his ass. I smashed it. I crushed him at, at, at Unadilla. Yep. And so he's doing his, his like final lap. And so, you know what? I go, you know what? I'm going to show respect. I was actually riding behind him out of respect. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I saw a fist come out of the crowd and smack me so hard the nose. I'm like, screw you, Bob Hanna. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with this. These crazy New Yorkers are yeah. too tough for me. Um, but if, if if I meant something to you and you want to chat, then then we'll chat. I'm cool with it. And I don't I don't get bothered by it. It's, it's, I feel sorry for the people that are with me, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So I'm not offended if you don't know me, and I'm not over the top of myself if you do. You know what I right, mean? Right. I, th- I think my level of celebrity was is the right amount because, you know, occasionally I'll get recognized in the airport or something like this or like that, but 99.9% of the time, no one knows who I am because they're not looking for me. You know, yeah. they're not, if I'm, if I'm at Anaheim or I'm at a race or something like that, yeah, they, they're those are those people and they're looking for that type you know they're looking right. for that but um no I, but I, I get a lot of uh, of anaheim I, right. I do i don't get a ton of that what the one that i love is when people were at bamath in 1982 i think it was one of the greatest races that i ever had with, with uh, donnie hansen after i lost the championship and we went back and forth and back and forth for 45 minutes and i was able to beat him yeah um but it was I mean, literally, we passed each other twice a lap, and it was it was a phenomenal race. Um, and and I, I I I don't know if anybody has it on video, but I would love to. If any listener has 1982 250 race wow. main event at Mammoth, I would love to see that. Uh, John, did you go to Anaheim '86? Were you? I was there. Yeah, you were there. Yep. Yeah. What a race! Yeah, it was awesome. Un- unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was something last else. Memories last a lifetime. Um, it's sure. also crazy, RJ. One last thing. I can't believe, like, so JMB made history in '91. Won all three classes, right? It was. Uh, it was a pretty amazing accomplishment. And I was thinking, like, '86, you win two. Bailey beats you in the 500s. '87, you break your fingers. Well, you get knocked out, and then you break your fingers in Supercross, yep. and you can't get that one. But you get the nationals. 88, your two fi- your radiator hose pops off your bike in 250s. You lose that title. Yep. You, just, you came so close to the, getting a triple, like three straight years. So exactly, and yeah. I did. The, the one the one that hurt the most was, you know, you, you know, I 
you know, getting knocked out and breaking the fingers and stuff, I, I can accept that. You know, and, and getting second to to Bailey, I can accept that because he was phenomenal that year. Um, but that was hard because I was leading. You know, I I beat Jeff in the first moto, and then in the second moto I was leading, and not 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 running away by any means. Yeah. And, and I'm not taking anything from Morty. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that guy. Yeah, he's an animal. That guy. Right. That guy's just a stud beyond. You know, look up the word stud. There's a picture of Wardy. Um, but I but I had him that day, and then all of a sudden I heard it pinging, and I'm like, I screamed at Lunas, and you know, and I just felt it start to tighten up, and then he's up on me, yeah. and I was like, it, it's hard when you do everything pr- to prepare yourself, and the, and the one that hurt the most is that we had, it came loose, and it it spit water out in Daytona, and we told Honda, we told oh, HRC okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Because it was because it was glued and pressed in, right? And so that's the part that was like we warned you about this, and 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 now it bit us. And so, but but yeah. and once again, taking nothing from J and B, the guy we still chat today on on uh, on on uh, whatever WhatsApp and stuff like that. But it, yeah. it's it is what it is. Yeah. But let me leave you with two a couple thoughts that I that I had. Yeah. One Supercross, please get rid of whole shot devices. Why do we have them if everybody has them? Right. We'd, we'd slow the guys down at least 10 miles an hour going into turn one, and guys would make more mistakes off the gate, so wouldn't not everybody... Yeah, we'd have would more drop. separation, yep, yep. We'd have more separation, that's one. And two, I know everybody wants to talk about the tradition and blah, blah, blah. This is a show, all right? If we don't have a good show, we don't need it. So two things. One is is what happened with McAdoo, you know, I think everybody was right. Kawasaki was right for getting him back on the line. Mm-hmm. Yamaha was right for arguing the point, all the different stuff, that the AMA needs to change that. If you, as a rider, cause a, a red flag, you're done. Okay? Because this goes back to original TT racing back in the day. Guys would fall down the first turn, and they would go lay down, lay down, lay down. And they'll restart us. All right? Not that McAdoo didn't do that. I'm not claiming that at all. That kid was out of his gourd and had his yeah. shit beat out of him. Yep. And uh, total kudos to him, Nick Way, his family, everything for that little kid. That He's not a little kid, yeah. but that, that man to get his ass up and go race the way he did, I can't believe it. it, it he did it. But I'm with you on this. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Yep. And here's the other thing. If you don't have a first-turn pileup, all right, if there's not a first-turn pileup with multiple guys, you stagger the start the way they start. That's bullshit that, that everybody has to – it is so gnarly to get a whole shot. And you go do it. Stagger them the way they did. I don't give a shit if it happens. If it, if it doesn't happen in the first turn and not a multiple rider reason, reason to stop the race, then they need to go to a staggered deal. And lastly, we need to implement a yellow flag at 10 minutes. Throw a yellow flag, someone comes around, mm-hmm. you stagger them, and you go. You give the person that's leading the race one point for leading that. So you're going to want to try for the whole shot. You want to mm-hmm. do that. But if you do get a bad start... Now the gap is there, and you're able to make it. Or so even five that, points. Even five points for leading half the main no, event. I, no, you know, no, whatever. one point. Okay, one all right, point, all right, one, okay. One, all right. Here's one point, because here's why. So we did this in truck racing. Yep. Because now that guy still gets to start first. So yeah. if he's faster, he's going to take he's off. Gonna, he doesn't yeah. have anybody right. in front of him. But Eli, we're going to use well, Eli for an example. Eli worked his way from 25th, or not 25th, there's only 22. He got that bad of a start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so from 14th, 
makes it up to, to fourth, but he's still half a track behind. That puts him in the game, and, yeah. and we need to see racing to the checkered flag, and that's the thing that we're missing in in this sport because mm-hmm. you work so hard. And I remember I fought it because I knew how hard I worked for whole shots, and, and it was nice to get a whole shot and be out in front and, not, and relax the last four laps. But guess what? Fans, turn off the TV. Well, Daniel, take that to Feld. I've always, I'm always on you, and I, I like a, some of these ideas. I have a long list going for you, Steve. I haven't got to that yet with them, but okay. I'll take this one straight yeah. to the top immediately. <laughs> yep. So I, sorry, I, Steve. Because well, it's RJ. I get it. Well, and he's right. For my thought is, is it's it's meant to be entertainment, right? Yep. And sometimes the races, even the championship, becomes less entertaining because of certain traditions that we do have. So yeah. I, 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 these things that he's saying. I got these are new thoughts to me, and my right. first thought is, "Wow, like let's explore it." Because huh. seriously, we do the triple crown. Need, I think the triple I, crown worked. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I I'm probably maybe in the minority on this, but the chase format. There's just a lot of things that I think need to be explored further to make this more entertaining all the time. Because right. sometimes we just we have a night that's not. Yep. And I want them all entertaining, and yep. I think we could do it. I think I think things can be done. And for him to say that halfway through, finding a way to get them all back together. Because sometimes, man, at the 10-minute mark, it's like, this one's over. Yeah, and no, that kind of sucks sometimes. Some, some good ideas, for sure. Uh, RJ, thank you, man. Thanks for picking up. Thanks for answering the text. Um, good hey, luck with everything. And Mathis, I, I got to give it – so a couple of little smoke blowing on your guys. Side. One, Daniel, keep keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. I love I love your input. I love your enthusiasm on, on all that stuff. It, it's I, – I love where, where you're coming from. And Mathis – Honestly, bro, how you have went from being a hack mechanic yeah, to the internet hack. mogul that you are, um, and that that's a joke. I, uh, <laughs> I'm being, I'm being highly sarcastic. I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed to see. I love success stories, and to see what you've done with Pulp and all the different stuff is, is, is badass. So, dude, keep, keep trying you. to be better. Thanks. I will do that. Absolutely. Thanks, RJ. Thank you, man. Thanks, all right, guys. All right. Thanks. That's Rick Johnson, everybody. I'm done. I'm good. Nah, yeah, I'm done. I will send a show. Who, who's next? That's screwed coming on. Yeah, yeah. Like you're me- like JT is yeah, he next. JT. Oh, he's screwed. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> over. You know, and it, I had halfway through that, I started thinking. I was here a couple years ago when we had Chad and Dungey on at the same time. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. And it was like a really rad twenty thirty minutes. That, yeah, just topped it. I'm sorry, but listening to McGrath and Rick and Rick Johnson talk to each other about each other and yep. these stories. I mean, I just, I'm just happy to be here on this one. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, right. that was awesome. Well, I knew that uh, Jeremy looked had a lot of interaction with RJ, Southern California guys, right? And he was the next Honda guy, and I knew that there was some crossover there. See, so. I knew there was two. I didn't know it was that thorough yeah. where he's yeah. calling his parents and yeah. he's calling him. I, yeah. I didn't know any of that, so that's Cause that was Jer- just rad. Jeremy, he kind of took over from RJ. Yeah, right? as yeah. the next guy. Yeah, yeah, he really did. I remember that. Well, I mean, Stanton was in there a little bit, but then yeah. then was then was Jeremy as far as that goes for yeah. sure. Um, That's cool. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check him out on the web. Uh, uh, Jack Osborne is the champion of the 450 Motocross class, and he wears uh, Fly Racing. And he'll be with the number one plate this weekend. Uh, Formula Helmet, of course, Rion Technology. It's safe. It's quiet. It's light. It's the best helmet I've ever worn. It really is. Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How much is happening over there? Oh, had- not much. Uh, Rick Johnson just blew Daniel about how gritty he is on and, TV. And Steve. Uh, me a little bit, but more Daniel. So, Daniel just lit up that, a smoke. That had to feel pretty nice. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> you know, it's funny, and I, Steve, I hate to uh, say this, and I don't want to get you all hot and bothered right yeah. now, but uh, 
Rick was on Whiskey Throttle back when it first started, and he said some good things about me. Someone sent it to me. Oh. I was blown away. I didn't even know he knew who I was. <laughs> so to him actually say it to me, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm, it's awesome. I'm uh, well, well, he wouldn't say it if he didn't mean it, right? So, yeah. so And then, I had him, again, I had him on Race Day Live last year at Daytona, and he was really awesome there too. So I, yeah. I don't know. But, JT, you're coming in uh, after something that was pretty cool. McGrath was on with Rick and they just went off started telling stories so you have a you have a tough follow is all I'm saying I'm used to it I'm <laughs> I'm uh underwhelming has been a theme for me in my life so we'll just we'll just carry on tradition tonight uh let's uh let's do the ex-brown goggle tear-off shall we uh we will start with that we got these questions for JT myself John Anderson and Daniel Blair here ex-brown goggle tear-offs the whack computer strikes again did you think you hit it more than once? It shows didn't it's they, playing right now. Didn't they say right now, earlier that they don't what about make mute? mistakes? What about mute, Steve? Not on mute. Oh, wait. Oh, That's on me. Oh. You had me oh. off. That was oh on me. Oh. Oh. Hit it again. It's Sabotage. the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire q John Anderson knows that the boss is always right, John. So, yeah, blame Talon. The, they the boss they said is right. they don't make mistakes. That's what they, they said say. earlier. Uh, Josh Strang uh, wearing X-Brand goggles to the victory. Nothing tougher than uh, GNCC on goggles, and Josh Strang took the win with X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. All right. You know who else wears uh, X-Brand goggles? Cheers. And you know who else? Freddie Norin. And so does John Anderson. And John Anderson. I just thought I'd throw that and, out there. And uh, Pulp Show 20... Pulp Show 21? What's the code? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Pulp Show 21, eksbrand.com to save. Or go, through, go to Motorsport. Save through those guys as well. Um... You're having a rough couple minutes. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. John, do you know him? I don't. I hear a lot about him. Oh, boy. And uh, Isn't he right for the Washougal Times? Uh, Washougal Free Press. Washougal Free, Free Press, Press. Okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, rapid fire. Here we go. Let's do this, Marks. Steve, which bike manufacturer will surpass the Yamaha 250, and how many years will it take? I, I've said this before on the show. they got to turn the motor around. That's the inherent advantage of that thing is able to suck that air from the front of the bike and and port, put it right down into the cylinder along with the fuel, just shooting down into the cylinder. So inherently, I think their design for a smaller bore motor is better. So I don't know who's going to do that. So, yeah. Daniel, what's the next step in your broadcasting career? <laughs> I, uh, I have something mid-July that's not confirmed yet that... I can't say yet, but it'll be pretty damn cool. I'll just Olympics. No, <laughs> no, it's uh, gymnast. I just, gymnast. I just can't. I can't say what it is yet because okay. it's not confirmed. But let's just say I, it'll be involved. Uh, Doug Flutie will be involved. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. just fingers crossed for me, guys. I really want it to happen. All right. When you when you get to Doug, ask him about his CFL days. He was oh, I will. I have, a lot of, I have a whole list he of questions ready CFL. for Doug. All right. John, what's your favorite era of racing? Well, I guess I I mentioned earlier about Mark Barnett and, and Johnny O'Mara, Jeff Ward, but honestly, today's era, how amazing they are. I mean, as riders and athletes, fitness, everything. I mean, I really enjoy it right now, to be honest with you. I really do. All right, 19.6. Good job, John. Okay. Thank you. JT. Do you still change your clothes after boarding the plane on international flights? Funny you should mention that. 
I was uh, I booked a trip to Italy for the end of Ju- uh, end of June, beginning of July, and uh, pajamas are a mainstay on many flights now. So I was checking to see if Alitalia does pajamas. I will be changing clothes. And on the video I was watching about Alitalia business class, they were talking about whether or not they would have pajamas as part of their business class service for 2021. I don't know yet, but I will be changing. I got to beat the 30 second time yeah, clock before Steve good. starts whining. Changes. JT wants to look good. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. All right. <laughs> what? You don't, I don't want to sleep in my clothes on an airplane. I've never even thought of that, but no, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, it's no. awesome. I, it is... I fly up front internationally all the time. I don't see anybody change their clothes. Literally only JT you know, clothes, Steve, changes you, clothes. Do you understand that they give pajamas? <laughs> That's like they give people pajamas. I, I, they don't first give, class I, I don't have pajamas on United. I don't get pajamas. Never. Right. Well, you're on United. Right. But oh boy. typical first class international travel you are given pajamas. Like, if you don't think that's a fact, then just well, Google awesome. it and you'll find I'm out. I'm sorry, but that is awesome. Changing clothes. Stick it up your ass, Steve. <laughs> I mean, clothes. it's not, is he changing into a different pair of jeans or, or are you changing no, into pajamas? Like on so I yeah, that's relax. awesome. Yeah. I've never thought about I that I get ever. on the plane with my comfortable clothes. I'm on the plane well, in my comfortable clothes. Short, I don't wear gym shorts when I fly internationally. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I do. <laughs> so he's already ready. That's... Steve, why don't you take your robe? Just put a robe yeah. on. Just All right, yeah. Get comfy, some flippers. Why not? Um, Steve F you dude <laughs> What was your biggest takeaway From your podcast with Dr. Chris Liet mm, I guess like Just how much work he's done On the science end of things of Liet And how he thought that the current testing Wasn't good enough so he had to kind of Make his own stuff and make his own tests And, and send it off to independent labs um, Like he said he was working with uh, Was it BMW or something um, so yeah, I, just the amount that he went to to do to test his stuff. Daniel, if some kid listening to this wants to be an announcer, would you recommend they follow in Weege's footsteps, the college route, or your footsteps, the racer route? Weege's. I mean, mine was l- lucky timing, pretty much. Weege's a flagman. I guess that's that's <laughs> not the best start. Uh, I would say probably more the the traditional journalist that way i mean i i just i was a racer who kind of an opening opened up and the timing was lucky if right. that would have happened a year earlier or later it would have never ever happened so I, you can't count on that i would i would go like the right way all right john why do you think the supply chain for everything is so messed up right now well, him and jt could get into like an hour yeah. long discussion right now <laughs> well i i think that obviously when the world for the most part, right, shut down. Uh, a lot of the factories, manufacturing plants and whatnot, so they just weren't producing. So then when it, everything opened back up, they were behind, right? So they were ordering more and mm-hmm. more stuff, and I think everybody got caught up. I mean, certainly in the the power sports, aftermarket, uh, soft goods, everybody got affected, but it also carries over into other things, too. Auto parts. It's yeah. not just, pow- you know, motorcycles. And, and the docks gear. are a big everything problem, right? The docks down to Long Beach are a big problem, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, you should see it down there. We, I mean, it looks like 405 freeway out in the ocean <laughs> of boats. And there is... Is the crew on them? Does the crew stay... I, well, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. But but uh, I wouldn't want to be on there. Just no. sitting there. I mean, right. nice view of, of the city, I guess. But, I mean, they just sit there in line waiting. Yeah. All right. JT, since joining Team Ride Red, how many times have you actually gotten out to ride? Oh, boy. Uh, oh I've ridden it twice. Um, I'm planning on going this coming weekend. I was going to go last weekend, but it rained 
all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I have not been home either, so this would be my <laughs> second <laughs> week of. Ha- <laughs> that was me. Talon. <laughs> Kiefer's not happy. I got multiple fuck yous from Chris Kiefer. Multiple. Yeah. JT, you there or what? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk. Are you going to start <laughs> doing the laughing? Kiefer is Sound angry. Dropper. Kiefer is angry with you. Why? Because you won't ride the bike, he said. Bro, I've been home a week. I was I was gone for ten days. What do you want? Like, if he thinks I'm going to be home every day and ride in the Dez every day like he does, I don't that's know, man. Not going to happen. I don't know, man. You got to deal with him. I mean, I'll give him my address if he wants to come pick it up. Like, if he's super mad, it's okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> this just got awkward. Steve, yep. who, who's a sleeper pick in the 450 class? I already said it. It's Dylan Ferrandis. Sleeper pick. Keep an eye on Dylan Ferrandis. Could be your 2021 champion. I'm kidding about that. That's a hot take. No, no, no. He, I think Dylan could be a sleeper. I do. I, I absolutely. Daniel, if you were a contestant on the floor is lava, who would you want on your team? I've never watched that. What, I, what question is that? I don't know. Rutledge, it's Rutledge's uh, show. I, kn- yeah. I know it's his, but I've I've never seen it, so I don't I don't I don't really know what it is all the way. It's kind of cool. I've watched it. Is it? So what what was the question? Uh, if you were a contestant on the floor is lava, who would you want on your team? Who would I want my team, Steve? Uh, I feel like JT would be good. Pretty athletic. You know, shorter in stature. So shifty. Shifty. <laughs> shifty. Yep, shifty. So, yeah, I can see JT <laughs> okay. being good on that. There we go. Smart. like Because you, you got like, to look at stuff and be like, hey, how do I get from here to here? And what do I use in my tool so belt to get? Calculations needed. Just like, hey. Let's you, don't have to, you don't have to ride. That's a big one. Keeper, yeah. would, Keeper would say. You yeah. don't have to ride, so right. that would help. Yep. All right. All right. John, have you ever thought of moving your business to another state, or are you, or are you Cali for life? Uh, absolutely, I have. Um, <laughs> I would love nothing more than to get out of California, but we, in our family, we have some commitments to to our family and, and my wife's late father mm-hmm. to stay and look after the museum, family, and and uh, and all that. So we're we're pretty much locked in for now, but I'd love to get out of California. 24 seconds. Good job. X-Brand Goggles. Wait, one more. Choice champion. I know. Oh, I'm just, okay. just X-Brand Goggles. Sounded like you were jumping the gun there. I know. Last one. JT, have you paid your $100 entry fee for Industry Idiots Outdoors? I have not, nor will I be. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. Yep. We'll see about that. I can promise you. I'm just going to add him to the league. <laughs> just, just do it. <laughs> I'm just going to put him in there. Yeah. Well, he won't be able to help but look. Well, zeros. Uh, flyracing.com and that's been the X-Brand Goggle Teros everybody please check them out Pulp Show 21 X-Brand Goggles great company the Lucid Goggles are out they're everywhere do you have a pair yet? I don't shit okay well they're out everywhere John doesn't have them but they're everywhere and uh, check them out they're great goggles fantastic so thank you to those guys uh, for coming on board eksbrand.com JT we kind of broke down the Nationals earlier show uh, and we did that on the uh, you and I did that with Weege on the Racer XPV show so I'm skipping the season preview. Give me your winners for Paula. Just just Paula National this Saturday. Well, I think it's going to be, you know, one of the guys that have been riding uh, that track all the time because it's, you know, these local Southern California tracks, I think you get a pretty distinct advantage practicing there quite a bit. 
so the 250 class, I think it'll be one of the star Yamaha guys because they, they ride there all the time and have ridden there for several years as their regular practice track. So I think I'll go Justin Cooper. Um, I have Jeremy Martin as my champion, but I'm going to go Justin Cooper getting the, the first win uh, of the season there. And, uh, and the 450, I'm going to go Cincerillo. Uh, he's been riding there a lot. I know he hasn't ridden as much as he would necessarily like. Uh, he kind of got a late start to preparing. Um, but I think with the way the temperatures are going to be really mild and he's been riding that track a ton and his starts are great. Uh, so I'll, I'll take, uh, yeah, just I kind of lean on guys Dude. that ride those tracks a lot. And Glenn Helen would be the same, right? If you ride Glenn yeah. Helen all the time, I think you have a pretty big advantage the way, you know, Josh Grant used to. I would lean more Sexton coming off the win last year at the final round. I'm obviously different well, track, different time, but I yeah. think maybe Sexton could be confident. That, that's you know? fair. But remember, AC crashed while while leading. And I think AC wins that, that moto um, without a ton of pressure if he doesn't crash there. Right. So, right. yeah, I, I, I can't argue with Sexton. Um, that they would certainly be, you know, two out of my top three. What do you think, Daniel? Paulo winners. Uh, I think it's just a repeat of last year. Sexton and the Jet. The Jet. The Jet. Oh, you're on the Jet. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm not on Jet winning the whole thing, but I think Jet waxes in both motos at Paul. Just that would be a one. statement. Just both one motos? One? Oh, yeah, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> wow. Not Sexton. You and uh, Sexton you've, been, two, you're, you're been spending some time with Ralph, have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. What, Hunter's second, 2-2. Two, what, two. what do you think, John? <laughs> I would say um, I'm going to go with Hunter, and actually I'm going to go with AC. I think he's had probably the most time to get healthy, be prepared. Yeah. He's motivated. Right. And that's that would be I, my picks. I like there's three, been three weeks off for these guys. Everyone should be pretty ready. Not none of this like ah, I was focused on Supercross. None of this ah, we're still dialing the bike in. Like everyone should be rested would help a ton. and ready. You know, man, the first round I can speak from experience. I was such a fish out of water at a, at the at the opener so many times, and that's my fault. I would yeah, I would come in underprepared because I would just keep riding Supercross till the very end. But man, having Having three full weekends, uh, that that would be pretty awesome. Like I, I would be a different rider uh, having almost. It was pretty much a full month, right? Like yeah. realistically, yeah. Like, that's pretty think, cool. You would think they're all going to be pretty good, which is yeah. You know, with yeah. this extra time, which makes it a little bit more you fun. Know, you know, we say that we're talking about the first round this weekend, and we're bench, bench racing it. And then last year, Anderson comes out and smokes the first moto of the year. That was crazy. And yeah. all of us are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Barsha A1 type of thing. Yeah. He just came out and yeah. crushed him. So, that was so 2020, though, right? It was just COVID and a track that we've never had a national on, and we're racing the first outdoor in August, and there was just so much strangeness to everything. Yeah. Um, it it kind of just fit that, that moment in that year. Right. Who's your 250? For Paula? Paula, yeah. Uh, I like Justin Cooper. I like that pick. JT's uh, reasoning for once is actually uh, not bad. Hold so I, I like Justin Cooper. Um, I, look, I hear Jeremy's battling some stuff, so that could be wrong. What I hear could be wrong, and then he just smokes everybody 1-1. Because if he's just ready to go, I think he's just better than all those guys. Right. But I'm not sure he's ready to go. But has he been there, to JT's point? There, has he been riding there a bunch? Like, didn't even Zach say, is Zach ridden there at all? Zach's been out here, yeah. He's out here, so I'm mad he's been there. Oh, he, when I asked him about the red plate thing, he didn't seem oh. to know. But uh, maybe he just okay. didn't see so those guys. So who's your biggest question mark going in 
to the series for 250 and 450. Uh, for Forkner, my biggest question mark, because okay. I could see Forkner winning this title or like w- maybe crashing out again, yet again, you know, and not finishing. So he's a wild card for me. He's all over the place. And in, and in 450s, I mean, I don't know, like Craig? Like is Craig – like, okay, so when we left off, Craig was top three at Paula, top five most motos, but he's on a factory Honda – and he didn't. That wasn't coming off a broken leg. So where are we at with Craig for the opener? Yeah, for the opener. Yeah, I don't like, know either. He, God, he's good to watch, and, and and he's on Blue Crew, which we know is by far the best bike in that class. And he's a hundred percent. He's he he's says healthy. he's ready to go. Yeah, he says he's ready to go. But these guys aren't going to tell you jack shit necessarily, right? Yeah. I mean, I specifically asked them, but you know how these guys are. How do you yeah. think Kenny does at the opener? Coming off of three very disappointing Supercrosses. In I a don't row. know, man. I guess he'd be a question mark, huh, JT? Yeah, I was uh, I was going to go Webb, and not that I doubt him. I just don't know what to expect. But, yeah, Roxton is a huge question mark. Um, I, I personally I personally question Kenny's motivation in this series, and maybe he makes me eat those words, which is totally fine. That's, that's great. I, I don't really care if he does great or terrible. Um, but I'm really curious to see how this goes. If it goes poorly early, I could see yep. the the plug getting pulled pretty quickly. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I would say not, after the first couple, if it's not going well, then there's something. Is yeah. Hampshire all good to go? He's ready to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he'll be in the mix, right? So uh, what do you can think? Can he stay healthy, though? Can he stay healthy? Like, he hasn't been able to, right? Do you hear anything, JT, about RJ? Is he going he's well? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he should be, should be ready to rip. I think he's been really under the radar and low-key, you know, on purpose. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, the the – key for RJ would just be keeping his bike upright, right? He proved last year that if he can stay off the ground, he can win. But that's been the story of his career so far, so we'll see. Is he in the last year of his deal? Yeah, but he's going back. He's going back. Okay. That's what they said. So, um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't have faith in RJ in staying upright, right? God, he crashes a lot. Uh, heart's there, desire's there, but you know. A little, st- little better outdoor than indoor, though. Yeah, but even outdoors, you know, so. Said a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Hey, he, so, yeah, I think he and McAdoo will have very similar seasons, right? A lot of yeah. brilliance. But, and Mosman. You know, those three, to me, are like the three amigos, man. I swear, they they are really good, and then they really crash. Mosman could be a sleeper. I don't think anybody's talking about Mosman, but he's going to be fast, I think. I agree. Especially these California rounds. Yep. He's going to be fast. Is gear going to be good? I would uh, – I wouldn't really have a comment on that because he doesn't wear fly racing, so I don't know what to tell you. I think you're thinking of RJ. He's thinking of Mosman. Oh, yeah, Mosman. yeah. Oh, I'm oh. thinking of Mosman. Oh, I was yeah. thinking of RJ. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Mosman. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, was, I zoned out. It was my fault. Uh, I was probably looking at the Leafs' victory. I don't know. I was maybe distracted. Hey, so uh, I'm just curious that maybe I missed it here, but yeah. – um, there's this talk about maybe some changes at the Baker's factory with some of the riders. Is oh, that well, something? You can talk to JT on that. I've had to put out all his fires. <laughs> oh, JT's Listen, got. Yeah, JT's, JT's, I, honest, sorry, JT. I honestly JT's didn't got know. some show that he. I don't no, know what this okay. is. Hold on, it's a what's well, a Pulpamax Media production, so you should know what it is. But I, you said that as long as I said that this was something that was going to be happening, that that was acceptable and that's that's exactly what i did i went back and listened to my own right, words right. and that's what i said so jt said that cooper webb will be leaving the baker's factory yeah and he's there this summer training with alden but i don't i didn't listen to jt's show but i will he be there next year that's a big question in our sport daniel you know that too that's a big question that's floating around yep. uh jt says he won't be there next year 
I probably believe you, JT, uh, that he won't be there, but I don't know for sure. But for now, he's with Baker, and so people are taking it meaning that JT's wrong, and you know, but he didn't say he's leaving right now. But isn't so. that one of the reasons why maybe the relationship with Anderson and Husky went a little bit sideways when he left that program? I think Anderson, I think the Husky, Var, Husky, Husky, Husky Varney, I think Husky Varney uh, told Jason if he wants to come back, he has to go back with Alden Baker. So he does have an opening to come back. He just has to go to that program. Yeah, but he's not going back. Yeah. Right. I don't think he's going back. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I heard from another person who would really know that uh, KTM and Husqvarna have bought into the Baker's factory. So they're bought in. That, so that was that they had a contract with Alden for their team. And now whatever deal goes on now, they are in. They own some of the facility and eventually I think we'll buy it out from Alden. Wow. Okay. So now all their guys will be there at some point. But Webb. But Webb. I guess when you win two Supercross titles, you call shots. I don't know. JT seems more more uh, sure of it than I am. So. Listen, Steve, you're, you're playing dumb here. This uh... – <laughs> I'm I'm fairly confident that that's happening. I okay, but it on no, no, hold on a second. Yeah, I get it. I know what you're talking about. I know I've heard the same stuff that you have. But if this summer, because I've heard some stuff about loosening the reins a little bit. Okay. Yep. So if the loose if the reins are loosened, and he wins this summer, mm-hmm. you've seen enough JT in this sport to know that things plans can change and of he course. can stay there. Yeah, of right, course. right. If so he that's stays, then I'll say I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No, but that's why I'm no not. Problem. That's why I'm not going all the way because. Let's yep. see how this summer goes. But, uh, yeah. but if I had to bet, I'm in Vegas right now. If I had to lay down some money, I would bet. If I had to lay down money, I would bet that he he's out for next year. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot can happen between now and January yeah. of 2022, but or even September. Right. Yeah, but I'm right. I think he's. Pretty I mean, it's just my prediction. I, that's what I think's happening. If I'm wrong, I'm just some idiot with a microphone. It's fine. Like I, I would admit to being wrong just, if I end like up Marks. being wrong. Right. We'll see. <laughs> right, just like Marks. Thank you. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so that's that, John. That's kind of, yeah. That's where we're at. I think on that. So it's very interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Aaron Plessinger will be there next year, training there. Uh, I don't know about Osborne. Um, I was going to ask him. Kind of slipped my mind a little bit to ask. Not that Zach would say anything, anyways. He really wouldn't. He's pretty politically correct, but yeah. yeah so hmm. we'll see. That one with Plessinger going to KTM, yeah, that one kind of tripped me out. Did it? Yeah, it did because I felt like, and I realized it's a business, and you know they got to take, you know, what they can yep. while they can get it. Uh, but I, I, it's, and I like Aaron, nice guy, but I was a little surprised because I felt like that that Star Racing really had his back, yeah, through some tough times, yeah, and and you know you know that's. Got it. Not didn't he, go over very well. Is he going to be miserable with just the day in and day out cycling and push? Like you know what I mean? Because he, he, you know, we all know his personality, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder if that gets him. Yeah, I'm but it's really it's too. really hard to look at that program and you see what it's done for the people that have gone there, and not if if winning is the end all be all goal, and that's you're dedicated to doing whatever it takes to win. I don't know how you can look at that program and, and not think that's the next step. You know, whether it is or not, that's up to you to go prove. But if that opportunity is waiting for you, you have that bike, that team, and that program knocking on your door with a lot of money behind it, which you would have got a lot of money to stay at Monster Show Yamaha as well. Man, it would be really hard to say no to that, looking at the track record. Hey, JT, let me ask you this. It seems like, this my opinion, 
that program is a little too gnarly for a rider when they're young. Like, I don't think they can really do – I think it's too tough on them. But when you hit that age, say early to mid-20s, 23, 24, and you've kind of experienced enough to know what's worth it and what's not worth it, it works then. Where, like, oh, yeah, I, I think you – You know, yeah. like AP – like uh, two years ago, hell no, I don't think it would work. No way. Zero percent chance. Yep. Now? Right, right now? Yeah. Well, I think it could work for him because he's grown up. He's more mature now. He's yeah. a little older. The guys that are willing and, and the the only thing that matters is I need to find a way to win in this class. And that isn't everybody. I, I think Jason Anderson is not there anymore. He was at one point. I think he was all in at one point. He won his championship. And I think he would rather enjoy his life than he would sacrifice everything else to do it. Yep. And that's perfectly fine. He deserves that choice and good on him for deciding what makes him happy. But I think if that's what you want, I think that program has proven it's the best chance of doing it. And, and it, maybe it's not for everybody. I get it. Like Kenny seems happier outside of it. Adam seems happier outside of it. But if you're just, it's black and white and you're just looking at results, it's hard to say it doesn't work. It really is. I had I had Alden on Beyond the Track like two weeks Never ago. Never heard of it. Oh well. Okay. We're about forty episodes in. Okay. So, All right. right. I got Jamie Little on next week. Okay. Uh, Alden, I asked him about his program and about the riders that had left it and his thoughts on that, and he was pretty respectful to the people that had moved on, and he said the program you need to pretty much buy in all the way and right. if you buy into yeah. the program and you commit all the way it'll work for you and i would have to imagine if that's the decision that aaron made to go there and leave what seemed yeah. to be a pretty comfortable situation then he's willing and, to buy and, in and if he's willing to buy in then i think and, it could work and that's what i understand is the 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 um issues going on now is that some of those guys want to just go over here and ride here and maybe do something a little different and alden is like no like you're all it's in or you're not. Strict. It's discipline. And program. to me, in my mind, I'm like, what's the harm in this? But if you're all in, you're like, you know, you just take a little bit of rope and a little bit of rope, and next thing yeah. you know, you know, you get more and more rope, and then now the program isn't where it is. Right. So that's his thinking, you know. But yeah, that, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. There's a lot of other complicated parts to this. Absolutely, thing, but um, it, it's a weird one for sure. Fly racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Go down there and uh, and please search, search it out if you can. Thanks, JT, for jumping on. Thank you. Oh, I'm out. Yeah, you're out. Oh, wait. Hey, I needed. I need. I need to mention one thing. Well, no, no. What, what do you got? I Go got. Ahead. We got to mention Pulp Mex Fantasy Outdoor Signups open this week. Join. Way to shoehorn that in there. Yes, please. Nice, nice lead in. Please join that <laughs> uh, outdoor outdoor leagues. If you if you, you can play for free or or pay to play, pay to play, get into drawing for a YZ four fifty F as well. Uh, we give away random prizes each week, so you don't you don't got to be that good at the game. Uh, please join if you can. Jump and join the fun, and uh, we promise that uh, you'll never have more fun following the outdoors. That was a nice job. Uh, I also wanted to mention that we have. Uh, a couple openings at Western Power Sports in oh. the fly racing side, uh, designer and developer, which Ooh. their job titles are fairly similar. You would work on different projects. Designer um, sounds good for me. Gargoyles. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented in that aspect. Um, but, yeah, if you want to uh, get more information, you can go on the Western Power Sports website and uh, send in a resume or worse. Uh, I guess worst case, you could always reach out to me, and I can connect you with the right people. But oh boy, uh, I have been asked by uh, people on our team to spread the word because we're definitely looking for talent. Um, oh, so you, yeah, you got some right here in Vegas. I'm not moving up there, but I'll design from down here. Well, you're already on the payroll, 
So one thing at a time, and I think your talents are much more suited to what you're doing now than I would rather have you drawing gear. You would probably just draw Dalmatians and Gargoyles. Ben Bassett's. Bassett House. <laughs> and Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um, and JT, you'll be in studio soon, right? Looks like it. Oh, uh, yeah. That? Okay. What, two or three weeks? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Looks, yeah. That'll be great. Lynn Studio soon. So, um, all right. Thanks, JT. Okay, guys. Thanks. See you. See you. Later, bro. See you. That's uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. Uh, ORW, they've been on board for us a little bit. They are also on board with Carson Mumford and Cody Shock. And bra- breaking news tonight, ORW, Off-Road Warehouse, proud sponsors of Garrett Marchbanks and Filthy Phil Nicoletti on the Club of Mex team. Wow. ORW, on board. Uh, they're proud to be supporting the Chaparral and the club, guys, of course. It's a place to go for all your truck and off-road accessory needs. They have stores throughout the West Coast, including Temecula, San Diego, and now Corona and Vegas. Stop in to check out the latest truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. Off-road warehouse stores are staffed by knowledgeable expertise team, experience team. Plus, they install everything they sell from the suspension kits, tires, and wheels to steps, bed accessories, and more. Pulp MX code saves you money with offroadwarehouse.com. So go ORW, offroadwarehouse.com. Uh, take your uh, Jeep, truck. What's an Overland? I don't even know what an Overland is. What, what's an Overland? Do uh, we, do Jeep? We, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Not, UTV, uh, whatever it is. Uh, Off-Road Warehouse will dial you in thanks to those guys, and they're supporting the sport. So please support uh, the sport as well if you can and uh, and uh, help those guys out. Oh, John, we have a, um, a special caller on the show. Is this Kristen Anderson? It is. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for calling Hi, in. Hi there. Hey, you guys are doing pretty good, keeping us entertained. We just we were sitting at the island, and my daughter asked if we could call in, so I figured we'd just call in and say hi. Oh, okay. So Angie, your daughter, is also on the line. Oh, Andy. Wow. Oh, Andy. And, and Zane. Okay. And my son Zane. Uh, Zane's a big Pulp fan. Oh, nice. Listener during, so during school. How's John's performance tonight? Like, how's he doing on the show? How are we doing? I, I think I think he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You you can you can borrow him like once a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> I'm we'll, in. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll get we'll get in. Um, Kristen, uh, Chris Kiefer will be coming down soon to pick up some wheels. So just want to let you know okay. on that. She's not coming good, in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Cr- Kristen. While I have you on the line, uh, RJ was on earlier. Do you want to tell that story about when you were a kid and you were a super fan and and, and everything? I I thought I wouldn't go there, and I told Steve, and he told me I was scared. Yeah. I, so now that I, yeah. you're on the line, why don't you tell everybody the story? Are you talking about the diet Pepsi? Story I am. Or? Oh, yeah. what what happened, Kristen? I gotta know. Uh, well, you know, so I was young, I was probably like 10 years old and I was selling, he had come out to a vet race. And so I was selling t-shirts and he sat down with, at the time his, it was his girlfriend. I think her name's Stephanie is his wife's name now. Yep. And they were sitting there and he was drinking a diet Pepsi and he was talking to me and I was just like dying. And then he gets up and he leaves and he left his diet Pepsi can there and I literally grabbed it. I went to the box fan because at the time, you know, box yeah. fans were like a thing. Yeah. And I put it in a plastic bag. I didn't wash it or <laughs> empty it or anything. There was like just a little bit of Diet Pepsi in there. And I still to this day, somewhere in like my memorabilia box, I have that Diet Pepsi can. Wow. 
That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Well, I yeah, mean, look. Was... I'm off the hook. I thought I'd get in trouble for telling no, the story. She tells story. it, and we all get a laugh out of no, it. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> I have a bottle of water on my desk here. Stand it up, John. It's, uh, I don't know who knocked it over. They'll be fired immediately. Uh, I have a bottle of water <laughs> on my desk from Damon Bradshaw. We went mountain biking together, and he asked for a water, and I gave him a water, and he drank that little bit, and then I've never opened it. I even labeled it Damon Bradshaw's <laughs> water. So, Kristen, I could totally, totally right. relate. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, that, honestly, the, he was the man, wasn't he? How cool was RJ? He was. I had, you know, like, I had his, I still have it. I have, like, his, J, when he rode for JT, like, I had JT posters in my room. And, oh, like, not boy. posters, like, from the magazine. I yeah, yeah. posters. But, not like, Jason you know, Thomas, like, right? <laughs> no, no, Please no, say no, not no. Jason Thomas. No, 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 no. 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 Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, JT gear, like, he had, like, the flat top. And, oh, you know, I mean, it was... was he was the yeah, man. It was, he really was. Yeah. Like, I was just, you know, and I was a young kid, and every time I got to see him, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Right, right. Oh, that's a good, yeah. that's great. And guess so, what? What? Yeah. The truth is that Diet that diet Pepsi can is on her nightstand. <laughs> every <laughs> night. Every night. There it is. But you know what, RJ? Who's the big winner in that yep, deal? Yep, exactly. That would be right? me. That would be you. Yeah. Exactly. So. Take, take that, RJ. I like it. My drop. Yeah, I like that. No, that's good. No, John's, John's, I mean, look, he mountain biked. Uh, did you mountain bike today? We didn't. We just oh, drove. you just drove, drove, today. drove today. Okay, so yeah, what an Iron Man. Working all, or playing all weekend with uh, mountain yeah. bikes, and, and then now he drives down to Vegas. He's sitting in the studio, so. Yeah, well, you know, he loves to talk, so. He, oh, wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, well, cool. Thanks for calling in, guys. I All appreciate right, yeah, it. yeah, no problem. You guys are doing great. Oh, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye, Dad. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Look at that. Family calling in for Holy support. mackerel. I'm just in shock that Chris is listening to the show. Yeah, yeah really, right? That's my my wife cool. doesn't listen, and she's upstairs. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, dark side. What's up, boys? What a great guest lineup tonight. Holy oh, just shit. trying to make the wrap-up show even harder for you this week. Yeah, so. fun, buddy. Yep. Dude, it's going to be good. we got Checkers and Wes Williams coming on. Oh, dub-dub. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's going to be fun, man. Just figured I'd call in. Glad to have you back, finally. Well, two weeks off. I didn't want two weeks off, but Mark's demanded it, and he runs the show, and he's going to Mexico, <laughs> and so he demands two weeks off, and that's what we had to do. So you got to give Marks what he asked for, man. He, yeah, without him, there is no Pope show anymore. Nope. Uh, that's what I've heard over and over and over. So uh, <laughs> look for the app to Dark Sides out on Friday. So. I already have it. What are you talking about? Men- oh, okay. Mentiras. What yep. is that? Stop saying. Lies. Stop, lies. Stop saying those lies. words. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what else, Dark Side? What else is going on? Shit, not much. Just ready to get back into it, ready for nationals to kick off. Which nationals are you going to? Do you, have a, do you know any yet? Uh, not many this year. I'm shooting for Bud's Creek and Hangtown. Oh, the last one, Hangtown. Oh. Going to stay with Daniel? Yeah. Get tonight with me. Yeah, I, he doesn't know it, but yeah, that's right. planned. That's fine. Yeah. What would the, <laughs> Either him or Toolman Dan. What would it be like to have the pony in the house? Be good. I mean, well, I'm moving, <laughs> Evan, I'm moving next Evan, weekend, homie. so actually, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be kind of weird because my, my spare room's gone. I think so. we've got to get you pony. We've got to get you out here for a show, too. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm down. We'll uh, we'll have to figure it out. Would you bring your chick, or would you come solo, or how would that work? Can't bring. TJ. I would love to bring my chick, but she's got kids, <laughs> so it just depends on their schedule. Can't bring. Bring the producer. Can't bring TJ. Who's that? <laughs> you said he couldn't come last the time. Producer. The producer. Oh yeah, your producer <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to come sit on the show. Yeah, hey no, Steve, he's... Tony's here. <laughs> That's different. That's different, John. 
Thanks. Thanks for busting me. Sorry. Uh, all right, Dark Side. Anything else? No, man, that's it. I just want to call in, promote the wrap-up. Wrap-up show. Michelin bicycle tires, guts racing, uh, seal savers on Wednesday. and uh, Motorsport. motorsport Motorsport.com as well. So, yeah, looking forward to the wrap-up show. Uh, Checkers and and Dub Dub will be a good one. Good good job. It'll be good. All right, man. All right. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Uh, That's Dark Side, a.k.a. Pony Pod. Uh, Let's get to our next guest here, and then we'll go to commercial break. And we got a race tech rant still coming up, and motorsport.com tweet at Talon. Um, Atlas Brace, of course, has been on our show for for a number of years, and this gentleman on the line has also sat in the co-host chair, I don't know, four or five times, something like that. Uh, he's an all-timer. He's a friend of the show. The Noof, Ryan Lockhart. What's up, Noof? How are you? What's happening, boys? Daniel Blair here, bro. Just coming in. Oh, man. Daniel Blair, the voice of AMA Endurocross. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> damn right. Did you guys ever race much together? I mean, kind of not real. More like an no. Did we? I wonder if you guys ever no. crossed paths. We didn't. No? no. I mean, I went up to Canada a bunch for things with him, but yeah. he didn't. He didn't. No, I don't think you rode. Supercross 2006 450 season. We crossed paths a few times. Oh, yeah, there battling, we go. Battling for probably 15th in a couple LCQs. <laughs> That's where I was that year. Was trying to get that. Just trying to get that 750 dollars. Get uh, that night LCQ show money. money right? Was That's uh, right. night show money? Was he? In, was he in uh, LBZ then? No, uh, I don't remember. Okay, no. I don't remember. Probably Axo. Oh, Axo, another oh, yeah. another big brand. Yeah. <laughs> They gave you 200 bucks, and so you wore it. Yeah, uh, no, I actually got a lot from them, actually. Oh, okay. oh was that the deal that uh, Watson, Watson got, put together Watson, for you? Watson told me to walk into their office and tell them a number, and I'm like, dude, are you serious? He's like, just do it. And I did it, pulled out a contract right there and did it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and it was way more than I was worth. And he told me what to say, how to say it, and yeah, they printed a contract. Uh, that's Watson for you, right? It was amazing. Don't bro me. Uh, hey, what's up, Noof? How are you? Everything good? Are, yeah, no, is, everything's all good. Is your country good, ever going to open up? What's going on with your country? What are you doing up there? Oh, when you were when you were saying there, um, previous co-hosts, it's been it's been a while. It's been man, we're going on we're going to be going on a year and a half since I've been down there. Right, and uh, you know it's been <laughs> it's been a while, but I don't uh, I don't know what the hell is going on, man. I don't think they know. We're so far behind everything else that's going on, yeah. like in the U.S. and. We were we were good for a while, and they said, "Oh yeah, we're going to close the borders for like two weeks." And that was, well, that was you know, thirteen, fourteen months ago now. Yeah. Bend and, the curve. Uh, I don't see it letting up anytime yeah, soon. Flatten that curve. Be a while, yeah. <laughs> flatten the curve. God. <laughs> yeah, and then like that, like down here, like Texas and Florida is just wide open, dude. <laughs> like 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 wide oh, open. Yeah. It's such a drastic. And I'm not. This isn't turning into a political thing, but you just wonder like who's. What who's whose officials are right here? What politicians are right here? Like I don't know, right? Like yeah. they're just like God. So it's amazing. Well, the, cra- the crazy thing, the crazy thing is, is that like when this whole thing's and I don't want this to turn into a big COVID thing, but like some of the things are so crazy. Like for for example, like in British Columbia where I live, we are not allowed interprovincial travel. So that means we are not a- supposed to leave from one health region to the next. So. They have roadblocks set up on our highways if I want to drive from Langley, where I live, to Kamloops, so three-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. I have to go through a road check, like 20 police officers asking where you're going, your ID, like the full deal. Like, right. that's how nuts it is yeah. right now. Dude. It's just, and, like, you're not even trying to go to another province. You're staying 
in the same province, right? Like, yeah, it's insane, totally. right? Driving. Yeah. yeah. Driving from one place to another. But, so. but, yeah, uh, it's nuts, but I don't know. Hopefully well, soon. We'll always have the uh, CR500 handoff that I did last last <laughs> March or whatever. Yeah. When I drove we'll up there. I always remember that. You, and you picked What's up. What's the uh, Canadian oh. National Preview Show? Galdi. Uh, yeah, I, we got to work on that. Uh, Noof, when's the series start? Well, nobody knows. Nobody knows <laughs> for sure. You said you can't even cross the, provinces. The official, the official date, well, the, the non-official date is July 2nd, which is a Friday. They're going to do a Friday-Sunday event um, at Walton as the first round. So that's what they're saying. Okay. I mean, literally the tracks just opened this past weekend in Ontario, so there's been no tracks open um, and whatnot. So I say still 50-50 chance that that's going to fly. I mean, July's not that far away. No. Um some of these provinces don't even want you traveling through. They want you to quarantine. It's just completely, it's nuts. So I don't know if they're saying July 2nd, but yeah. I guess we'll and, see. And everything, we'll a little bit of time. and everything will be in Ontario and Quebec? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing, I think, eight rounds. So there will be some Fridays and Sundays, right. like I said, because some of the teams can't get their full you know, sponsorship money unless they have, like, a legit eight rounds. So it will be, like, go for Walton, Sandalee, two Quebec rounds, and then um, back to Walton again. So Well... The uh, the construction worker Galdi will he be ready to go for a preview? Like will he will he will he know what's going on? Well, he's working a real job now, so we're going to have to work around his schedule. Okay. You know how he always used to bitch at us. You know, yeah, I'm ready to go now. Well, some of us fucking work, Galdi. Yeah, but now he he knows now, so I don't know what we're going to do. We might have okay. to replace him. Yeah, maybe we'll just call someone else up. Honestly, I haven't yeah. watched a Canadian national in a few years on TV yeah. or anything, but I still listen to your guys' pre- and post-show of that series yeah. just because it's, it's you three. It's just, it's just awesome. No. It's, it's just, really good. I don't even know who you're talking about, half of them, and right. I'm like, I love it. No, it's amazing. It's it's three of us just like literally like no it. fucks given. Just <laughs> It is great. Right, I know, I know. It's something it's something special. So even if there, if there is no series, can you guys still do one like a what if? Sure. Like yeah, what would have happened? Yeah, yeah, we can. Because it's good. Part one and two. Well, and then when you combine the Canadian Canadian motocross politics and the team switches. Well, that's my favorite part. Right. Is and all of us just, are like, we don't even know what this guy's doing. <laughs> like, yeah, is he racing yeah. anymore? Yeah, I think so. He'll he'll be fifth. <laughs> like, just, I love it. Yeah, I love it because I'm right. I'm just along for the ride because right, I right. think you guys are too. I, yeah, and so. the great thing about me too is I can drop bombs and I'm never going to the race. Right, so, so I can tell. I can tell you. I can tell you're not worried about being there. Well, no, I'm not. Well, listen, Cole Thompson, he's going to race the first round of this national. He's a, he's a douchebag, but he, so I may see him at Paula. But that, okay. that's my biggest – that's where the guy where I'm like, he's an idiot. Like, I'm not a fan. But he's racing Paula. Yeah, he's hanging on to all those things you said about him for the last five years on this Canadian pod. So I'm sure he Watch is. Uh, T-Dags is racing too, Paula. Tyler Medaglia. Yeah. 450. Both of those guys were a bit of a surprise. I mean, obviously, T-Dags not such a surprise in the fact that he's not scared to do it. Yeah. Um, but with his program this year, I mean, he's not really committed to do – any full series, so I guess it kind of makes yeah. sense. But I mean, he lives in Nova Scotia, and Paula is the furthest one besides <laughs> Washougal. Like, God. like it, logistically, it didn't really make sense. But Cole yeah. Thompson, where the hell did that come from? Like, he hasn't. Yeah, he, he just likes to do his his eight rounds and and call it a year, right? right so right. I was kind of shocked on that. I don't know. Maybe KTM's putting the pressure on him a little bit. I mean, his last few outdoor seasons haven't been no spectacular to say the least, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of interesting. Yeah, where's Pettis at in his uh, recovery? 
Well, that's a big question mark, to be honest with you. I was at a track this weekend in um, Kamloops where we've we've had nationals before, and he was actually supposed to come, but uh, he didn't show up. So I don't even know if he's back riding yet. Like it's, I think the the delays in the series, of course, have been a blessing for for him. But I think it's going to be a slow start for him. I'm sure he's working hard, but I don't think he's got much time on the bike at all, if if any, at this point. So how were you able to go to Kamloops then with the border, with the the thing? Were they letting well, you do it? Or? I told the, the nice police officer I was going to Alberta for a job interview. Oh, so. nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're not pulping extra so, Yeah. And they, uh, they wish me luck. They wish me luck. So, um I, don't um, know. I didn't let him go. But. Uh, and how are you? Uh, you back riding? You're, you're getting back into it. Your your, your kids getting yeah, into it. It's a scary uh, the thing. Mini dad stuff. Yeah. is what I want to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah, full mini dad. But you guys got to listen to this. I have 31 hours on my bike this year. Like this is inc- like 31 hours. It's more than I did the last two two seasons. I was so say, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds um, good. Yeah. Did you see my Instagram video from the other day? Did no, you see that I didn't. little dragon. I did. Yeah. No. Thought it was an old video. It was an old video. No, I thought it was an old video. Just, <laughs> I thought it was like a hashtag flashback Friday or something. Did you see the video of Nuth no. pushing his bike up the finish line? No. I talked to somebody who told me that was photoshopped. <laughs> that didn't really happen. <laughs> Nuth, confirm or deny? No, it's true. It's a true story. He ran out of gas, or I don't even know what happened. Nuth pulled a rhino. Just yeah, pulled a rhino. The, the cylinder snapped in half. KTM two fifty um, two thousand three snapped in half with like a half a lap to go and uh treadwell was the mike treadwell was racing slash team manager crazy shit that happened in canada like that doesn't normally happen um and tread comes around and i'm sitting on the side of the track and he, he like slows right down i think he's in like fifth or sixth in the moto he slows right down he says you better get pushing and i don't mean back to the pits Really? Like, Damn. Oh, I, better, I better fucking push the bike. Newf probably had Don't Stop Believing just playing oh, in his head the whole sure. way. Don't stop That's oh, pushing well, the that bike. Was, that was the first moto. The second moto, I came off and Tred was like, what happened? I'm like, well, you made me push my fucking bike across the line. I had nothing left. <laughs> I'm tired. The moto, so. <laughs> the Canadian moto where the manager slows down while in fifth to ask how the bike is, how the rider's doing. It was bike broke. Right? True story. Hey, yeah, hey Noof, tell, tell Steve about your uh, bull riding um, career. <laughs> well, that was a one and done, like many things. It's a very short career. Down, but that was, yeah, that was a very short. No. Very short snapped uh, wrist in Chico, California. We were partying um, in Chico, and he went on a mechanical bull, snapped his wrist. Why were you in Chico? Well, Eric Nye. Oh, Nye, oh, Nye guy. Yeah, yeah right, there and, we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we spent the night in the hospital with Noof, dude, riding a mechanical bull. <laughs> Jesus, no. The mechanic, the mechanic gets injured before the season starts. Yeah, he was. He couldn't wrench on Eric's bike because he snapped his wrist. God. <laughs> um, so you're getting into it. Your kid's getting into it. This is you being a moto dad now, like like Blair here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been riding lots, and and he's been liking it. So yeah, I don't know. We're uh, we're getting ready for Walton end of August. Is, is he into plan. it though? Like he he wants to go. He's he's pushing you to go. Like he's. I mean, he's not like dragging me out of bed every morning to go but i mean he likes being at the track and oh, he likes awesome. yeah i mean he likes it i mean he rides all day and we're kind of in that transition from little mini tracks to big tracks so that's been frustrating because he doesn't he wants to continue to ride the mini tracks but if yep. he's going to race we race on the big tracks for the 50s which is dumb up here but um right yeah so we've been 
We've been fighting, fighting with that. I got to check myself once in a while. Well, actually, quite often, like to calm down, just because it's frustrating. And he is only five, um, so yeah. It's, yeah. Daniel can attest it's uh, it's stressful at times, but yet fun. Well, listen. you gotta you gotta eliminate the the bar if you want to enjoy this. If you have like a bar that needs to be met. Oh yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Just get rid of that because it'll never be met, and you'll always be pissed. So, so just whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Just. Have fun out there, little buddy. Like, seriously. And if yeah. they, they want to want it, they'll want it. And if right. they don't, otherwise you'll be just pissed. Right. My kid tells me he wants to be the best in the world, and then he will miss his first moto because he's playing in the dirt somewhere. Right. So, <laughs> like, so yeah. just. Yeah. Hard to be the best in the world. Just, when Dad, you're... I want to be like Cooper Webb someday. And then first moto, I'm like, where the hell is he? And he's like gone. Nowhere to be found. He's playing with his friends in the dirt. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, have fun, have fun, Ryan. You're gonna have a fun couple of years, yep. buddy. Exactly. Hey, and it only gets worse when they get better because they start teasing you with skill. But the other, <laughs> but the other shit don't go away. Right, right, so, right. Have fun. Uh, well, like any, like anything, like anything in the sport, like like I teach, I still teach like schools and, and lessons and one-on-one stuff up here. And my fucking kid will not listen to me for the like anything. So I got to get Moff and Buyer, who's at the track quite often, to be like. Can you go tell my kid like he's got to do this? Because he will not listen to one word I say. He doesn't think that I'm fast. He doesn't think that I can ride overly well. And he'll only listen to the people that he looks up to, which I totally understand. It is his level, right? So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you're just like, what the hell? What's going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, new, I'm, train- you- I'm training kids. I'm I'm training kids at the track, and then I'm paying Mothenbauer to train my own kids <laughs> at the track the same day. Yeah. Yeah. New, have you talked to Eric Nye about his kid in BMX? I talked to Eric a couple times a month, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty deep into it. It looks like pretty heavy. We have the same comments. We're both frustrated. Yeah, frustrated dads. Yeah, it's frustrated dads club. Join. Uh, Ryan uh, Lockhart on the Pulp Mix Show, presented by motorsport.com. A decal works in the fly racing. Of course, the Atlas Brace guys as well. Uh, so when we do go racing, Dylan Wright's got to be the, the guy, right, uh, Noof? I mean, Phil, Phil's been riding with him a little bit down at club and says he's hauling ass again. So, Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty hard to argue that he wouldn't pick up where he left off last or maybe even, maybe even be a bit better, I think, is – his training, obviously, with things that are going down, he only spent a couple t- couple weeks down south, and he did train with Phil, which I thought was cool, like club. Um, so, obviously, he wanted to surround himself with some good guys, and I think it's good. But, I mean, my my only question mark that anybody that that's in that class right now, because we lost Phil, we lost Gurky, but obviously Gurky last year wasn't the same Gurky that we've seen in, in the past. But I don't know. Cole Thompson's the only question mark because he has the skill – um, a Bill and Wright. He has the speed, but we just never seen that. So he, he's just a question mark for me. But I think that you know, if Dylan comes out firing like he did last year, they're obviously not starting at Gopher, um, right. which last year they did. Yeah. And Dylan just worked everybody, and then everybody was like, "Well, what's going to happen the next weekend?" We went to Walton, which is hard packed and ruts where Cole really excels. Well, Dylan worked them there too. So. Cole rides really good at Walton, so that might give him a little bit of confidence because he struggles a little bit in the sand. But um, I just, I, I mean, man, he was dominant last year, and there's not one person that, even in the class that would say any different. Yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be. I think it's his championship to lose for sure. Whenever it gets started, and whenever that thing gets yeah. open, man, you, you and Galdi got to come down and race the WUSA World Vets because, um, you know, the the Gal- Galdzilla versus Kong battle that we saw. <laughs> 
was amazing. We got to pick that back up. So, you know. Yeah. Well, that. Well, Dolby did that. What's going on two years ago? Because he didn't yeah. go last year, right? Right. Of things, but yeah, he hit that whole like he's losing his thunder a little bit because he's kind of rode that wave for for two years almost now. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to need to back it up. Um, and I know he's been riding a little bit too, but I've been anxious. I wanted to do it. And we were talking pretty serious, but I don't know. I mean, maybe by October, November, things are open, but it's yeah. so fucking hard to plan I'd, anything right I'd now. I'd really like so, to see you, you know. two on the line together, and, and that would make for a great Monday Night Pulp show. Well, I don't know if we will be on the line because he's in the 40 class, and I know he – well, actually, he did, he did ride one of the 30 classes last time he went, yeah. so yeah. it's hard to say. Right. It's well, we'll make it say. happen. John will make yep. it happen. John can ah. pull strings at that race, and if we could just – could we just do a five-lap Galdi Noof? Like – yeah, grudge match, like, yeah. A, like WWE grudge right. match. Yeah. It, yeah, and Ryan, we talked before, and I told you there's an entry waiting for you, so all we have to do is get you down yeah. here. Well, so, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're good you know, to go. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's on my on my to-do list, and uh, yeah, we'll make it happen. Kiefer's got the bike. So opens back up. Kiefer will get the bike, So we'll my, make it happen. My question is, Steve, yeah. is it going to be three in a row? Starting line follies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. I really hope not. You're in, right? I mean, I think so, yeah. yeah I got I got to do my prep. My, my field Yamaha, of dreams. My their field track of, sponsor, right, your my, blue crew. My field of dreams prep. I don't know, WUSA World Fitter X. than ever? Uh, I don't know about fitter than ever. But we yeah. need you there. Uh, I'll, get you, I'll get there, yeah. Is yeah. there an e-bike race? You know what? <laughs> what? We, are, we actually just had a meeting with Bud and Lori really? the other day, and I brought that up about maybe intense... Oh, doing yeah. an e-bike race. Oh, then, yeah. I'm, then I'm in. Yep. Then yep. I'm in. Yep. Uh, Noof, um, Atlas Brace, of course, uh, uh, part big part of uh, the sport uh, up there in Dylan Wright wearing it to championships up there. Chase Sexton wore one to a championship down here. Uh, uh, Martin Davos is wore it. Kyle Chisholm presently wears it. You guys got the Atlas uh, Brace, the Atlas Air. You've got the Atlas Tyke. Atlas Vision, something new for you guys. We'll see. Uh, we'll see Phil in one of these. Atlas Vision braces, they're $199. are available for pre-order now. What was the uh, the Brady and Brad and yourself and the guys down there, what was the sort of genesis of starting this thing? Yeah, sort of back it up a little bit. It's been a it's been about a three-year process that we've been working on this thing. And obviously, it would have been released a lot sooner if the, the pandemic didn't happen and whatnot with delays in production and everything else. So not the best time to be trying to launch a new product into the market with how crazy things are and, and whatnot right now. But, um, yeah, we finally got there. And um, we actually, you know, Tanner Ward wore up here all last year to do some pre, you know, some pre-production um, testing on it mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. So, yeah, it was kind of a, a project that's been in the works for a little while. And, you know, we've had the air brace um, since going back to, like, 2015, 2016, and have made some improvements to it over time and whatnot, but we we kind of felt like a couple of years ago that we got to a point that like we made all the changes that we could. We made it, you know, obviously the safety of it is excellent and it's top notch, but we got to a point to where how are we going to get more people in these? How are we going to, you know, get more braces on bodies and whatnot? And the error only works for a certain demographic of people. Like, you need to – not everybody can get comfortable on it, and there's no question about that. And I've said that a million times on the show, that the neck brace isn't for everybody. It has to fit, and it has to fit perfect um, in order to be comfortable, and especially for the higher-level athletes, you know, you need it to be absolutely perfect. So 
we were like, how the hell are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Um, and whatnot. So Brady started working on it. He actually had some top guys reach out to him and say, you know, this is what we'd like. And, and how, you know, can you do this? And can you do that? And so we've had a few different designs of it and whatnot and have let guys try it and this and that. And it's gotten to the point to where we felt pretty comfortable with the testing and everything like that that went into it. Um, so, yeah, we released it today. Uh, well, the launch was today, and we'll have product in the in the building here in a couple of weeks. It's delayed, of course, with everything else. But, right, right. Yeah, about a week and a half. In the ocean. Weeks, um, yeah. we'll, have, we'll have product in the building. So, yeah, we're excited. And we got Phil on board with it. I started talking to him last uh, at Sandalee last year, and he I kind of showed him some photos of it. And, yeah, he was on board, and he likes it. And I think that the biggest thing is is, it's not the same as the Atlas Air. We're not even calling it a neck brace. It's a compre- anti-compression collar. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have the same safety by any means as what the Air. So somebody like Dylan Wright, Kyle Chisholm, go down the line that currently wears the Air Brace, they're not going to switch to this. This isn't the new Atlas Brace, which that's been a big part of my day today with the launch. Lots of people asking, hey, when can I get this new one? Why haven't I got the new one yet? So... Well, if you're comfortable with what what we currently have, then you won't be, you know, switching over to this. So, it's uh, it's literally just compression only, so no hyperextension or hyperflexion protection because it doesn't have the the legs, um, the back legs, and obviously the chest supports and stuff like the like the air. So, it's going to fit a much much wider range of people. So, thick chest, short neck different chest protectors, lots of different variations that can go into this, and it's going to work uh, really well in the off-road world. That's a place where there's not many neck braces. So the guys that are riding trails and whatnot that are looking up big hills or looking down, um, the thing, I mean, literally when you wear it, it feels like you're wearing nothing. So you have like 100% range of motion no matter what um, all the time. And it's got the uh, uh, what are you guys calling that compression foam um, in D3O. it? D three O. Yeah. D three O. So the D three O is actually what makes it like so crazy with as far as how much you know the anti compression that it that it helps with. So the D three O stuff um, really helps really helps with that. Sixty six more range of motion. Sixty six percent more range of motion. Fifty percent better force protection. Forty five percent lower rate. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's all stuff that. Yeah, some guys, like you said on this show over and over, can't wear one, can't wear a neck brace. No. Their helmets, no. their necks, their chests, whatever it is. So this yeah. is something to look at. Yeah, no, it's like I said, you know, we you know, we still sell a lot of airs, and, you know, the company is doing well overall, but we obviously want to grow. That's the whole point of being in business. And we just, like, felt we, we weren't going to attract any new non-neck brace guys with what we currently had like they had it in their mind whether it was right or wrong that no we can't wear this it's too restrictive and whatnot so this thing here like literally you know i've been letting guys try it you know i've had i've had one for for a few months now i've been letting guys try it at the track we just did a deal with moffenbeyer he was not a neck brace guy he puts this thing on so i can't feel it so why wouldn't i wear this if it's going to help with some safety so in the same with phil like phil's not a neck brace guy never has been you know, he goes, well, why wouldn't I wear this? If I can't feel it and it doesn't hinder me when I ride, then why not? Right, it's right. going to, it's giving me some sort of safety. And, and then, yeah, there you go. So we're excited about it. I think that, like I said, the biggest thing is we're going to attract new customers to the, to that safety device and safety product. And, um, and yeah, it so, should be good. So unlike the Atlas air, it'll help with the, uh, with the side to side stuff. I mean, un- the Atlas air helps with the front to back. This goes side to side. 
you don't have those braces well, no, on the front, right? Not necessarily oh. side to side. It's more over the handlebars, head first into something. So impact on the front or top of your helmet where your neck really gets compressed down into your spine, in which that's the actual most dangerous break because it causes burst fractures when you take that compression from the top of the head. Mm, yeah. um, so that's what it has to do with. Cool. Will this uh, come out for kids? Yeah, so the kids one is obviously, and I think that's really where we're going to kill it. And, Daniel, you know this firsthand. You know, Evan was a neck brace guy, and as he grows, the helmets get bigger, his shoulders get bigger, his neck maybe gets shorter. It's so hard to always, you know, their bodies are changing weekly, daily, monthly, whatever you want to call it. Lots of these kids can't wear them anymore, and I totally understand it. My kid is an example. Like, my, my son doesn't wear a neck brace because his helmet literally rests on his shoulders because the helmets are so big. So the kid thing is going to be super key for us, and it's probably realistically six months, 12 months down, down the road, I'm hopeful for. Um, we wanted to come out with the adult stuff first, so it's just two sizes. So it's not quite as um, size-specific as the air with the small, medium, large. Um, we have small, medium as one size and large, extra large as the as the second size. AtlasBrace.com. The Pulp of Mexico works with this vision, with the vision one? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Sweet. Pulp of Mexico. Save with the Atlas Air. Can okay. we renew our deal for this year? I can't even remember. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Jeez, I haven't really checked with Brad and the boys down there. Uh, so please use that code, Pulp of to save at atlasbrace.com on the Vision or on the Atlas Air or the Atlas Tyke Vision or Atlas Tyke Brace as well. Um, did you listen to the pod I did with uh, Chris Leah, your competitor there in the race game? I did. I did. I listened to the whole thing. And it was, I mean, what a crazy time right now. And I don't want to get into a whole Rhino debate, but I got to bring it up a little bit because there's so many fucking rhino comments today on the on our atlas post and on your pulp post and yeah. anybody that shared this this vision thing it was like literally rhino 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 so i think it's awesome plus i think that the chris leat dr chris leat uh pod was fantastic it, it couldn't have come at a better time yeah. to be honest with you yeah. with all the bullshit yep. that's been going on over the last you know 3 4 months i mean rhino's always been anti neck brace but for whatever reason over the last like i said 3 or 4 months it's kind of sparked up again. So with with Liat doing that and with us launching this new product, I think it it's kind of ironic that it's happened timing wise. It's kind of been a little bit weird, but I think it's awesome for the for you know what we're doing. I can't keep track of Rhino. We had a we had a conversation on the phone a couple of weeks ago. He told me Marvin Muscan can't win anymore. He hasn't adapted his technique. He's not he's not able to to adapt. And then Marvin wins Salt Lake City, and Rhino puts out a post about how Marvin has adapted. Ten yeah. days earlier, Marvin couldn't win. But in ten days, Marvin adapted to win now. And then he said, the neck braces, you can't win with neck braces. And I said, Ryan Villapoto wore every kind of brace there was. Ne- wrist, yeah. neck, knee, and won all the time. And he said, that's the yeah. old school way of doing it. And then he said, look at Jason Anderson. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Rhino, Jason Anderson's not winning right now, and he won with a neck brace. So... What are you talking about? Like, I couldn't – I don't know where he's going with this. And, I, and I've called him out on his Instagram a little bit. Again, I like Rhino. You can have an opinion. That's fine. But for him, he's, ta- he's starting to go way to the side where his is the only opinion that matters. And I would like to know yeah. where he gets this stuff from. You can have an opinion because well, I certainly have one. But the way he's going at it, I- I'm like, dude, you can't just show Marvin Muscan 
saying he's adapted and that's why he's winning when you told me on the phone 10 days earlier Marvin hasn't adapted. Yeah. I, I don't get it. No, I, it's it's crazy. And, like, and you know, he does have a lot of good points, like to his riding technique and everything like that. I don't discredit any of that stuff. But what really bothers me is when he's telling these kids, these these weekend warriors, I don't care so much about the pro guys. Like, they're going to do what they want to do. If they can feel 0.1% more comfortable on the track, you guys know as well as I know. They're going to do it. It doesn't, it <laughs> right. doesn't matter. To sa- safety doesn't matter to those guys. As they much. don't wear chest protectors. If they, if they think if they can cutting one finger off their glove so they can have better feel on their <laughs> fucking grip, they're going to do gonna it. I was going to say, like, literally, right, like, right. that's how it is. If they could shave but, 0.1 by not wearing lenses in the goggles, lenses would be gone. Lenses they would, would be all right, be gone. Right. <laughs> but where, where I was going with that, the problem I have is telling these kids, these weekend warriors, Jersey, when he shows the when he shows his video of his jer- his gear bag and he has his protection, he's saying his jersey is protection. Are you kidding me, man? Like you're you're hurting these these guys. Like yeah, this is dangerous. What he's what he's playing with. So that really bothers me, and it's caused a whole shitstorm for us. Like, and I'm sure with A stars, and I'm sure with Viet and everything else, um, with Atlas being ours, and we're really only in the neck brace market. A little bit of protection. But it's a shitstorm, man. I walked down the fucking pits at the track, and people, you what Rhino said? You hear what Rhino said? And I'm like, man, take it for what it's worth. I, I said, just follow him for a little bit, and then you guys can make it. Right, you may, yeah. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna shit on him because it's not worth it, right? He shits on us, and that's fine. That's his character. But I'm not going to shit on him because just, yeah. just follow him for a little well, bit, look, and that, that will tell the story. Chris Lee on my podcast said he offered to fly Rhino to South Africa on his dime, on yeah. Lee's dime. He said he can set up a motocross school so he can make extra money in South Africa. Come to Liat. Yep. I'll show you what I'm doing. If you're still not a believer, no problem, Chris said. No no issues. And and Rhino wouldn't take him up on it. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's not even, it's not even worth it. Yeah. it's uh, It's got to be frustrating for sure. Um, Atlasbrace.com. Yeah. I'm interested, interested to see what he's going to have to say about this thing. Though. I mean, he might not even say anything because I still literally think when you listen to him talk, he's still talking about – the 2006 Leah Brace. I, I agree. Out. Like things I agree. have changed, I, and that's and that part's really frustrating as well. Yeah, I don't so. think he's taking the time to actually look into this and, and try one and look at them and see the evolution of neck braces. I just no, he doesn't want right, to. Doesn't right. want to know any more than he than he thinks he knows. So. Right, right, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him and uh, Dr. Chris Leah uh, have a conversation. It'd be it'd be fantastic. So. Yeah. Um, well, Noof, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, good to talk to you again. Um, I look forward to our group. I'm in a group text with Galdi, Noof, and Digger, uh, Derek Schuster, mm-hmm. who owns Go for Dunes. It's comedy. It's just it's comedy. Galdi yeah, well, is get it angry. Get it on a pod. It's been yeah. quiet lately, though. It's been very quiet because I think Galdi's upset with the, everything. I don't think Galdi's happy. Well, so. he's a working man now, right? So he gets up at you know seven in the morning or six in the morning, and yeah. he goes to bed at eight at night. He's he's on a different schedule, so that's the yeah. We got to fire. We got to get him. We got to get him snapped out. We so. do. We got to make some sort of hot take on there to get him going. Yeah. Just start calling him out for stuff. Yep. Like all the things he's ever said wrong. Yeah. He'll fire him up. He'll make him want to get right, back on right. the pod. Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, well, all his, all his races have been canceled too, right? His ammo thing. So yep. I'm sure the stress level is a little, little high. But I heard they're going back racing here in a few weeks. Uh, so he'll I'm be, sure he'll, he'll be better. Uh, he'll yeah. be happy. And he's, he's doing the 50 dad life too. He bought his kid, kids two e-bikes and they've been ripping. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's still all in. 
uh, atlasbrace.com. Use the code PulpMX to save on the new Vision or the uh, Atlas Tyke or the Atlas Air, of course. Thanks for the support over the years, uh, new from you guys. I appreciate it. Um, good luck with the new product. And, yeah, let's get you down here as soon as those borders open, man. As soon as it opens up, I'll be there. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you. Right, see you. Later, new. That's Ryan, uh, the new Flockhart. Let's go to commercial break here on the show. we got the Race Tech rant when we come back from commercial. The Motorsport.com tweeted Talon. John Anderson, Daniel Blair here. Uh, we got a little bit more to go on the show. So thanks for hanging in there, everybody. Uh, it's been a good one. So I mean, anytime you got Rick Johnson and Jeremy McGrath on the line. I'm I mean, still it's just, mesmerized. It's amazing, right? And Kristen Anderson. That too, of course. Yeah. I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come right back after this commercial break, everybody. Thanks for listening. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? 
Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. 
Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships. 
works and one moto not so much worksconnection.com pulp mx20 is the code to save please check them out all new 2021 products now available thanks for listening Paul Mitchell presented by motorsport.com. Decal Works. Fly Racing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Rick Johnson, Jeremy McGrath, Ryan Lockhart, Zach Osborne, Ian Treadle for coming on tonight. Really nice to be back with you guys after a couple weeks off. Uh, John Anderson and Daniel Blair in studio here. Having a grand old time here. Uh, lots to talk about still when it comes to the sport. Uh, thanks to the motorsport.com guys. Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains. Folks at FMF, of course, we're giving away two pairs of FMF goggles. Atlas Neck Brace, the Atlas Vision is out. Uh, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing. Love the guys at Guts Racing. Just did some foam for me for Project 500, so thanks to those guys for doing that. They're a great NorCal company where Daniel Blair is from. Andy and everybody at Guts is just... Uh, Terrific people down Andy there. Greg is the man. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah, Andy. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, WUSA, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleMissyJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us. Thanks to the folks at Michelin, of course. Our buddy Randy Richardson out at the GNCC this weekend. Michelin is supporting that GNCC series with, with uh, contingency and with product support and everything else. It's a big step up for those guys. So thanks to the folks at Michelin for coming on board. Get the Starcross 5s, will you? Same tire that I run on my uh, Blue Crew bike. And uh, they've got them for uh, mini cycles now. They've got the full line of tires, whether it's uh, Enduro, uh, Enduro Extreme tire, whether it's the Michelin Power 5 tire, the Commander 3 Cruiser, whether it's a street bike, a trials bike, a mountain bike a dirt bike michelin will have something for you man uh, motorcycle.michelinman.com and remember randy richardson best job out there he's got a great job really really great job so uh you can see that each and every day on his instagram thanks to michelin for coming on board race tech ran of the night pulp 21 is the code to save with race tech thanks to those guys uh get your bike some love uh john you are a former mechanic and uh you know how well a bike works with fresh suspension and fresh bushings and seals it's amazing that these guys don't do it more often. So yep. uh, use Race Tech to get your suspension serviced. They do motor work as well, those guys, and they do a really good job. The Nuclear Blast Yamaha team runs Race Tech. Michael Lessi, Race Tech rider as well over the years. A lot of championships and uh, race wins for the folks at Race Tech. So call there, get your work done to your bike, and mention Pulp MX. They'll give you a discount. My Race Tech rant is, is easy. I, I think I was tweeting about this a couple weeks ago. And I did a podcast with Adam C. and Cirillo where he said he got some flack of this because these, and John, you know this well, the, the public tracks, it's insane that these guys go to public tracks to practice for the Nationals. I mean, Barsha's out there with 50s and 60s. Adam got in, Adam said he caught some shit because it, there, there was a photo of him that where he pushed this guy like out of, this, out of a rut. Like this guy that looks like me on a bike, he just pushed him out of a rut and took off. We had, we've had injuries before. Dean Wilson got hurt on a public track. Uh, Jason Anderson got hurt on a public track, I think. 
Husqvarna at one point said no one could ride public tracks. Remember that? That was a couple yep. years ago. Well, they're back riding public tracks now, so I don't know what happened there. To rent a track is what, John? A thousand bucks? Two thousand bucks? I don't even think it's that much, depending on the day yeah, or that, yeah. the track. So let's I, go a thousand bucks. Yeah, a thousand bucks to rent a track a day. Yeah, get uh, three OEMs to type in, throw in three hundred dollars. You'll have a, a groomed track or rough. They'll leave it rough if you want. They've certainly done that, and you don't got to worry about fifties and sixties and quads out there. And like I've been there, man. I got passed by AC last year at Glen Helen. I, I've been on the track with these guys. They go by you. You don't even know they're coming because they're going so much faster. And if you're just like screw it, I'm going to pull off the track here. You're not meaning to do it, but they're coming that, up at that's you. That's usually where yeah. the problem happens. They're, they're, was when they get, I mean, that, my last broken femur, my second one, was from a guy getting out of my way, right into my way, and I hit him and snapped my femur. So it, that's the scariest part, Steve, is when they are trying to get out of your way. You don't see Lewis Hamilton on the go-kart track warming up. You don't see you know, Roger Federer doesn't take it to the uh, courts uh, down the street to start warming up for the for – the, you just don't see it. We got million dollar athletes, million dollar programs on the line here, and they're out with quads and fifties at Glen Helen. Like it makes no sense to me. Rent the fucking track. You can Glen Helen goes Tuesdays and Thursdays, so rent it on Mondays and Wednesdays. They'll certainly do that for you. Paula, can you? Can, hold on, wife just screamed. And wait for it. Oh, oh wow. She, okay, all right. I thought this scored. Um. It doesn't make any sense to me. These OEMs don't get together. Like, I get it. Like, they're competitive, and they don't really want to know what everybody's doing, and I get that. But, dude, it's better that than, you know. I, don't you think that that mentality has got to ju- – they got to move on from that? It all comes down to what they do on race day anyway. It's all about the mental side, all that. What you do on a practice day, if you're all out there together, you should not be hiding. Uh, uh, what are you well, okay, hiding? Well, okay, well, what is the reason, though? Because it's not money, right? Because they spend a lot of money. It's $300 each, let's say, 1000 bucks to rent a track. Like, what's the – are they not talking? Do they not want to talk to each other? Do they – what could be the issue where you, would go to, you wouldn't go to Glen Helen on a Monday and a Wednesday and get your testing in there and don't go a Tuesday and Thursday when half of the Southern California is out there on quads and 50s? Or just make it more organized to where you, yeah, you all collectively go, hey, okay, from the last super, or from whatever, to the first round at Paula, let's pick these three tracks, these three days, these are our pro days, let's contact these tracks, let's make this official, let's put out a calendar that says, these are the test days, you know, like car racers right, yeah, have test yeah, NASCAR days, and, and, and you all come together, guys, and again, it's not the financial side, you, got, you pay these guys millions of dollars. And just make it organized because then the pros will be better too because they're not having to dodge kids. It's, I, I don't, it's I don't understand. It's part be, of our sport. It's got to be just lack of communication with each other. It's, I don't, I don't know I, what else it could be because I, it is dangerous. What's it, what's it going to take? We already had guys get hurt at public tracks. Like, what else is it going to take? Well, like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, how about hurting just regular <clears throat> riders or kids? I mean, the sport is like I said, the sport is growing right now. It's in a good spot. There's a lot of participants. Let's not screw it up by something stupid happening. So I, I, I'm, okay. figure out you a could, way to you protect could even do this. themselves. That's you could I'm even saying. do this, and I don't know if Glenn Helen would do this because notoriously they're really hard to work with. Sorry, John, but they are. But you could go like, hey, Lori, we want 12 to 2 for the pros, and we'll pay for that. You know what I mean? Like we'll pay, pay to, extra. Pay, pay extra to have 12 to 2 for the pros, and then you know, kind of tell people who come to the gate, like, hey, man, you can't ride 12 to 2 or whatever. It takes a little bit of enforcement, so that's where Glenn Helen would, would maybe not do it because it would take <clears> – <throat> Five people to kind of like, hey, who are you? Like, why are you out there? You know what I mean? Because maybe people Well, they'd know. get the hint quick. Everyone would figure it out. But still, but I'm that, saying like, that blows me away just about the difference between NorCal and SoCal. In NorCal, the practices are split. 
Minis have their own practice. They get the first 20 minutes, and then the last 40 are open. And then I've gone to SoCal with my kid before. I've taken him to State Fair in Paris, and I'm, like, scared shitless because he's out there. This is a year ago when he was on a 65. But I'm just like, I don't even want him out there. And then they're just there's 50s out there learning how to ride, and you have since around. I mean, I don't understand why these teams don't get together. Don't, it's it's mind blowing to me because I don't either. It, it's not just nuts. And and again, it's to protect our star athletes that we want to perform on tele. I mean, that yep. you know, the sport is uh, all fans of. It's also to protect the young riders, the kids, yeah. the vet riders. These things have happened. Figure something out. It would take a 20-minute phone call to figure it out, I guys. I don't know, man. It's 20 minutes. Race tech round of the night, for sure. I've watched them like the 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 straightaway before you go on the tabletop over the star straight at Glen Helen. Like, I've watched, like, I think it was uh, Shimoda last year. Like, I watched him go far right, far left, far right. Like, he was just weaving through, like, six guys at, like, Mach 10. Kid doesn't know any better. Like you can't you can't blame him or whatever. But dude, if one thing went wrong right there, Joe Shimoda's on the ground. You know what I mean? He's just playing Frogger with vets and fifties and sixties and dudes like me. That, I just it's insane. Just stop it, everybody. And again, I don't even think it. Figure needs it to, out. I don't even think it needs to be rent the whole place to yourself kind of thing. It's hey at nine, eleven, and one. It's a 45-minute session. Everyone get off the track. Pros get three 45-minute sessions for the day, and then they're not allowed to go out any other time. It's just having a yeah. set time that these guys get to go so they takes, all know. That takes enforcement. At Glen Helen, they got like three people throwing a garden hose. Would, I don't think it would take but, long. But, but, who's, but whose responsibility is it, right? The riders are going there. Shouldn't it fall kind of more on the manufacturers no, I'm and saying the management? That's, that's who the ramp no, 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 should no, be, that's right? That's what I'm saying. I'm so saying you have, you have – Joe, Joe. I'm saying Eric Keel called Dan Fahey, called Tyler Keefe, yeah, and yeah. figure this out. And then they need to speak to each of the tracks and try yeah. and organize yes, that, yes, yeah, right? Yeah. No, no, I don't put on the riders at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the management. But it's, part of it, I think, you know, think about it. You're a fan, whatever, whether you're a race or not. A lot of these guys, I mean, they kind of, I know this is not right, but they kind of get a, a thrill out of going out on the track and saying they got blown, they got yeah, passed yeah, yeah. by. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't make it right. But it <laughs> doesn't like, make it right. No, I agree. They go you. home and they're I, like, "Guess what I did today?" Exactly. Ken you Roxon know the, blew by me in a exactly. set of rollers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at the same time, the athletes. I mean, he's putting himself at a huge risk. Yeah. Like you said, oh, yeah. Shimoda. Yeah. Weaving in and out. I, I hey. was just like, when I did that Geico test last year, that's what came to mind when I was yeah. watching him. Yeah. And like, I've even tried to like fuck with Adam before, like on the track with him. And I'm like, I I can't even. I'm not even good enough to like screw with him even for a turn or two. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna. Like, I know, you would like, have to find the tightest corner on the track yeah, and just break yeah. check. Yeah, and, and I was like, it. I remember thinking, like, I'm going to I'm gonna move over on him here like, and kind of come over and maybe yell at him. And then, poof, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Try again next lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's insane to me that these guys have this million dollars investments and they're sending them out to these tracks. I just yeah. – it takes a tiny little bit of communication yeah. and you can figure this out. And the money is nothing. Rent the tracks. And they can leave them rough. You know, I know the whole thing about they want the track rough because that's how Glenn Helen gets mm-hmm. on a Thursday. Well, leave it rough. You know, don't yeah. groom it. There you go. They, yeah. they can do it. So that's my race tech rant of the night right there. Racetech.com. Pulp21 is the code to save with those guys. Ridedesengineering.com, the ride engineering billet front brake calipers are race proven by Zach Bell and the entire PCK Kawasaki off-road team. You do their wheels? Which team? Kawasaki off-road with Zach Bell, the works guys. Uh we used to do it more hands-on, but they still do run the kite hubs that we uh, are the okay. importer for, yes. Benefits, more powerful braking with a softer pull at the lever and a better feel for traction. Better cooling with openings that allow air to pass through the caliper body. 80% less flex from a much stiffer design. 
One part number fits all four Japanese models, including two strokes, black or silver. Put discount code PulpFan20. PulpFan20 at ride-engineering.com to save. Those guys have been great for us. And, uh, uh, man, I, I think... I get so many people asking for that code for Ride Death Engineering. So they, they must do it. Stuff's a, good. Yeah, they have really good uh, stuff, and people seem to be purchasing it. So that's good. Arthur Draper as well. Thanks to the Arthur Draper. Uh, if you need an attorney, he'll take the time to talk to you personally. He'll, consultations are free. You just need to call. More importantly, Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. There's no risk to you. Help is only a phone call away, and Arthur's got you back. Visit ArthurDraper.com. I need to get Arthur Draper to challenge Jason Wygant, Judge Wygant, on that mm. ruling. Because that ruling's bullshit. Yeah. So, well, no, it's a couple weeks past it, so I kind of forget the intimate details. But I remember listening to that show and being pretty frustrated because I thought you both were right and you both were wrong. And it was like the judgment was kind of in the – it was very confusing. Judge Wygant was biased. That's bullshit. Judge Wygant was biased. He was a horrible judge. So I'm going to get Arthur Draper. You guys were arguing out. over different things. You guys weren't <laughs> arguing over the right thing. You guys were both right and wrong. ArthurDraper.com, A-R-T-H-U-R, Draper.com. So thanks to those guys. Uh, Motorsport.com, tweet at Talon. No, that's my mom. It's the Motorsport.com, tweet at Talon segment. No. That's horrible. I I didn't build that. Let me tell you right now, I know we're going through some supply chain issues in this country and world. Yeah. There is no shortage of eagles, baby. We're, we're running, we're running at full capacity. <laughs> Why? Let me tell you right now, the numbers are good. We've been, we've been churning and burning. <laughs> churning and burning. Motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon. These are uh, tweets submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. Talon picks the best one. Asks us uh, what we think. Motorsport.com. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts. I've been using Motorsport to build my Project 500. Couldn't be any happier. I even had to return some stuff because I ordered doubles and I'm um, stupid. And so I had to return some stuff. And uh, it was really easy to do. So free orders, uh, free delivery on orders over two seventy, over 79 bucks. Fast free shipping uh, if you spend that much money. Great uh, stuff for the parts and gears. You need to stay on two and four wheels next year. Make, make your next ride your best ride at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com to help us out. There's a whole Pulpamex Show section on there as well. Save with Motorsport.com uh, next week. Scott and the guys are from Motorsport are coming in. Do you know them at all? Do you know those guys? Uh, uh, they do business with us, yeah, and yeah. we appreciate well, it. They're coming in next yep. week. So yep. uh, looking forward to having them in studio, and uh, let's uh, let's get into this. Okay, so these questions, again, I, I said that already, didn't I? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, first one from Retired Bubba. Assuming J-Mart gets a win this outdoor season, every Geico rider has won this year with their new team except for Mumford. Which rider has benefited the most on a new team? Hmm. Well, do you count Jed and Hunter as new teams? Yeah, a lot of the same people around them. I know. I know. Mm. Well, obviously Schmoda would be the first. Well, guy especially because he was like maybe not going to end up where he ended up. So I yeah. would say his situation was looking pretty tough, and it ended up working out pretty damn good for yeah. him. So I'll say Joe. Sure. For John- I hope Mumphy pulls it together. I like Mumphy. Good too. dude. From John Rides ADV for Steve, or for all of you, I guess. Is J.A. definitely moving to Cowie, and will he like to taste a Monster Energy better than Rockstar? He'll like to taste whatever you pay him to like. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to Cowie. I, I think that's going to happen. Two-year deal. So It's done, right? I think so. From the Voice of the Drunken People for DB. You know, hey, Magnet. You know, hey, Magnet. 
Does the race day live feed director not show riders on hot laps in practice just to deliberately piss fans off? Yes, uh, Blair calls the shots. Little known fact, Blair is the one, Marks, while, that, that, that tells people yeah, that, yeah. While Hubbard is talking, I'm on talkback saying, ah, that guy's going fast. Get off of him. <laughs> Get, see, Roxon's rolling. Get Cut the Roxon. Hey, guys, Webb's in the mechanics area. Get to the two. No, that's not how it works. I, th- you guys, this, I understand. This gentleman over here. I know you guys are extremely frustrated this by that. This gentleman I don't like it. I don't like it. Very angry. I know. No me gusta. You guys do realize it's, I, I don't know if you notice this, because you seem to be pretty attentive, but do you notice that whenever it would go to like, say, Lee and Ricky, or when I was with Ricky, to me and Ricky, all of a sudden it looks different? That's when the entire camera crew is warming up and you get to see a whole lot more. When it's not, it's not the same amount of cameras. So it's very difficult. They're literally on it full time. Okay, go to that guy. And then he'll start rolling. And they're trying to find someone because we give them a list of people that we want to talk about. And they're trying to find numbers and names and get to them. And these guys literally make a mistake and start rolling. And then the other camera is trying to find someone. So it's, it's, it's more difficult than you think. It is not deliberate. I mean, that is hilarious that you would joke that way because it's not deliberate. It's just more difficult than you think. Marks, would you like to rebuttal? <laughs> I mean, just ask. I mean, ask. I can tell you how it, how it works. Um, Do you ever notice that it's not I, always I know, bad? I know it's, it's just not sometimes? easy. Okay, I know it's not easy, but it, it there were times this year where it was pretty bad, where and it then, almost seemed deliberate. To, and I know that he's be, joking, but that's fair, why. What's why he said that? There are also many times, more than not, that it's really good and there is no problems. It happens like one out of maybe, maybe three Somebody times. Somebody sounds a little defensive. Oh, I'm but. defensive because I defend like the team because it, it, we all, everyone. Everyone is works it a matter of needing hard. more cameras? I think that would help if we had one more or two more. Right, yeah, it would right, totally help. Right. And you got to remember, the show made a one major guy scanning change this year. And with one guy scanning, and that you can't use that feed, and then one guy is fixed, and the guy slowed down. Yes, you know what I mean. So and that then, and the 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 one panning is looking around, yeah, yeah, and then we find it. Yeah. So if you ever notice that, now it does happen sometimes. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. So there's times when we're on someone, and then they switch to someone else because maybe they were on someone for too long. Yeah. So sometimes it may feel that way, but that it, it's yeah. a lot of effort and a very difficult situation when you have people doing single laps and they all stop all the damn time. So it's, I'm with you. We can be better. We'll try to be better, but it, you guys mm. need to temper it down. You guys are yeah. suck on that, Mark. Angry I, I will online. Not, I will not suck on anything. <laughs> Me gusta that. So chupa me. I would say it's it's better than it's not, and you guys don't realize that. You only point out when it's bad, and you flip out like it's every time. It's not. I every think time. we did point out a couple times when it was better this year. We did. We're, we we like to go both ways. Okay, that's, that's what, what she, she said. said. Just sticking up for my team. Are you kidding me? All right, from Jesse three eighteen. With the Tomac move, is Monster involved before it happens? Does Monster move money from Cowie to Star because of it? It doesn't seem right that Monster would pay Cowie the same amount without ET. A, no, they would. That's a good question. No, I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see that happen. Monster just writes a check and says, "Hey, you know, get your guys." So then, if you're a Cowie, then you're not paying Anderson the same you're paying Tomac. So no. So what do you do with the extra cash? You, you, you're, you're Why good. do they have three guys? Uh, I mean, I don't know these questions, but. I mean, you have budget. I, I, I personally get a little frustrated. This is just me. I could be way wrong because I don't know these budgets. But say you lose a Tomac, it's a lot of money. You got a lot of extra cash unless things are changing. Why not have three guys? Like, why is Malcolm not on their first Supercross only deal? Why not? Guys like, or you, don't, guys or like you don't understand. Benny Bloss or whatever. But you what don't do you understand. Mean? Well, okay. So 
So what do you do with all that extra money? Well, but you just save it. Yeah, you just don't put it in your marketing budget, or you maybe you're re- releasing a new side by side, and you can move the money over to the side by side promotion, or your your okay. GSXR, or, or, or you get a third your, guy, or you got to hire another mechanic, you got to hire another crew chief, you got to get another bike. Your semi is not equipped. To Whatever your three. budget is for Eli Tomac could make two, easily two good guys because Eli gets yeah, great sure. money. So that's guys. what I'm it, saying. It could make it could make four guys. Okay, at two hundred thousand dollars, you'd have five guys. You, you're you're set, and yeah. you don't want to do that. But I'm saying right. like Husky. Like, it's confusing to me like that Red Bull KTM would have one 250 rider for their whole program, yet Husky somehow has three 450s and three 250s, and then GasCast has... I'm just confused of why some are some way and some are not another, but the right. Cowie one, again, I'm not frustrated because I don't know the details, but I just feel like if you're going to lose a rider that takes a lot of money, why not go and like try to stack two more guys in his place? Like if it was me, I would go because sign Anderson not, and Malcolm it's, it, immediately. It's apples to oranges. Like Eli Tomac is your guy you pay to win races. And that's why he gets that kind of money because he can win okay. races. And he if lost he, him. If he's he gone. Leaves, if he leaves New strategy. No, get three but they, guys don't, in the they, top don't, they don't do that. They they don't they're not that's not their strategy. Their strategy is we don't care about bikes on the field. Cowie has definitely shown that. They do they do not care about supporting teams. You know what I mean? They 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 have those the contingency money for the privateers, as we've seen. It's, it's basically Cowie. Third practice is Cowie Nation. So they they not different gonna, methods. I understand. I just right. when you lose a, a, a an expensive guy, like I don't see why at least for a one year deal, like you don't add a third guy. I would okay. I would. I mean, just what I would do. Okay. So, well, duly noted. From Clippy Clippy, will the word of the day ever come back for weeds during the nationals? Is that gone last year? Yeah, well, I don't on. think we did it. I, I think we forgot half the time. I don't, and then Weege was vetoing a lot of the words. You guys were making it really difficult for him, I think. Uh, there was a few that I was like, guys. He made them all. He's, he did them all, yeah. He's got a job to do. I know, I know. Well, yeah, you would you would appreciate that. But he was on board. So. I know he was, I but know. there was a few times when I was like, man, you guys are Dude, when dicks, he man. when he nailed the word of the day, my Twitter feed exploded. Like people were just so there was happy. A few, there was a few that were just They were so happy wild. that he got in the word, you know, crown molding or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this one's from uh, from Discord from Ben Blau. Is Discord still going on? It's still going Part, on. Party, is, party's popping. Snowboard is still happening. Yeah, come join Marty party. We had a retirement party for Marty on there. Oh, you did. Yeah. 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 So they got a secret chat room that you got to get invited to, I think. And it, I'll just talk shit on me in the show. And <laughs> and Marks Marks runs it. Like he's they, a, he's the moderator. You're in there. I'm not in there. This guy, Elephant Cock. <laughs> no, that's what I said oh. my name would be. Oh, I said I'm going to go oh, in okay. as Elephant Cock. And then Understood. someone made one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just a private chat for shit talking? This show? Yeah. Like while it's happening? Yeah, you want in? Yeah, yeah. send me a link. <laughs> See? That's so awesome. It's, yeah, it's like, a, it's like an AOL instant messenger yeah. with different rooms. And they just talk shit on me in the show, and Mark's, Mark's giggles and Damn it. it. Why didn't you tell me before? I'd have been yeah. on it the entire show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. in. All right, he asks, uh, is outdoors for 2021 Forkner's last chance with PC? What will happen if he crashes again? No, it's not his last chance. He, he's got speed. He'll, he'll, just, speed. he'll come back with Supercross again, no problem. Yeah. All right, from Dean's Dean, what do you believe are the next big changes coming to Supercross in the next few few years? More rounds, international, et cetera? Well, I've been beating this drum uh, uh, this year. Like, I, I, They want more rounds. And they're not going to get them because uh, the motocross series ain't moving. So how do you get more rounds? Throw a Wednesday race in there. Throw a Tuesday race. Now you have 19 rounds. 
I think that might end up doing that because, yeah, the ticket sales won't be great, but the rent's cheaper. You'll have amateur day, right? You know, maybe 8,000 amateurs showing up to ride. You'll make money with futures and you know, all of that. Your ticket sales won't even matter that much. You'll get more TV money from NBC because you'll have more product to sell. I could totally see midweek races. I'm not saying a lot of them, but I'm saying two or three. Turn go that from, series into 17 to 20 somehow. Yeah. A couple of good markets. I could see that. Yep. Do you think riders would like last longer careers if they rode mostly Supercross as opposed to outdoors? Yeah, I think so. From you look, a burnout right, standpoint. Yeah, you talk to Jeremy who did it or Wyndham, right? They all said yeah. the same thing. They said they, they would have been race, They would have been done racing yeah. years earlier, you know? So, yeah, I could see that. I could uh, – I know for – I know for well, I don't know for fact, but I was told – Feld offered MX Sports some money to buy some dates. I, like, hey, you own these dates for motocross. We want races on that dates. We'll write you a check. And they said, denied. M yeah, MX Sports and that, said no. That, again, I'm, I'm not going to get into this because of my position and what I do. But I just feel like there are some markets that would be cool to get into that we can't because of the time. Like, April is always like, can we slip into Denver? Can we slip into New Jersey? Like, fingers crossed the weather works. But, man, right. gosh, like. Kansas City. Uh, there's just so many. There's probably five to seven locations that would be badass. Pittsburgh, Philly. Like right. there, there's it's these markets cold, that right. would be so bitching in May if if May was available, and it, it's not. Right. But I just I, I know that, that we're trapped with a four month schedule. It's four months. I know the racers don't want any more. Racers and teams don't want more races. They do not want any more races. But I could see them saying, "Hey guys, we're going to add a couple midweek races. See you there Tuesdays." All right. Another from Clippy Clippy for John this time. What is what do you think of A Ray's wheel that he exploded? Oh boy, your guy A Ray. Yeah, yeah. Um, Posted well, on social media his broken wheel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that um, obviously we're aware of it and we've gotten the wheel back. It's been sent off to be evaluated, but I mean, I have my own opinion as to why that happened. Um, I think that as far as my opinion and being posted on social media, um, I don't agree with that, and it's not to hide it. Um, but I think that as sponsored riders, um, there's some things that you just when someone someone's supporting you with a product, I think that's I feel like maybe not the right way to go about that. I think that you know a lot of things need to be evaluated, and let's see why that happened. In this case, with Alex. Um, you know, that same hub that he runs, we're the importer for. So, obviously, I'm going to be a little bit protective. Yeah. Um, but I do know that same hub is the exact same hub is run by Factory KTM or Factory Kawasaki in Europe, as well as many other programs in yeah. Europe and some here. Never seen that happen before. Um, where the failure occurred, um, it's pretty evident. It was around the sprocket. Um, you know, the thing that some people maybe don't understand with wheels is, you know, a lot of the factory teams... I mean, some of the, the upper factory riders, they have 10 to 15 sets of wheels alone per rider. Mm -hmm. You know, Alex, we all love him, right? He's a great guy, Tennessee boy. But, you know, the team that he rides for does a great job with the budget they have yeah. to work with. But they don't have the budget to have that kind of product to yeah. do that. Um, that happened on a practice day. Yeah, thank goodness he wasn't hurt. That's, I think, anybody in the aftermarket parts business um, the last thing they'll last thing in the world yeah. that they want to do is cut corners to hurt somebody. Yeah, of course. Right. Right. Um, but I think that I look at it like this. Um, you know, look, if, if, if an aftermarket company that builds motors and the motor goes away, it happens. I just don't know what that serves by a rider necessarily 
posting something like that. It doesn't do a sponsor any good, and that could apply to a handlebar. Do you? Uh, so uh, when a photographer takes a photo of a guy who broke on the side of a track, or handlebars break, or you yeah. know any number of things, yeah. you, you don't like that either. Um, no, I think they have a job to do, hundred percent. But here's right. the, here's the, rider, the one here's the one thing right. I don't agree with. It's one thing to post a photo, but. And you're a journalist, so yes. and you're my buddy. Top journalist. But I also think there's a certain responsibility that the media has to report the whole story. Right. It's one thing to put that, like you put a, when, when if, if, if PC blows a motor, don't you may ask questions why that happened? Whether you're going to get the answers yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a bad look on Kawasaki, yeah. right? right? Yep. So I think that, you know, look, I'll even bring up another one that doesn't even, you know, a whole separate issue that kind of went off a little bit online. Dean Wilson broke a wheel. Mm -hmm. It was one of our wheels. It was a talent wheel that the teams used for since Bobby started the team way back in Canada, Kawasaki. Yep. So look, I I'll say this. I was bummed, but there's more to it than what you just see, the, the, the viewer. It, right. Look, I was watching as well on yeah. TV. I was bummed, but I want to know everything that happened. And all I can say to that case same with Alex. It's being evaluated. Wasn't the hub that broke? Wasn't the rim this, that broke? And that's all I can say. There's other things involved in a wheel that caused that wheel to right. break. That's what happened. Right. So, but because of our the, the, our industry and the relationships and race teams and all that, there's yeah. some things I just can't say. But with Alex, I mean, hey, dance. Sorry, it's a long answer. A long-winded answer. Um, um, do you it's, yeah, it's being evaluated, and, and, and I believe I, I, I know what happened. Um, we're going to address it. But I think people, it can be an overreaction. Like, we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, of course you're going to kill somebody. Yeah, I mean, we're, Nobody in, we're, that, we're in 2020. Everyone's going to overreact, yeah. Yeah, and, and people are passionate. And, and, again, nobody wants to see anybody get hurt, nor do we. We sponsor probably more teams than anybody. And the wheel is something that you don't ever usually hear about it. Until something happens it's to right. it. It's the only time you hear about yeah. it. Yeah, it is. Unless it's and really so, ugly on a yeah, bike. We, we could pull back. Then you and, hear about it. Yeah, yeah, we could pull back and not sponsor anybody. But it's like, t you know, next time you go to a race, walk the paddock and look how many stock hubs you see on race bikes. Yeah. You just don't yeah, see them. Yeah. And there's kind of a reason for that. Yep. Um, so. And think about the hundreds, of, if not thousands of hours that those wheels have no problem. And then it takes about one issue and it's. Boom. Yeah. I mean, again, if there was somebody who was going to test positive for COVID this year and miss a race, it was A-Ray, <laughs> and that was what happened. If somebody's going to break a wheel, it's A-Ray. We all know the muffler issues he's had yeah, yeah. and how he rides his bikes yeah. and, and all of that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that, that's Alex Ray, everybody. Yeah, it, We it, love him. And not, yes. you know, look, not a, not a tech, tech uh, segment of the, the show, but, you know, with a the wheel, there's bearings, you know, sprocket yeah. bolts tight. Are they too, you know, are they, are they loose, I should say. Are the spokes tight? Are they too loose? Um, you know, again, do bearings. There's so many things that go into do that. Do you think that the sprockets that aren't a complete circle in the center are weaker, more susceptible? Um, no. No. Okay. Well, I mean, you Vortex. Know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? of course. Yeah, Vortex yeah. has a similar design, right, right. as does Talon. Yep. Um, but no issues say, with that. I, 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 I'm not an engineer. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and claim to be one yeah. and try and blow you know hot air up your ass. I don't think so. Right. Um, you know, for many years, the uh, example Yamaha, the, the the GYTR sprockets that you saw on the wall in the yeah. dealerships, those were all talent. Yeah. That centerless design. Yeah. It's a good sprocket. Right. They've been making them for thirty plus years. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So, 
I hope that answered the question the best I could. Yeah. Uh, next one from Checkers at Racetech. Chanceability Tomac has a kicker in its Blue Crew deal if he wins the outdoor if he wins outdoors this year to bring a number one plate to the team for next year. Yeah, he might. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. It could happen. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that on my podcast. Oh, I need to say what not, it is. Not so familiar I'm, with that I'm podcast. Not gonna, I don't right. want to advertise uh, it here. Well, the, the Pony Pod seems to throw his in there a lot. So. <laughs> is that main event moto on Sunday? I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, but we we talked about that this week on the show, how if you're Yamaha, you throw Eli a little extra nugget to bring the one with you. and Go get the title this summer so you bring the one with you yeah. next year. Yeah. It, for marketing reasons, don't you want it on your bike? Yeah, absolutely. Like, remember Hill on JGR, right. that big old number one Suzuki? Yeah. I don't know if it's incentivized like that, but if I was Yamaha, yeah. I'd throw him a little extra and say, hey, go get that title this summer. I'll throw a little extra on your contract. Right. Yep. I think it'd be cool. If, if not, they should be doing that. From uh, Fresno's Smoothest, what are the biggest technique changes beyond clutch use between Supercross and Motocross? Who are a few riders that move outdoors benefits because of technique, and who suffers for the same reason? I think Adam benefits a little bit. He's over the back of the bike a little bit more as a, as a rider. He's a bigger, taller dude, and I think outdoors we've seen he's had success in outdoors. Um other than that, I can't really say. Like, Anderson rides pretty unique, but he rides the same in indoors and out, you know? Um, and, and it's fine for him. It works fine for him. So I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. That changes, really? Or that it benefits, benefits. one way or another. I don't, yeah. Adam, probably. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. From Chris Creeper. Is oh, it wow. bad for the sport that Thor, 100%, Alpine Stars, and Bell won all the Supercross championships? Is it bad for the sport? No. Did they? I didn't even think about that. Okay, cool. All Wait, right. hold on. Okay, goddamn. Bell, 100%. Thor, Alpine Star? Yep. Wow. Star guys, right? Star and Coop. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if those are your brands, what a great year. Yeah, no, yeah, what it's, a not, year. it's not bad what for a year. Sport. Yeah. And if, you got, Every, and if you're paying bonuses, With man. the amount of money people that are paying other riders to, to get those championships? Yeah. I mean, good year you're for sp- Thor. Yeah, you're yep. spending some bonuses. <laughs> you're paying some bonuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, goddamn. <laughs> From uh, Lars Knight 32. Thank God you guys are back. The last couple of weeks have sucked. Do you think people are sleeping on Anstey for outdoors, and what team do you see Do you see him on for next year? Uh, I think Anstey will be good, um, right? Anstey will be some solid motos. He made a podium, one po- podium last year. Um, I don't know what about next year. I have no <laughs> idea. He was better in Supercross than I thought. Way better. Yeah. Um, I, he's another one of those that falls victim to – the roster of riders. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where to put him. Yeah. If he gets fifth this weekend, okay. If he gets 13th, okay. I, I don't even know what to say, I guess, until we get into it. But I feel like the high-low, you know, yeah. is so wide on so many guys. Like Savachi. Dude, that guy, he, he was leading outdoor national championship points a few years back in the 250s. Why couldn't he go 5-5 at round one? There's no reason. Or he could go 13-14. I wouldn't be surprised either way. All right. From Ryan Roberts for you, Steve. Should Betts amputate his broken finger to speed up the healing process? Yeah, for sure. Do it. Yeah. Pussy Betts. Jesus. <laughs> he said he posted on when he broke his finger, he posted it and he said all of his replies were motocross people saying so. Go play. <laughs> Go play. Like, yeah. McAdoo's like, hey buddy. Yeah. How you doing? Right. <laughs> From Fish one seventy one. DB, will you guys be doing that opening ceremony pre-race thing again for all the races next year? That was so good and really up to the vibe. Honestly, that was, I think, the raddest thing 
ever. It was super spontaneous. I found out during race day live. I don't know. Did you know that happened? The no. last round? No. So I found out on race day live that, hey, we're going on the air 30 minutes early for the show because something had changed with the schedule. And Bondo is like, oh, shit. Like puts together a 30-minute script on the fly for opening ceremonies, the national anthem. Oh, I'm yeah, running around yeah, doing yeah. interviews right. with Kenny and, right. and Will's over with Star, and they're all in their street clothes. And we just winged it. And, I mean, at one point I was yeah, like – something ended early. Something ended Andy early. Carr, I think. Yeah. Bondo at one point is like, Daniel, do you have anyone down there? And I, and I looked at McAdoo, and I'm like, waved him over. He runs over with his gear on, and I'm like, Bondo, I got him. Right on live TV, interviewed him. How you feeling? Right. He's gone. That Will's got the next one. I can't believe how rad it was that we pulled it off. But if we had more time and that was like settled in as something, right. it would be bitching because it did create this hype because it was like Dude, Plessinger cool. comes out in opening right. ceremonies, national anthem singing, fireworks are going off. We're interviewing all the stars. If they can make that part of it full time, I think it would be right. massive. I mean, it, I, I like, was, the, I like the game awesome. day style of thing. Get, get Jeremy up there, get Ricky up there, get Wyndham up there, you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, or something like yeah. that. Just a, a, a little 30 minute warm up pre show that just kind of floats around with yeah. some stuff and just builds the hype. I, I thought it was the coolest thing. And the raddest part, you all know now, is we found that out a couple hours before and yeah. Bono put that together on the fly and it was awesome. So I hope, to answer the question, I hope we find a way to do that. From TH Sports 1, with Webb leaving Baker's factory, will he race longer in his career, and will he be as successful? Jury's out. We'll see. That's He's there right the, now Those for are motocross. the two big yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. He's there be, for motocross right now. How does it affect about, him, so. and how much longer does he go because of it? Right. All right. Last one from GSofford13. What's your guys' pick for outdoors both titles? And, Steve, do you have any dirt bike races or riding planned for this summer with Kiefer or JT? No, I need to ride my dirt bike though. I haven't ridden it for a while. I need to get on it. Um, my title picks, uh, Jesus. Uh, I did this on the Racer X thing. So if J Mart races 24 motos, it's Jer Jeremy Martin or Justin Cooper. If he does not, 450s, what did I say? Did I say Tomac? I might have said Tomac. I don't know. I really feel like it's a toss up in 450s, man. I really do. Adam, Osborne, Sexton, Tomac, Marv, Kenny. Throw them up in the air. Web, yep. So well, yeah. So I think 450. I'll start with that. I think that if Osborne can come into it and get healthier mm -hmm. as he goes along, I yep. think he has a good shot to repeat. You know, he's had some time off, uh, motivated. Um, so I, I'm going to go with him. Yep. And I think uh, I would go with Jeremy Martin as well. Um, and and I'm going to do a backup on that. And I think that one of the Lawrence brothers, and I think maybe Hunter Lawrence. Why okay. not? Yeah. He yeah. did well in GPs. Sure. Uh, that, yeah. I'll give it a shot. For me, 250s, if, if I had to put money on I, I always do, like, if I had to put money on it yeah. versus my gut feeling. Money, I'd put money on J-Mart. I think that'd be the smart bet. Hunter is my gut feeling. I think Hunter, though, will get it. And then in 450, my money would go on Eli, but I might be the only one here. But I think Ken Roxon's going to be awesome this summer. I mean, he lost you to Cooper Webb one. in Supercross, and Webb is the gnarliest dude Ever and he, I mean, he just beat Eli fairly easily. Roxon's and, got two 450 motocross. Yes, and Roxon so, again. You know. And look, he had a couple races that went wrong. You changed the outcome of a couple last laps, and the whole story on him is completely different. So to think that he's just all broken and he's not like who he, he's won the title twice, and both times he smashed everybody. If he is healthy and there is no actual health issues, Roxon wins the outdoor, in my opinion. So I, I and that's the big question: is he is something going to pop up? 
No shit, asshole. There it is. So right. I, money on Eli. Right. Gut feeling says Roxon. Right. Yeah, we raise Ryder D. We'll get there. We raise him when it's time. We will. Uh, all right. Is that it? No. That's horrible. <laughs> Motorsport.com tweeted talent segment. There we go. Homemade <laughs> homemade segment. Doing really well. It's taking the it's taking the listeners by storm. They can't stop talking about it on the snowboard nonstop. So about what snowboard? Oh, the disc. Discord snowboard. Discord? What, yeah. are they, what are they talking about? Uh, th- that intro. The bird thing? Yeah. They like it. Uh, <laughs> so um, thanks to our guests tonight, uh, Rick Johnson, Jeremy McGrath, Ian Treadle, Noof, Zach Osborne. Great show for the guests. Absolutely stoked to have all those guys on. John, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you. WUSA for yep. all your wheel needs. Pulp of Mexico will give you a discount. If you, if you mentioned Pulp or Mathis or Kiefer or Blair, anything? Eagle Grit. Eagle Grit. Yep. You got this yeah. from WUSA. Sure. Love it. So just get your wheels. How many some... guys you got down there now? 19. Yeah, I know. It's I'm crazy. Gonna send, I'm going to send you a little something. See what the guys think. Okay. Oh, there we go. Well, thank you. Uh, WUSA, of course. So thanks for coming in. Always a good time, John. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you've you. Been, every time you've been in, done a great job. So Yeah, thanks. Uh, please, uh, thanks for the support over the years as well. Yeah, of course. Daniel thank Blair. You. Thanks, thanks again, buddy. Me. Good yeah, job. Good yeah, thanks for coming in. What's up for you now? Just Eagle Grit work? Doug Flutie, baby. Doug Flutie. Fingers crossed, okay. man. Uh, no, just Eagle Grit straight up. Got my life back. I mean, again, I love TV. I love what I do. But this is a time of year when I get to kind of, like, live my life right. a little bit. Be with my family. Be with my son. Right. Um, and then run my business without being terrified that it's going to go under every day because I'm not home. <laughs> this was, like, the gnarliest four months of my life. Right. I can't believe I'm alive, to be honest. Right. So, stoked. I think I figured out what your gig was. If Doug Flutie's involved... Is it that new Genix for the male enhancement and testosterone booster? I wouldn't be that stoked. Huh? If oh. it was that. <laughs> you would yeah. if the paycheck went with that's it. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm turning into a I'm turning into an actual broadcaster. So you are. If they're paying. Yeah, I'm saying. You're saying. You yeah. I mean, I well, learned from Ralph. I, I know you. So. Uh, I know you said you get your life back, but Fell actually just they called during commercial break. The toilets are there's a toilet plug. There's a toilet plug that, at at, uh, at the yeah. Cardinal Stadium. You're gonna have to go. Uh, all we'll, right, we'll need you there right away. Let them know. So, I'll be right there. Right, Don't yeah, worry about it. Absolutely. I'm ready. You're doing a good job, Daniel. Thank you. I you really are, man. Uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but you are. He is. Uh, Swiss. Uh, thanks to Swiss Score. Thanks to Moser. Talon. Thank you. Thanks, Brett. Great job tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Glad the laptop. Glad uh, Mark's fixed. Fix the laptop for me. Oh, did you f- end up fixing something? That was sarcasm. I don't think so. Oh, no. No. Oh, I'm glad yeah. it wasn't okay. working I, again. I th- oh, wow. They don't make mistakes. No, they don't. Never. The laptop made a mistake. Right. Uh, I did not. Marks, thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Good job on the uh, on the buttons tonight. Really, really great work. Sorry about the VGK loss, but you know, they can't all be the Leafs. I don't want to talk about They're it. They just won, so. Oh, the Vegas lost. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Pookie was screaming up there. So. I heard her yell something. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe there's some guy up there. I don't know, but she was screaming something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, thanks to uh, thanks to Pookie and uh, thanks to Swizz and Moser, of course. Thank you, people, for listening. Back next week with Chris Kiefer in studio, as well as Scott and the boys from Motorsport.com. And maybe and maybe that guest that didn't make it tonight. Oh yeah, maybe we'll see. Doubt. Uh, yeah, I, I doubt it. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'm a huge fan of Dick. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that.
if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.